Standby world, here we come. Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia. You could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Oh, Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. when I'm a secretary. Hi, everybody. It's Saturday night, November 5th, year 2016. I'm already taking phone numbers and names during the song. Can you believe that, Patricia? You really are a yeah. secretary. <laughs> I first, at first, it went over my head. I didn't know what you were talking about. Oh, I, I know I am in trouble for last night. I know it. Uh, well, first, right off the bat, Pat from Decatur, Illinois, so we'll be calling him first. So if you want uh -huh. to join the crowd, the landslide of admirers or supporters or what you call it, you know. Whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. Patricia, the Patricia Fan Club is awake at 714-545-2071. Call. Give me your number. I'll talk to you off here, and we'll have a good time. <laughs> Just like that, Patricia, I'll better get this one so you talk. Oh, I have to talk? Oh, gosh. Well, we may start out by telling everyone, <laughs> oh, this is Patricia. And it's Saturday night. I can't believe it's already here. Anyway, I do, of course, many of you know, the awful shows on Friday nights. 10 o'clock, 
pre-recorded, and I took a swipe at Mr. and Mrs. North last night. Not the program itself, although it, you know it's kind of a wiffy program, but the episode itself where Pam and Jerry are out there trying to pretend that they are muggers and criminals and burglars, and they did such a terrible job. It was just so awful. However, okay, so it really wasn't me. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt your speech. I was just going to give out the waiting list. Okay, there's 714-545-2071. Ralph is second. Who wants to be third? 714-545-2071. Back to well, Patricia. Listen, just as a reminder for our family who might not have been with us when all of this started, Walden's equipment is very sick. So in order to take calls, Walden will take your phone. You can call in. Walden will take your phone number, and he will call you back so that the three of us can be on the air at the same time. Otherwise, you and Walden are just going to be having a conversation. So that's what all of this secretary and do you want to get on the queue is all about. <laughs> so if you'd like to come on with us, please give Walden a call at 714 he will take your phone number and call you back, and he's an honorable person. He does not share phone numbers unless you say, oh, it's okay to share it with Patricia. Did I get that right? Seven I one think four. I did. 714 <laughs> You know, the, the, phone, yeah. the phone lines are hopping tonight. And I'm not responsible for whatever Patricia said. So 714-545-2071. Yes, I am. I'm responsible for Ooh, did you say that? Ooh, you know what? I don't blame you for tonight. No. Oof, I don't think <laughs> No, I, I said a bad thing. I, I'm totally responsible for whatever Patricia said. She's way much for anything she said. You know, you know good and Uh-oh. well. Here's the I next phone number. I'm responsible for my own boo well, I was explaining about Mr. and Mrs. North. Walden is out on the phone again. Yes, well, so anyway, I expect to take some lumps. Certainly not the kinds of lumps I took when I did Richard Diamond as a terrible show, but I do expect to take some lumps because a lot of people really liked Mr. or tolerated them, either one, liked Mr. Oh, and okay, Mrs. that's North. Ron Bond. He threw it on the queue. Who's number four? Someone <laughs> <laughs> I'm defending myself. Don't interrupt. <laughs> 714-545-2071. My list will get keep going. Here's number four. <laughs> You're going to have to start calling some of these people back pretty soon. So anyway, that that's my story for last night. I actually listened to my own show, and when I got to the end, I thought, Patricia, you may not have made the best choice in the whole wide world here, so I really do expect to take my lumps. Anyway, we have a theme tonight, and you may notice that I am avoiding politics because we do have... Okay, Dan asked for the 1230 time slot, so that's number four. Who wants to be number five? Seven, one, four. Five, four, five. (laughs) Seven, one, our number. (laughs) Are you going to start calling anyone back? Well, the phone starts dying, I will, but it's just, but I've, been, I've been busy being your secretary, my dear. Someone you, sound like, you sound like Fred Flintstone, abba dabba 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 Well, anyhow, 
we are not doing politics tonight. We will not do politics tonight. We are doing the clock change, which has shaken me to my core that it is here already. We spring ahead into daylight saving Jaws time. Professional we Patricia fall from back FLO, alt, app, to regular standard time. App, search edit, app, so, see updates, app, like call mobiles and left space, all phones, enter number edit. How long edit. does it take you to acclimate to this So I went out looking for a little bit of information. One of the first Eight, things that seven, popped up was five. a study done in the United Kingdom. When this nonsense happens, seven, three, nine, nine, enter, plus one, two, one, seven, app, insert a mo, app, call button, app, app, approve, enter, Patricia from FL Home, build, unloading, job, cans, okay, enter. And, um, says if they're driving between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. when it's both dark and busy, risk of having an accident increases by 30%. That's scary. So Walden is out there making phone uh -huh. calls for we're, us. We're waiting for Pat to see if he picks up. Hello. Hi, Pat. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hi, you you're, hi Walden. How are you two doing? We're doing fine. Well, I'm doing fine. Am I in trouble? Are you in trouble? Is Patricia in trouble with you, Pat? No. Oh, no. Okay. So you're, 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 you got one person that still loves you, Patricia. We're, we're good. <laughs> well, yeah, but she's still done, she's still done, done the good shows okay. on Fridays. Okay. Okay. Woo. We they're supposed to be awful, not good. <laughs> <laughs> they may not be awful souls, but they're good, but they're hard to... One thing about they're hard to find. They are hard to find. How do yeah. you find your... And, they're, and that's what, like, one one of a kind. I know. Patricia has... And that's a, what makes a... That was, that's what makes them so hard, so rare. <laughs> it, they really are. A lot of them are standalones. I've... Don't, I'm not That's, able to find anything more than the individual episodes I know. that we play. So, Even in my radio book, so a lot of times that says there's one show available, and that's it uh -huh. on different things. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, this is personal opinion, I think yeah. there's a reason only one or two of some of these survived. Nobody wanted to waste their tape. That might have, that might have. Recording this awful stuff, yeah. Except but some of, some of those awful shows, I think, would, was better better than the regular shows. <laughs> like last night. Uh, I'm ready to take my lumps. Did you listen last night? Well, not so much last night. I didn't listen to it, but oh, it's oh, just I'm like so fortunate. Just any any shows, maybe. Okay, okay. that's a great question. And Pat, opinion. Yeah. Of the, of the regular show that we have a lot of. Which one is a terrible series? Oh, I don't really know. But the one I really liked, and I don't, I don't know if there's many of them or not. Mm -hmm. When was it, Sergeant uh, uh, Joe Friday, mm -hmm. when he did his comedy shows? Oh, the uh, yes. Oh dear me, yes. We did play. There were. I have at least one. Do I have two, Walden? I, think I know just for one. sure one, maybe two, but I think yeah, one. Yeah, I, I know. I think I looked it up, and it was, seemed like there was only one. Yeah, and we did play that one night on You the did, you show. did. Mm -hmm. Did. That was, and it, that's when Patricia was a putty cat. It was really back in yeah. the dark ages. Yeah. And I want to tell you, right now, you're calling me a 20 minutes till 9. Have, okay. Have, 20, have, 20 minutes till 9. 
Have you moved? Okay. Have you moved the clock? Have you moved your clock back already? Yeah, already. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh dear. And, uh, and one of them I moved back early this morning. <laughs> now maybe that's what Patricia should do. <laughs> and and it was very, a very easy thing. It was no problem. I'll tell well, you how it. It isn't I to did. change the hands on the clock, but gee whiz. Um, but I'll tell you what, how I did, I had one of these old digital clocks. Uh-huh. Instead of unplugging and resetting it, mm-hmm. what I did, I pressed the time, like maybe, let's say 6.59, I pressed the time, and I pressed the minute. So it will go up to zero, and it would be 6 o'clock you instead so. of 7. Okay. So that hour would be over, going over again. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you now just press the, like the time and the minute. I'll bet you were one of the kids who turned your homework in early too, weren't you? Uh, so, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It depends what it was. What was your favorite subject? Oh. Well, history. Really? Ah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like, what's that other one? Like social studies or, mm-hmm. you know, about the world, you know, about different traveling. Sure. Different history. Sure. History and, and things like that. Did you have what a, was your, go ahead. Did you have a favorite teacher that really made it, that really made it work for you, Pat? Or did you always have an interest in it? Or? I, yeah, yeah. There was no certain ones I I had favor. Uh-huh. It was all pretty good. All right. I want to go back to the clock change, if we could, for a minute. Yeah. Do you adapt to that well, or does it give you some fussies? Well, I, it used to. I had a little troubles, you know, years ago, but now. It's not so bad. I'm, I don't know. I'm just getting used to it. When when you say it's it not gave so you, bad now. Yeah. If it if it if we were back a few years and it was giving you trouble, what kind of trouble would it give you? Well, maybe I might have been late for church, or maybe late for school, or maybe late for work, or maybe some was the other way. I might have been too too early for something, or uh-huh. or it just different things. I don't remember now, but yeah, would that be a proper, so, would that be a proper pink slip to take on Monday? Sorry, I'm just late because of the clock change. What do you think, Patricia? <laughs> My mother forgot to change the clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm listening to it. Hey, Walter. Yeah, Pat. I'm listening to an, another one of your shows on on radio right now. You are. One of your in- I'm listening to one of your interviews. Well, let me talk to Patricia for one second, and I'll find out. Hold on. Oh, okay, I, okay. I, I, I got to answer the phone call, so you guys. Okay. Well, right. Walden is doing triple duty tonight, and I bless his little heart. I think we ought to get him a prize of some kind, but I'm not quite sure what it is. In the springtime, I have more trouble in the springtime when the clocks go ahead Obviously, the sun comes up at the same time. We just put different labels on it. I feel like I am perpetually late 
for something. Okay. I'm I back. What, what, interv what, what interview are you listening to, for, uh, uh, Pat, of mine? Uh, okay. Let's see. I can't think of his name right at the moment. It's a one with... Oh, uh, what's that? Lone Ranger? Brace Beamer? Oh, one you... Maybe when we, had, when we had a grandson on? Uh, the grandson, yes. 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 He is yes. very good. He's walking on he, a... He is, yeah. He's really something. He's walking, so he's walking on a film, Patricia, on his grandfather. Oh, like okay. A, like a documentary. And he's very articulate, uh -huh. has a lot of... has a major archive to going through of the long, uh, base. And mm -hmm. he, he's really knowledgeable. So... That's a good one, Pat. I'm glad you... It is. I, I just now got to it. Ah. I'm going through all of your tapes and picking out the things I'm li that I want to keep. And can I just got now got to it. Can you do me a big favor? <laughs> I might be able to. It's in your archive. When you get to it sometime, can you make me a copy of what you have of the, our February McGee and Molly Day from April 16th of 2000? Whatever you got, I would like to have a copy of whatever you got. Oh, the oh the the thing you did the whole day. Yep, yep, yep. Oh make, yeah. I want to make sure I have it all. <laughs> so if you could oh, do, yeah. you, if you could do me a favor and make me a copy of that, I would I would I appreciate. I might be able to. Good, good. Put I that on, put that on your list of things Walt would love to have. Yeah. Okay. You know. I might be able to. Good. But I. The only thing, there's only one, but you might have to redo it. That's okay. Because the thing is, it's going to be on a DVD. That's okay. That's fine, because yeah, I, I, I have a guy, I have a friend named Lori Gassman who transfers everything. Oh, yeah. oh okay, yeah. yeah. How, how is the Gassmans? I just talked to him before the show. They went apple picking today. Larry went. Oh, they did. Yeah, okay. He went, he went to the orchards and picked apples and bought donuts and bought apple butter and bought apple this and apple <laughs> okay. that. So, so he wow. he busy putting together uh, for tomorrow night's show. But we were just going over. But he he's loaded up on everything apple from an apple <laughs> orchard. Today. Oh, okay. I'll did you let him know I'll be there in the morning? Uh, yeah. He's been there, started apple butter. I haven't had apple butter in a million years. Yeah. I'll tell you what, another one that gets that apple butter, yeah. I'll tell you another one, pumpkin butter. I, I get pumpkin butter. What? I'm, I don't know what that is. It, okay. You know, it's, a, it's, like, it's almost like apple butter, but it's pumpkin butter. Pumpkin oh, butter. pumpkin butter. Ooh, yeah. Good. Is it spicy it is, like? Yeah. A, is it spicy like a pumpkin pie would be? It can be. It could be. It could be. Is it homemade? Is it, kind of. Do people make it homemade, or can you buy it in the I, store? Or? The only place I bought at one of the fe festivals we've had here uh -huh. here in Illinois, but I think you can buy it. Maybe. A, uh. Cracker Barrel. Wow. I think that might well, be the only lovely. one. <coughs> but it might be in the grocery stores. So I'm not... But it's, if it is, it's just during the fall. Yeah, well, that would make sense. You, you know what? I was surprised 
and uh, here, here, this was before Halloween. Dad brought home eggnog ice cream. I didn't think eggnog oh. ice cream would be available until close to Thanksgiving, but it was on the market here before Halloween. Uh, yeah, yeah, it probably was here too. It was. I didn't, yeah. Tell me again. I know some things time? are are available early and some things are late. Eggnog ice cream. Yeah. Eggnog. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that is early. That is early. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then yeah. I'm really sorry to tell you this. Yeah. It's last year's leftovers. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit early tonight because we do have a backlog of people waiting for calls. And okay, I'll let you go. Well, we're going to play an interview in a little bit as well that we did this week, and oh. uh, it'll it'll be fun. So we're kind of messing with the schedule a little bit tonight. Yeah, but Pat, you know, if you could find that February all day broadcast, I would appreciate that. So I know right where it is. Perfect. I, yeah. Perfect. Because we want we want Patricia. Voice to live forever, and we're going to have that there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I will be here in perpetuity. That is true. Thank you, Pat. Oh, great word. Perpetuity. Yeah, okay. I'll, I don't know how. I know, don't think I'll have the address, but I'll. Maybe well, whenever can, I get, I'll well, we'll get call, ask you get for call it. Just call me, or I'll just give it to you now, or uh, whatever. Yeah, I, I can call you when get I get call, done. Okay, call me when you get done. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm in. I am like Rudy Valley and May West. I am Western. You know, I have no problem. About okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work some way out. I don't think you like some way. way. All right, Pat. <laughs> thank. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Pat. Yes. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Right. Walden. Yeah. I I have met you two times. Yes. You are not like May West. I know that. But. <laughs> But, but you know, well, well, we well, we spoke listed in the phone book. We she was. Yeah, and in that case, yes, I, I will go <laughs> along with that. But the rest of it, no, you are not like Mae West. I can assure our family. You're a little more Rudy Valley-ish. Jaws professional Patricia from FL Hall Tab okay, application access. On the phone now. Hall Tab Patricia from FL Tab Skype trademark left bracket 41 Tab create a new tab add a new tab contacts tab selected tab recent tab tab Patricia from FL favorites Carolyn Brown Leo and Jim Taylor Ted Sylvester Brian Hendrick Ralph Swartz phone number application contact sent invite to enter leaving menus Patricia for unloading talk hands okay enter you can get into 2,000 national parks and other federal recreation areas, and I thought that was pretty cool. How Very many, cool. How many national parks hmm? have you been to, Patricia? How many have I been to? Uh -huh. Hello. Can you count Hello. to zero? That you, Tony? Yeah. yeah. It's Walden and Patricia, Tony. I'm sorry, what? It's Walden it's and Patricia. We're oh. both here. <laughs> Your husband called, so we're just returning a call. Oh. <laughs> Is Ralph there? <laughs> yeah, just hang on a second. All right. Okay. <laughs> How are you guys? We're fine, oh, We're Tony. fine. We really took you by surprise, didn't we? Hello. Hi, oh, Ralph. There he is. What, both How of you doing? can stay on the phone. All right, listen, I'm going to get off. You guys have a great time. All Happy right. Thanksgiving. <laughs> you too, Thanks, Tony. Tony. All right. <laughs> We shook, we shook Tony up, okay? Right? Oh, my. Well, you know, 
She'll forgive us, right, Ralph? I'm sorry, my dog is barking. Well, what did you say? <laughs> our, our dog is not barking. <laughs> and I, I said, Tony will forgive us for calling you, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ralph in California. He was number two in the queue. Got to be fast, folks. Got to be fast. So what is going on out there this week? Oh, not not a lot going on up here. Uh, uh, we're just uh, idling along until we get to go uh, over to the islands. Uh, yeah, that's so month. exciting. Did, did, that so is so exciting. Was your son able to help you with your computer last weekend, Ralph, or did that get oh, all straightened out? Or is that still a mystery? No. That's a sad story. Oh. Uh-oh. And my, my computer wasn't working right, so my the guy who I, I know well, he's a technician, he, he put in Windows 10. Now, it seems that after he put in Windows 10, he now must change the motherboard oh. and God knows what else mm-hmm. because it's just not compatible with what I have now. Sometimes it's cheaper to go to eBay and buy another computer used. I don't want to. <laughs> well, we'll cross that one off the possibility. It was a, it's been such a great computer. Aww. And, uh, well, you know, when your computer dumped on you one time, you, you spent a lot of money to fix it. Actually, I didn't. I thought you said no matter what it costs, you were going to fix your your computer. My baby, time. yeah. Yes. No, it it didn't cost a lot. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with the one I have. I'm on Tony's computer right now. So, so that, in which case it was that it was legitimate okay? that she answered the phone. I I missed what you said. I think I, we both did. <laughs> yeah. All right, Walden, you can go now. Uh, I I don't know what I said. I was so impressed with whatever Patricia was gonna say. Oh, oh, well, he said he's using Tony's computer. I said, well, then it, it was good that Tony answered the phone. She's all <laughs> she's all involved in this. Yeah. No, I think I remember which computer you're talking about, Ralph, and I did not get it repaired. I got a different computer. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. I did. Well, I was um, thinking about the time when she took the computer into the guy's house and fell down yeah. outside. Was it outside oh. and you fell down, Patricia? Oh, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. You did that a couple of times. I know. <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking? Coffee. I don't drink. Can you imagine what I, what I could do if I had wine or something? Whoa. You don't drink at all? Nothing, no. Well, maybe you should start. I know. I, know. I wonder what I could do if I did. Wow. <laughs> this, this is good stuff, yes. Well, you know, we've got... We've got uh, entryways in houses here that have a little two-inch lip at the uh, end of the entry. Yeah. And, you know, they're two inches for ankle breaking. So I'm really fortunate I didn't break my ankle on it, but I just went straight down onto my face and broke my nose. So anyway, I've only oh got my. a little tiny, bu- yeah, tiny bump on my nose. You wouldn't even know I that I broke like it. That. Okay, now, Patricia. No, I don't like it either. Patricia. Oh, by, yeah, by the way, I, I love your theme song. Uh, Isn't that sweet? Walden found that. That's so nice. It's nice that Perry recorded that before 
a long time ago, and he knew that Patricia wanted it, so he, he just recorded it 40 years ago. Just be, he figured Patricia needed it, so timing was just for, for me. Yes. Well, thank you. I like it too, Ralph. Thank you for saying that. It gives me goose pimples. Aww. I just kind of get mushy. You do. Well, that's, that's a good yeah, way. Yeah, I to get be. mushy. You know, yeah. I think it's fun though when when Patricia now. Cause you know Ralph Patricia's now an internationally known broadcasting superstar, and she gets invited <laughs> to other location, and it's in her contract that her theme song goes with her. So when she makes other guest <laughs> shots on other stations, they play the theme song just for her. I, w- I wonder if Perry's estate might have something to say about that. <laughs> you may re- receive a phone call anyway, but yes, Ralph, thank you. I I think it's a sweet song, too. It is. It is really cute. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Patricia, I'm going to ask you a really big, serious question. Ralph. Okay. But how many and what... How many phones have you broken in your lifetime, and how many? How many phones? Bones. Bones. B-O-N-E. Oh, bones. <laughs> bones. Bones. Them bones. Somebody said bones. Well, um, let me think. Well, it, I, I did my nose twice. Does that count as one or two? Twice. Okay, I'll give that two. That gives two. Okay. And um, my... My arm or wrist or whatever you want to call it. Okay, that's three. And I think that's all. Maybe a finger. But oh, a rib. I broke a rib one time. Okay. But that's it. I mean, that's that's kind of normal stuff. Well, maybe not falling on your face, but <laughs> I guess that's not normal stuff. Okay. I I don't think I broke anything else. Okay. I just want to make sure. I mean. How many did you break? I haven't broken anything yet. I'm making up for it. I know. You're, you're bouncing you're out the number. You're safe. Yeah. Are you sure my no- Yeah, I guess my nose gets counted twice. Ralph, have you ever broken a bone? Uh, well, I, I broke one bone. Uh, the uh, uh, metacarsal on my, on my left hand. Yeah. Ah. But I had someone else break another bone for me in the front of my face. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. Come on now, confess. What happened? I got a punch in the nose. Whoa, what happened? That Those things just don't, you know, somebody just doesn't walk up and say, Hi, Ralph, pow. What happened? I, I wasn't doing nothing. I, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> I am not your mother. You can tell the truth. <laughs> I was in. I was in. A, I was in a bar. Oh dear. And the guy next to me took my uh, took my beer and drank it. <gasps> uh oh. And he says, "What are you going to do about it?" So I stood up and he punched me in the nose. Wow. <laughs> so not only but did I, you. But I, I didn't quit there. I, I ended up winning. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. But, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. so did you, did did he go home with anything broken? Uh, I don't know what was broken, but they did carry him out. <laughs> <laughs> and the moral of the story, according to the Grimm brothers, is don't drink anyone else's beer. Oh, my goodness. What a terrible thing to do. 
Especially, I, I was on a budget at the time, you know. <laughs> this is getting better and better. Keep going. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It was a one-time deal. It was over in about two minutes. And Did your nose bleed? Oh, uh, yes. And oh, it's, still, it's still a little bit crooked. It's still, yeah. yeah it, I wonder what he sig- looks like it's, today. It's signaling for a left turn. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. I, I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> good. You remember what so kind of beers that the guy drunk from you? What you remember? Was it a a certain brand? What do you remember about the beer that you missed? It was a uh, Valentine. Ah, a New York brew. That's yeah. a New York beer, yeah. or it was, I guess. Yeah. I guess they're gone. Was it? Well, I guess once, I was once going I to left, ask you. I, once I left, I guess they went bankrupt. They <laughs> missed your business so much. I was going to ask you if it was a good beer, but you wouldn't order it if it weren't. Or think. Oh no, I liked I liked it a lot. Hmm. I didn't like Schaefer. You did not. But I liked Valentine. I liked... Schaefer is not... I've never heard of this one. I I liked Fromer's White Label. Fromer's White Label. I never heard of that one. It was a bottled beer, and it had the creamiest head on it. It was wonderful. Hmm. Where was it made? It was... I think it was in New York. Uh, brewery, Another New York. You could probably look it up, Tromer's White Label. I suppose we could. Look it up, Patricia. <laughs> that's, that's my call sign lately. <laughs> look it up. I, I, I've never understood why. I think Pat's Brewery uh, bought the mm-hmm. name, and I've never understood why they didn't uh, produce the beer. It was White very, label. very good. White Label beer. Uh Okay. Beer. Beer. White label firm. White label beer. So have you set uh, a, have you and Tony set the date when you're going for Hawaii yet, Ralph? Is that already on yeah, your we're leaving the Yeah, yeah, we're leaving the first uh week of December. Okay. And we're coming back the tenth uh, we're leaving Hawaii the tenth of January. Wow. So we'll have uh, my birthday, mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's. And our grandson is also going to go over, uh, my daughter's son. So we'll have a we'll have a real nice Christmas. Sounds like it's going to be wonderful. Are you taking any guests with you, like Walden and me? <laughs> I would take you just to see what you look like. You're the mystery oh. lady. I want to see you. <laughs> oh, I I would have thought you would want me for my. Warm, outgoing, bubbly personality. No matter oh, what I look yeah, like. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> if you weren't, if you weren't so nice to talk to, I wouldn't even care what you looked like. Oh, that was a good answer, Ralph. That was perfect. You know, it's it's all the way you say things. You know, if you tell a girl that, that when I look at you, time stands still. Yeah. She'd be very happy. But if you tell her when I look at you. That, your face would stop a clock. That's not so good. <laughs> We're talking Big Ben stuff here. 
Alright, so here's a, good, here's a good question, Ralph. Do pickup pick up lines, do they work? Did you ever use a pickup line for any girl Whoa. when you took out before you... Whoa. Before Tony, before you said Tony's my girl, who, did he ever, did he ever mm. have one? You know, Walden, I I was, I was very inactive. Uh huh. We had a, a crowd that you know a bunch of people that we hung around with when we were teenagers. Right. And after that, I was really solitary until I met Tony. The Navy did that. Please. So he I don't know what did it, but uh, the, the night I met Tony, I went home, told my mother, I said, I think I met the girl I'm going to marry. Aww. And that was 63 years ago. And you're, you're, still in, you're still in your probationary period. Yeah, well, I, I've got her pretty well trained. <laughs> <laughs> we may have no 54 coming up here. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's amazing when you see how... Uh, some people have such turmoil in their marriages. Yeah. And we don't have any. So I'm what? So, glad. so what? So, what? So been, what's been the biggest key, key in your marriage, Ralph, that made yours and Tony marriage work? Was there one thing that you both think no. that really was important? It's hard to put your finger on it, but you know, the, it's always been. We don't swear at each other. Mm -hmm. We respect each other's point of view. We talk things over. You know, it's uh, it's a fifty-fifty deal, and it's worked out great for us. It sounds like it. I think you're both keepers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think your kids are very lucky people. I think they, you know, we have three, and they, they've all done quite well. Nobody went well, to they didn't do you know, it nobody all by went themselves. To, to jail, they nobody to... got in trouble. Yeah. We're, we're just grateful for that. Well, and now we've got that, that little miracle baby great-grandson. He is yeah. something else. Well, Ralph, they didn't do it all by themselves. They had to have a great mom and a great dad well, to help them along, and I, I think they had them. The rule was we are a family, and we eat dinner together every night, whether you like ah. it or not. I used to get a lot of, well, the kid up the block doesn't have to. <laughs> so, well, you're not the kid up the block. <laughs> You live here, and you're going to do this, and you'll be here at 5 o'clock, and you will eat with the family. You know, that's interesting, Ralph. My family ate at 5 o'clock also, which I think is an unusual hour. Most people, I think, most people tend to favor more like 6 o'clock today. Well, it, 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 it just always, it just was always that way. Yeah. When you were growing up, was 5 o'clock at your house as well? Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. How about you, Walden? Well, my, it's close, it used to be as close as Mom got home from work, food was on the table, so it might be like more like 5.30. But it's, okay. it's generally, it's always between 5 and 6. 6 is now somewhat regular, but if, if Mom can get it down by 5, we'll eat. Um... And I know families that wait till seven thirty, eight o'clock at night 
and my mom well, would just like die. My mom would die if we had if she had to wait an extra three <laughs> or four more hours for any food, you know. So and, and then you, you go to bed have, on a full. Have tummy. either one of you ever been to Europe? Yes. Yeah, I've been I've been to Europe in 1993. Well, we we went to you know to go to dinner in Europe, and they weren't even open. They didn't open until much later, and we we ate as a result we ate, ate much later. Wow. That was true in in England and France and Italy. My goodness, I did not know that. Yep. And in uh, in Spain, they they had the siesta, and and, and we we would uh, we'd be walking around, and the guys working on the road, you know, digging with yeah. shovels. They they put the shovel down, turn the smooth side up, and just lay down and go to sleep. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating, Patricia, because and I've heard other people say if you're like in France in the month of August. Uh -huh. you, you're not going to find a hotel because even the hotels are on vacation. Oh there are parts God. in Europe that take the whole oh. month off. And and I remember when we were in Germany, my family, it was pretty uh -huh. common that the stores were shut down in the afternoon for a few hours. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, then they were reopened really for a few hours around dinner time. But that's the way... Uh -huh. It's a, it's a totally different mindset in Europe compared yeah. to we, well, what for we have. For many about. years, we had restaurants close here during the month of August because we were so tourist-driven. Mm -hmm. August was our slowest month, and that was the only time that these people could have time for themselves and refurbish their, their restaurants and polish the tables. and. So they took the month off in the early days here in Fort Myers. Maybe, Ralph, people have talked to you about it, because I know you're familiar with Fort Myers. In the yes. old downtown, when it was thriving, the guys would close the doors on their shops every Wednesday afternoon. The stores closed at noon, and they all went fishing, which I think is absolutely charming. Yeah, it sounds cool. You know, we we went to a little a little nightclub in Fort Myers. Yeah. And I I was going to go to the men's room, and the owner stopped me. He says, "There's a rattlesnake in there." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you better wait until we deal with him. And and they did. They got him out of there. But there was a good size rattlesnake there. I thought he in the was men's room. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we do have rattlers here. Yeah, this was a pretty good size one. Really? Oh dear. Oh dear. Now they I say even the baby ones are ready for action. They're fully. Oh sure. Sure, and they they can be even more venomous than the mummies and the daddies. That's true. They are they are not, full not venom. A, not a good thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little exposed in there. <laughs> oh no, a rattlesnake! Oh my gosh! Oh gee! Oh, it was nice of him to let you know. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Not the kinds of surprises you want. Oh, wow. Well, Ralph, we're going to... Go ahead. 
How can mention it's interesting one of the more popular local restaurants here in Costa Mesa who have really inexpensive meal, like breakfast for three dollars. I mean, who can think of having breakfast around anymore for three bucks anymore anywhere in a restaurant? They they now are just open for breakfast and lunch. They don't even bother to stay open for dinner. And I was just thinking that's somewhat rare nowadays where most, you know, diners or whatever try to stay open morning, noon, and night. But this particular place I was thinking of just does breakfast and lunch. And There are places you can't get a glass of water for $3. Mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that am- I'll be right out. When I come to visit Larry for the apple butter, I'll stop by for breakfast Alrighty. in Costa Mesa. We'll, we'll do wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Ralph, we're, we're kind of scooting along a little bit tonight because we are going to play an interview, and Walden has been collecting phone numbers like yours so we can talk to a group of people. I'm so glad you called and let us know that you were there. Well, uh, I'm going to try and get back into the rhythm. I, I, I dropped off there for quite a while. That's good. We love having you And with we us. missed you. All right. Well, listen, you folks have a very fine evening, a good weekend. Thank you, Ralph. You too. Next week. All right. Perfect. We'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. So I have to keep talking again? Yeah. Jaws professional. Patricia from FLO tab. Skype trademark app. On my app. Walden News app. Search as active favorites. Carol Leo and Jim Tetzel, Page Town, Shanti from Page Town, Patricia from FL Ed Clue, Martin Grand Bond, Grand Bond 51 applications, contact video, send IM, send video, send SMS, send contact, send files, send voice, share, invite to enter, leaving menus, contact, unloading, job, cancel, okay, enter. I feel late for things, mostly because I am. So, anyhow, I've got some interesting stuff tonight that you can probably not get anywhere else except on the Saturday night show. I found an article or came across an article. I certainly wasn't looking for it. The germiest places in your life. And the first one is your toothbrush holder. I swear, it is it's your toothbrush holder. Can you imagine? And it says, makes are you sense. there? Yeah, makes sense. So, Ron Bond, are you there? I am here. Uh, what? Here's Ron, Patricia. Ron Bond. Hello, Ron. Walden, are you able to turn yourself down just a little bit? Are, is your board well enough to do that? Yes, I am. There you go. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. Right. Ron, I'm ready. Well, be ready, because here it comes. Well, I've been ready. I, I I listened to it last night, and I thought, boy, am I going to get a call from Ron. You know, i I got to tell you, I always thought, and I think this is why I enjoyed the program, was that it, we thought it was a charming program. A charming program was, yeah, and last night when they were playing Yankees. But they did that quite would, would you hold on for just a minute? Walden, he's breaking up on me. Is it, yeah, is it, it me oh, or? Uh, let, me do, let me do this. Let me <laughs> Oh, hang on. Hold on. I know what to do. Okay, Ron know what to do. He's, it's a Ron thing, Patricia. It's a yeah. Ron thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I'm in trouble, and I want to make sure I understand how much trouble I'm in. But be sure you want to do that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Yes, I do, because Ron, Ron has always good conversation about this, and if, if I'm bad, he tells me why, and if I'm really bad, I can tell him why. That should do it. Oh, that's much oh there better. you go. That's much I'll better. What, Thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was. I uh, had the had the station on the computer, of course, before we call, before we talked. Mm-hmm. thought I had it disabled, and it was, and it was still there. Ah, uh, okay, so I got scolded, and I didn't even hear it. Well, you this can good. begin then. <laughs> well, this, this is good. No, you've already had your two minutes of fame. I'm sorry, sir. Darn it, anyhow. Well, I had it, but nobody else had it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I know why people enjoy that program so much. Oh, uh, good. Tell me. I did, too. Uh it was really in the most in in for the most part it was a charming program it really was a charming little program and the the things they got into were just kind of fun you know but last night yeah the one you played last night might have been a little over the top in that they um, they really weren't very good gangsters you know but but uh, it was still good I hadn't heard that one and I, I liked it. It, it that's really interesting what disarmed me. We're talking, by the way, about Mr. and Mrs. North, and I picked on an episode, not the program, but the episode. Well, actually, I guess I did pick on the program, didn't I? Yeah, we'll talk about picking on the program in a minute. Uh, This this particular episode of Mr. and Mrs. North did not make it to the, gosh, that was pretty good stage. Uh, But after I listened to it last night, I thought maybe I probably overstepped. I I took it. It was one of those on the line where it, hmm? Maybe. Yeah, maybe on the line. It really didn't qualify to be in places like Tennessee Jed. No, no, Tennessee Jed by any means. But yeah, in, um, in my family, I have police in my family, in my in my background. So when a police lieutenant says, oh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. North are here, and they say, okay, we'll go out and solve the case for you, it, it kind of makes my teeth hurt, you know. <laughs> just, That's it just doesn't make it. And then they, they went and pretended they were gangsters trying to get a piece of equipment that gangsters use. So, Okay, tell me why they had an audience of 20 million people. Well, I, as I say, I think they did because, for the most part, it was it was it was kind of a charming little program. They they were they they were fun, um, you know. They they really were, and it, it was popular. And I know and that is probably why. Um, having said that, uh, there are better. Well, I don't know if you would call it a detective program, really, but there were better programs of that ilk. Yes, but it wasn't that bad. Well, then would you call that a detective program? I would. I would. I, I would, too. It's in, yeah. that, it's in that thin man genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, except so the thin was, man was good. Yeah, it, it was. That was better. And there, it's a shame that there are only two of those available that I know of. Uh, of, of what? I'm not even. Thin man. The fourth. The thin man. I'm, there are four. I'm not even sure. I might, ever... There might be six. I've got two. Yeah, I think there's now six. Um, well, somebody's got more than I have. I got to fix that. Yeah. I think I have zero. <laughs> but Tisha does two. not like the thin man. I I adore the the thin man radio show because I think it's a fun little 
I know Penelope loved the fun. movie. I don't. I, have I heard it? Yeah, you've heard the Thin Man radio shows. You don't like those shows. That's on your. It, it was that one that was on. I don't know Lux Radio Theater or one of those. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. Uh, I, I thought the ones that you don't like are the half hour ones, which was Tremaine and yep. other people. The, but Morgan. There's so much I don't like. <laughs> was it, was it Buddy Morgan? I, I think it was. Yeah, is, is it is it one? Yes, it was. It it, it was. Yes, it was. No, I don't like it. You're right. Uh, no, I would remember. I need to keep you very close to me because you help me remember all the things that I have forgotten. I think that's so nice. It's pretty now, good when you, when, when you help you remember what you don't like. Now, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't usually need as much help for things that you do like. Uh, I will not forget that I like chocolate, for example. Okay. Now, my dear. You like yes, the same man movies. Oh, love this with Myrna Loy yes. and William Powell. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. But you don't like the radio show. No. And you have you ever read the book? No. I think I you, haven't either. I think you might want to read the book. It's it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting look upon it, the show. Is it going to wreck my wonderful no, but <laughs> it's, it's, end no, of the but movie? It's, it's totally different. It, well, I, I, I think the, I think the, the movie the movie's different than from the book. The book is different than the radio show. And it's an interesting well, twist. Okay. Okay. That didn't sound very convincing. Well, you don't have to read it, but I was just I I read it. Um, that didn't sound very convincing, Walden. I know. Now, it didn't. I know. Now, I, here's a trivia question. Meant to. I have a trivia question for both <laughs> both my experts here. <laughs> <laughs> one out of one. Okay. Mr. But... and Mrs. North. Yeah. Where did that came from? What was the first? What was the first genre? Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know where you're going with it. Gee, Willikers, and I even read the book. Not, not the Mr. and Mrs. North book, but the, the Thin Man book. Mm -hmm. it, it, there were 14 books of the Mr. and Mrs. North. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes, where I've heard, I've heard, I think I heard Is that. Is that where it started, or was it, it he didn't it, write a play? I think it started, I, it might have started a play, but I definitely, I've never read any of the books, so I, I don't know how. I, it, I think it, it must have been the books. Yeah. I think maybe that's, that's true. Yeah, because by the time he got to the movies, um, this is Dashiell Hammett we're talking about, right? Well, no, I'm trying to think of the, the creator. So it's a husband and wife that wrote. Husband and wife team in account for the names. Mr. and Mrs. North. Right, I can't remember oh, the name. Oh, husband and wife team. I'm, so, I'm thinking the thin man. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but no, I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I think it, it, there were 14 books written. Yeah. And there was a play. Yeah. And, of course, a TV series. I don't know if it was ever a film. And it was on for a long time on the radio. A couple of different versions, even 15 minutes. Trying to get that on the radio, yeah. 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 And, and it's Mr. and it's um, the thin man I love, not Mr. and Mrs. North. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm so confused. I think I'll just go take a nap and you tell me when I have to be back, okay? Have a good, have a good nap. Um, <laughs> no. Thank y'all. <laughs> 
your rest. Thank you, So, well, I really expected some hard lumps from you over the um, the show last night, Mr. and Mrs. North. <laughs> Not real hard. No, it, but it I wasn't. Like yeah, I, I said to some, what, was it to you, Walton? I said, I will never outdo Richard Diamond. Yes. Yes, they're pretty sure. But, and no, you know what? They... He's planning to do one again before the year is out, everybody. Uh-oh. Another Richard Diamond. Keep planning Uh-oh. on it. No, uh-huh. no. Put yourself oh, through. Yeah. Are you really? Oh, yeah. oh, Listen, I... I, have, I have to go out with a bang. Oh, my. Well, choose that Christmas one. That was, that was. Not the best. Not too bad? Not the best. Oh, not the best. Well, that's the one we're picking on. It's not the best. Uh, It's the one uh, where they're almost in a fantasy. Yes. That's the one. They're they're doing uh, a Christmas carol. They're doing a Christmas carol. And it's not real. It's not too bad. It is dreadful. I will agree it's not too bad. It's interesting. One of, I'll call it a quirk, for lack of a better word, one of my quirks is not to mess around with tradition. And when you do something like that to a Christmas carol, or you mess around with the Richard Diamond theme and try to introduce campy satire, it's messing around with the standard, and that's that's a personal thing with me. I probably shouldn't foist it on anybody else, but when you mess around with Betsy Ross and the flag, I really get upset. When you mess around with a Christmas carol, I get upset. Yeah, I think Christmas carol is very interesting because so many people did mess with it. I mean, you look at the six shooter, mm -hmm. um, and there were some others, um, but uh, Gunsmoke even. There was a Gunsmoke. for example, and um, and there's some more that I can't think of over the top, but but a lot of people tried to do that. Yeah. And it might have been better left alone. There are some things that you just don't touch, and and you don't touch because that's the way I think and I feel. Not everybody does. I have so a, I have I, a new question hmm? for the panel here. <laughs> yes, Clifton. Of the detective radio shows. Yes. Which one had the best sense of humor about it? Hands hmm. down. Hands down. Uh, Pat Novak for hire. I think are, are, you, are you talking humor or sense of humor? Sense of humor. Both. Oh. Well, I still say Pat Novak. I thought it was interesting. Okay. And, of course, he could find and come up with or incredible. Yeah, oh, oh gosh. Uh, the, the one I love so much is it was as easy as putting a smoke ring in your pocket. I will <laughs> never forget that oh, one. That, that was good. There's so many. I mean. There was, there was, oh, it's just boom, 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 after, after, after. Yes. That one had a lot of humor. It was not delivered with a sense of humor, whereas Sam Spade was delivered with a sense of humor. It's yeah. Interesting. Okay. So all three of us have a different opinion. And what is yours? The saint. Really? Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. There was some great humor in there. Yeah. I would not not put that one at the top of the list. Well, maybe because I'm thinking of the taxi cab driver and Vincent Price. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. 
And I even remember what the taxi cab driver's name is. Louie. Louie. Louie, yeah. Uh And there was a second one. Who had Louie? Was it Louie in Nero Wolf was the cab driver as well? Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't remember, but... Oh, gosh. Who was the cab driver for the shadow? Shrevey. Was Louie? Yeah. Shrevey. Shrevey. Okay. Shrevey. Ellen Reed. All right. There, there was a second Louis. Hmm. Oh well, it'll come to me. Yeah, Louis was next was year the, sometime after I get finished with Richard Diamond. One for Neil Wolf, correct? Yes, there was one for Neil Wolf, but I don't know. I remember. Yeah, I, I think it was Louis in that one as well. I think it might have been, and it was, interestingly enough, it was uh, Lawrence Dobkins that played the cab driver in both of those. I think. That's right. Yeah, it was. Very interesting. Oh, for goodness sakes. Who was, yeah. the, who was the best Archie of the No Wolf radio series? Oh, good That's question. A good question. It wasn't Gerald Moore. No. Uh, it wasn't no. Harry Bartell. No. No, I might, I might, I might like Lamont Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me another choice, Walden. Herb Ellis was there. Yeah, Herb Ellis was and, good. And, and, and you know, and Elliot Lewis was pretty good. Yeah, and Elliot Lewis in the early days, right. Yes, he was. I forgot about that. I don't have any of those. I think there's only one. Yeah, I think there is only one. Mm-hmm. Yep, there is only one. Eh, In this case, I'm very proud of myself that I remembered it. Very good. You remember who yeah. was, you was Noel Wolf, Ron? When, mm-hmm. when, when Elliot Lewis was Archie. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. oh um, pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Patricia. Francis X. Bushman. Very good. Uh, Oh, am I too hot tonight or what? what? You know, if you look up his career, it's an interesting career because he was a famous silent movie star. Yes, he was. Who wound up being a radio character actor. Who, mm-hmm. who, and know, he was good. Very good for one-man family, a lot of... And then even into the late 50s, there is a You Bet Your Life where he just got married and he and his new bride as a contestant on Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life in 1958. Tell me why he did not stay as Nero Wolf, and we wound up with Sidney Greenstreet. He always needed to clear yeah, his throat. It makes my ears hurt. Yeah, I, I, I don't... We have to look up Dunning's book, but I bet the series ran for quite a while. We could get that one recording. So I don't know the answer to that. That's really a shame. He was very good. Yeah. We've only got that one recording. Yeah. And who picked Sydney Green Street? Uh, who picked Sydney for anything? It had to be an NBC idea. It was. I think it was. You know, and visually, that's... when he was in the movies, mm-hmm. his voice and his body and his characters matched up. For radio, he had a terrible voice, in my humble opinion. Oh, I thought it was fun. Oh, listen to him, and he keeps gurgling. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. But... Archie, my dear. Fun. Um, and, and I want to just take him by the ears and say, would you please clear your throat? And the other thing about the, thing about the NBC series, I think your name is Walden, isn't it? Was, uh, was, was the uh, that library music. And always NBC at that period was using so much library music. In their in their uh, in their shows. Well, plus you can hear it on different on different shows. Oh, good heavens! Yes, the same stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
it's all over the place. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> and it's right there. It almost drives me nuts. And usually I don't have far to go. <laughs> We've all got a head start on that one. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's funny. Almost there. Well, boy, it's good to talk to you again tonight. Um, well, thank you, Ron. I'm sure that I'm sure that you can hear me good again because, and probably will hear me uh, continue to hear me well until Walden gets his phone fixed. Well, even unless even, he, even, he, even when we get the phone fixed, we just might bring you back on Skype anyway because your your Skype connection is so good. Oh, right here, yeah. Well, it, it really does work pretty well for me. It does. Yeah, it's far superior oh, to sure what what we were hearing and using the last time. You know, before you went to Skype, Skype is really I, good for you. Skype for quite a while now. Yeah. Uh, I've had Skype for good grief. Uh, oh, well over a year. Well, I haven't. I haven't been part of it. No, because we've never thought that. I've never thought to have Walden use uh, use Skype with me. Oh. It was just an accident that he did this last time, and how well it worked out. I was very pleased. And it was great. So, yeah, done good. Uh, Whoa, let's get back to my favorite time topic of, the, of this time of the year. Food. Yeah. Hi, oh, the, the clock. The clock. The clock. Oh, don't get me started. Oh, We've, please. Don't get me started. We've been through this before. <laughs> I do not understand why, why, why we have daylight savings time. I do not understand that. Because all you're doing is making the clock. I've been through this before, but all you're doing is making the clock lie. You're making my body, yeah, and forcing my body to participate in it. You can't change, but you can't change sun time. Mm -mm, All all you do is making the clock lie. Yeah, and then people say, oh, we've got more daylight now. Yeah, right. You set the clock differently. It's not more daylight. How do you make made the clock? let you think you had more time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, just get up an hour earlier and you're okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't, I have, I don't, I like this, this time, this, when the time changes in the fall, much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the spring, I can never catch up. It's, I cannot. I feel well, like I am late every single day. I am, I feel tired. late, even if I'm on time. It, you know, I'm tired every uh, when I get up every morning mm-hmm. uh, for a while. I just can't yeah. stand. Uh, and so I love getting my hour back. I know it's psychological. I love getting my hour back. I wish I never had to give it back again. Yeah, it's not psychological. It's there is actually a physical change that we're forced into. It's like this, these poor people over in the United Kingdom. They did a study. One of the insurance companies did a study and. If people are out driving, I'm reading this from the the little article that I pulled, between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., when it's dark and busy on the roads, the accident rate goes up 30%. I can believe it. Well, over there, they call it it double summertime, I think. I don't know. Are they still on double double daylight? Uh, No. uh, uh, I think they change a week before we do. Oh, Okay. Okay, they're, they're, you're right. Their dates are a little bit different. But in the, during the war, they had double daylight savings time. They changed their clocks for two hours and kept it year-round. Oh, that was double. That was what they called double summer time. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I just it's forget ridiculous. it. You could pick me it's, up in the subway after the war. It's <laughs> just, 
I cannot imagine having to do that. Can't either. But it's you know, just... Little TVs are on time schedules, and they're governed by daylight. Well, you remember when we changed time in the States here uh, in 1974, they changed it uh, at the beginning of the year. Because, wow. because remember that? Because of... Uh, uh, Patricia, Patricia, and I uh, bo- Patricia and I weren't born back then, Ron. You have to explain that to us. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but they, uh, they, I'll uh, handle it. I'll handle it. <laughs> they changed it uh, at the beginning of the year because of uh, of uh, the, the energy crisis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there were a lot of pe- people that were very upset about that because Kids were going to go to going to school in the dark in the morning, you know, and they were they were getting run over by school bus. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. And what they failed to remember was if you send this energy crisis, meaning that we're going to have more daylight at the end of the clock today, and they forgot that when people get up in the dark, they use electricity so they can see their breakfast plate. It yeah. didn't make any difference. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> I said, you know, yeah. we may disagree on radio shows, but boy, are we on target with we each certainly, other on this one. We certainly are. Yeah, I Stop. don't care. I'm glad. Daylight, yeah. Daylight savings, standard time, I don't care. Just pick one and leave me alone. Oh, no, leave it Leave it standard. Standard. I would love to have it standard. Oh, standard. I'd love I'll, I'll settle oh. for savings as long as they leave it. Nah, I don't want savings. All right, I'll, I'll make sure I put that in my report. I want standard. Um, okay. But, it, it, but it's nice to have a kindred spirit here. It really is. And I, I'm, oh, I appreciate that very much. Oh, thank uh, you. I do, too. Oh, man. Thank you. You're welcome. We're, thank you. We're pinky promise buddies yes. forever. Yes, we are. All right. Yes, are. <laughs> well, Ron, thank you for calling, and thank you for being so gracious about my pick. Well, it's my pleasure. If nothing else, it gives me a chance to talk about the stuff, which you know I'm going to take any chance I get. You know that. Yeah. And so I'll do yeah. that well, and enjoy it very much. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Bye, Ron. Bye. Okay. I will get our next call. And that means I have to talk. Okay. Celeste in... Texas Jaws and professional I Patricia have from FL Tabs, Skype trademark really app, online app, Walt and View app, search editor, and the incorrect favorite, use of words Carolyn, and stuff Leland, like that there. Jim, Tetzel, well, Brian, I got Ralph, a notice Bob from my Discover card last week. Harwood, John from M, Gary from Perry and Shanti, Barbara Smith, Unread Messages, T-Right Fair, Unread Messages, Celeste from Dallas. Ron no from Dave Kane cell phone number, unread messages, Dan from Indiana phone number, favorite case, applications, contact, send it, invite the group, Hello. enter, leaving menus, Patricia <laughs> from F, unloading job, cancel, okay, enter. I ever received. Your account information has been comp- may have been compromised. This is my Discover account. Your Discover account information may have been compromised, but no Discover-owned or controlled systems were compromised by this incident. Hello. So the, anyway, they issued new cards to everybody, and the cards are pretty cool. I really like the way they, they did them. They, put, um, they printed numbers on the back instead of raising numbers on the front, so it's impossible to get an imprint an impression of the of the number, which I thought was pretty good. Okay, so we were talking yep. about the world's germ 
Are we there? Dan, are you there? What has she done now? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> what did I do? She's a handful, Dan, you know. Oh, I'll yes, tell you, I what, what, what were you going to do about I, her? What did I do? Well, you know, if, if we could come up with all, a list of what she's done. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is good. <laughs> yes, what would be at the top of the list? Give me the top three. Well, she does not like Maxwell House coffee. That's number one. Huh, well, that's what I didn't do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's she's a she's done loads of stunt work. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's broken bones. What? Yeah, she she broken enough bone to be, to qualify for the stunt. Oh, stunt union. work. I thought that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. And I'm such chicken too. I stay on the ground and look what happens. The ground comes and hits me. Let's see. What else can, uh -huh. we, say? What else can we say about her? Oh, say something nice. Well, what, what, whether she admits it or not, she's a big sports fan. Yeah, that's true. She loves Oh, the know. other night I said, Walden and I were talking, and I said, you turn the, you turn the page and on the news, the Cubbies won, the Cubbies yeah. won. Was, yeah, how was it? Did you watch it? Are you kidding? <laughs> this is me. This is me. It was a national, was a national phenomenon. That's yes, a great, wait a minute, that's a great question. Yes. What's the yes. last sporting event you ever watched, Patricia, on TV? On TV? <laughs> I don't even watch the Olympics. <laughs> um, it probably was when Michael Phelps was going for his... I think it was his 18th gold, gold medal, medal in uh -huh. the swimming. I may have, I, I'm, I know I watched some of those events, but I think that was probably it. And that was more than four years ago. Well, she, she definitely uh, followed the Olympic, Dan. What can I say? Well, no, I See? think it was Michael Phelps. I mean, she, everybody she, was rooting for Michael. Yeah, she, she, knew, she knew a swimmer's name, and she knew how many medals. She definitely was. Yeah, yeah. Well, she and, does. and this is this is from memory, and I hope I'm saying this correctly. We're on international stuff here. He had a difficult childhood. I don't know if he had a speech impediment or a learning disability or dyslexia. It might, it might have been dyslexia. Whatever it was, he had some challenges when he was growing up, and he just blossomed, absolutely blossomed. He found something he did well, and he continued to do it, and I was just... I was so proud that he represented us in the Olympics. He he was just an all-around good guy. So That's I was right. very happy. Yeah. He overcame yeah, he his troubles. Yeah. He did. He did That's and right. he, and he did all of these great things in spite of it. And I know he's he's had some bumps along the way uh between mm -hmm. The, the two uh, Olympic events, yeah. but he's really got his act together again, and he did well in the Olympics this year. So, you know, I'm just right. really proud of him. And what that was a long answer to your know, short question. I, I was trying to figure out... What did I hear what? The, what, the value what did they think of every single gold medal he, he won? The actual so dollar the value. The actual value? They're yeah. not gold. They're gold-plated. 
I didn't know that. Did you know that they're gold-plated? No, that's, I would have to ask the Olympic Committee to, to give me back the real thing. I want the real thing. I make agree meat, with you. you know? I agree. Well, of I, course, you know, they, they all be bending over from the weight of the things, but they're gold-plated. The, they are not gold. I, I think the value... I think the value is around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, though. That's what they get paid. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the prize. Yeah. They get the prize, but not the the, the medal itself I, is I, I not. I want to say, in my buying, there's some number like six hundred thousand dollars. It's sort of the, wow. the market value for every gold medal. Now I, I don't know if they think that in terms of marketing endorsements and. You know, stuff like that there. That, that would be it, yes. A gold medal and, and with endorsements, endorsements and all of the goodies that come along with it and the cars and the money and it. Yes, yeah, and so you're right. He got 20, and some countries, yeah, so some he, countries so, pay their, so he their got, athletes. So he got 21 gold medals, so he's got a few dollars in the bank. Well, I don't, I don't think he got 600000 per medal. <laughs> I think they gave him six. He wound up earning 600000 because he was a gold medalist. Well, my understanding is he's been able to yeah, well, he, he lost he lost endorsements. He did, when too. He, he did, too. Yeah. 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 But, uh, we may, we may have to put we may have to put Patricia in the next Olympics to fill in for Michael Phillips in her 1920 era cost, uh, bathing who, suit. Who can, who can sink the fastest in the pool? <laughs> I go straight down. I cannot swim. I'm serious. I cannot swim. I go straight down. Okay, so we know Patricia can shoot. So maybe we'll I can put, shoot. We may, may, that's what we we'll put in the, in the uh, archery rifle competition. Yeah, archery is, archery is good. Rifle is good. Pistol is good. Do not put me out there with a shotgun. You haven't shot skeet before? Well, I have shot at skeet. Yeah. I, I do not do that well. You know, I... I I am one of the failures who tries and shoots aiming at the at the disc instead mm-hmm. of shooting ahead and letting the disc I run see. into it. No, I, sure. I I have trouble coordinating that. So no, do not put me out there on skeet or trap. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. What what big sport can we put you in for? You know, I think we can get. Yeah, we can all send you off to Colorado Spring for training. I'm um, just for the next four years. Are exactly. You want you there one Olympic sport we can put you in for? Oh, I don't know. How about bobsled? Okay, hey, that wouldn't be bad. You're Where'd kidding. You know what's really <laughs> fun? Oh, I have to tell you. I have to tell you, and you're probably going to agree. One of the most fun events is the bobsled event that the Jamaicans enter every. Every Olympic. Uh huh. Yeah. Jamaica never saw snow in its life, and these guys just get out there and they put their little hearts into it. It is so much fun to watch them from Jamaica. Exactly. Can you imagine? Exactly. Yep. They have a goal and they're going to fulfill it. They. I know. I know. It's a yeah. dream, and it's so much fun. They could enter swimming. They could enter even skiing because they can mm-hmm. water ski. At least they've got skis on their feet. But bobsledding, yes. that is just so much fun. And, I, you know, I just everybody cheers for them, including me. That's right. That's right. See, we're putting – you're 
we're we're making you into a sports fan one way or the other. Do not get carried away now. Do not get carried well, I away. About, <laughs> I, I was thinking about Eddie the Eagle. Remember well, when, whenever he was jumping off those mountains? He was the yeah. representative from, from England, and mm-hmm. he couldn't go as far yeah. as everybody else. But I think he people just fell in love with his, I, I'm going to give it a try attitude. So they just pulled for him anyway, even though he's like all these so much shorter distance than everybody else. I, yes, that's I, right. This is the first I've heard about him. Oh, yeah. Eddie the Eagle. Never That, that was his nickname. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yep. Speaking of Eagles, Louisville won over the Boston uh, College Eagles today, 52-7 in Boston. Hey, you know, we had an upset today. I, I know our next caller Fred's not going to be too happy. But Navy, oh, really? Navy upset Notre Dame today. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that's, that's a quite unheard of. Yeah. The midshipmen's, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, now Louisville is playing not only football, but also exhibition basketball. Are, so, are, are they going to have a good season? I think they will. Uh, the Louisville basketball team won 109-71 to over the uh, Kentucky Wesleyan team out of Owensboro. I'm seeing a bracket point on Ohio State and getting beat tonight 62-3 to in the fourth quarter. So, so Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty uh, severe yep. uh, beating there. It sure is. Yeah. You care, Patricia? I'm here. Do you care? Uh, uh, do I sound like it? You should. If me, my team. <laughs> I just got um, a flash notice here because I, I get emails in from all over the place. Uh-huh. There was a uh-huh. security, security threat in Nevada. Somebody in Trump's audience had a gun. Ew. Yes. I know. Yes, he Ew. was rushed off. He. He is supposed to be giving a speech in uh, uh, in Colorado here in a little bit. I haven't seen anything, but yeah. I don't think he uh, was uh, injured or anything like that. By the way, no, I, no. I, I want to no, mention. And he came back and finished the speech, apparently. So I want to mention a famous passing I just saw this morning. Somebody who I knew, Case Star, passed away. Um, the legendary oh, singer. I'm you sorry. you broke up. Did you say Case Star? Yeah, Case Star just passed away. Yeah. How old was she? Not, in her nineties. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Yeah, there's not that many girl singers left from the uh, big bands who sing with the big band singers now. I think it's basically B. Wayne and Doris Day, and that's about it. Uh, so K. Star, who sang with Gwen Miller in 1939, got started in radio when she was seven in 1929. Wow. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we just lost her. So, um, yeah. I have not heard your interview with Don Mose, Mose, but it sure sounded interesting. Yeah, it, um, I think we'll probably run it tomorrow. Uh, Don Mose, for p- people who may or may not know, from the uh, who played Ralph Milt on the Happy Day, is now a singer. And he has two new albums coming out. One, a Christmas album, which I've sent Patricia some of the music. And he's got a big band album coming out in February. And his single he he released is just an odd thing. You know, Eartha Kitt had a big hit in 1953 called Shaboom. Well, Don did it as a duet. So 
an extra thing head scratcher to me to have uh, to make that your single. So 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 we we talked to Don for about a good half hour and so we'll run that hopefully tomorrow. And that will be interesting. Yeah. Is is uh, Johnny Crawford still touring? I still he pretty much based in LA he does uh a lot of personal appearances for other things but his Orchestra, I think it's pretty much based in L.A. Um, I see. Mm-hmm. So he, 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 for people who may or may not know, Donnie Crawford from the Rifleman loves and leads a 1920 dance band in L.A. Can you believe that? Pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know he was big into music until... I don't know. I think I heard him on here yep. a few years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hate to hear that about Kay Starr because she was quite a great singer. Sure was. Yeah. She was. She was seventy-five. She was like three quarters Indian too. Um, was she really? Yeah. Mhm. I met her about twenty years ago, and gets a bubbly personality and. Rock and roll walls, a lot of things he's saying, you know, just, uh, she was telling me, she was telling us one time that her very first hit was a country song, and she made enough money to buy her dad a truck. That was her big thing <laughs> she wanted to do, buy her dad a truck. So that's what she uh-huh. did, that's what she did with her first yeah. big hit in 1947. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It, uh, proved to dad that she had made it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any, any more updates, Patricia? No. On what? Well, on the news story. I'm just I'm just seeing what you got. Oh no, no. It looks like um they they haven't found a gun, but whoever they pinned to the ground had his somebody had his knee on his head. But he Trump was hustled off for a couple of minutes and then he came right back. Okay. So you know, the the danger I guess was passed. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was real or oh. perceived, or you know, somebody in the audience yelled, "Gun, gun, gun!" So here's here's a here's a here's the news story. Here talking about a man walking near the White House uh, with a gun led authorities to briefly lock down the property as precaution. Today? Uh, uh, yeah, it must be here recently. A uniformed Secret Service officer confronted the unidentified man Saturday afternoon. And I'm reading ahead of the crawl here. As he walked down Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, did you hear that there's a chance of uh, some uh, terrorist attacks yeah. Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, that's what they're yeah, saying. Uh, yeah. That's what they're saying. Oh, the man was placed under an arrest after a brief struggle and was turned over to police. President Obama was not at the White House. No, he's he's out on the trail. Um, yeah. But his, you, you don't know about his family. His family might have been there. Uh, it doesn't. Except that this guy didn't get inside the White House. This is a parallel to what happened, what, a year ago, maybe? Uh, you yeah. mean uh, uh, people... was on his way to the West. Yeah. To yeah, the, uh, jumping the fence. Yeah. Oh, this is so yeah. scary. I won't leave it to Beaver back. 
Exactly. You know, exactly. it's so sad. Um, you know, I had the opportunity, like, oh, our U.S. citizens to cure the White House. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Now, I, my thing, the last, since 9-11, that's really been curtailed big time. And to me, that's, yeah. that's very sad to think that the, the people house cannot be visited by the good U.S. citizens of America to go visit yeah. the, the house. And I guess, I guess they can, but it is such an involved process. And I think so you have to go... I think you have to go through like your congressman to get approved, and then you have to have a background check. Mm. My so. gosh, my gosh! So you do you, you do remember I met Mike Pence the yeah. Wednesday before he met with Donald Trump? That's so. right. Yep. He, Donald talked uh, to, talk to you ahead of time to get to make sure he, he passed your approval right uh, before he offered Mike. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the, the exactly. Yeah. With you, so. That's okay. right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still back to dirty toothbrush holders. <laughs> 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 oh gee. Oh gee. So, okay. What does this, this is? This is my final question. What does the clock change due to you in the spring and in the floor. <laughs> See, I'm already wound up here because it's going to happen. The spring and the fall. What happens to your body, to your brain, to you? So much in the fall, but in the spring, I will turn my clock ahead like on that Friday to kind of get me in the mood. What, what am I hearing? Uh, you're hearing the air tunnel of Indiana. The air tunnel of Indiana? Yeah. What? What? I don't know. It sounded like Walden was taking off down the hall on his chair. Well, considering that's pretty impossible, I had the microphones off when that was happening. I don't know how that oh, could so happen. And I was Is he hearing speaking it, off? I wasn't doing it. That leaves you, Dan. Well, I'm right here. Oh, maybe it is me. Maybe I was here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I'm sorry. It it was I. So you start on Friday so that you work your way into getting up in time on when you when you have to go to work. Yeah, on Sunday. I just turned my clock ahead like on Friday so I know, hey, I need it it's a prompt to you know, for me to you know, uh go to bed earlier. And yeah. yeah. Now in the fall it's not so bad. Yeah, it I agree. The fall is I hate the clock change, but the fall is not nearly as bad as the springtime. Now, if the powers yeah. that be finally got some common sense and said okay, we're going to keep the clocks the same time all year round. We're going to either do standard or savings, but it'll be all year round. Which one would you choose? Well, you know, Indiana used to not change its clocks. They stayed on standard time. Yes. And then then when you did start to swing, there were parts of your state, I think up in the northwest part, was 
they just dug in and said, we're not going to do it. So you had a chunk of state. There were counties near Chicago, Evansville, and Louisville that would change their clocks to uh, be either either on central or eastern time to be near the large metropolitan areas. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, my gosh. What know. a nightmare. What exactly. a nightmare. Okay. So exactly. I, I trounced on your answer. Would you choose standard or savings? I think I would go with standard, although I don't think it would really matter unless you got used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were saying that in England they did double uh, daylight saving time yeah. during the during war. war. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they turned the clocks ahead two hours. Yes. Two hours. Yes. What was the and purpose they kept of it that? Year round. They didn't. They, they put it there and kept it there until the end of the war. So I mean, I'm. Wasn't it dark though when? Was it really dark at certain times of the year? As as what happened here, and this wasn't the reason we did the daylight savings time, but as happened Mm -hmm. here, it meant that the workday ended when there was still daylight enough for people to work in their victory gardens. Mm, Okay. And and now I think, I'm trying to remember, Patricia looked this up for us one time. You know, we changed our clock in World War II. We had Eastern Standard War time, and I think that's actually moved like four hours ahead from the west. You know, right now we're three. I, I uh-huh. think we'll have to have Patricia look at her notes sometime, but I remember her looking at up. We even looked at what that... Can you imagine looking at the old radio show sometime that did, this is, you know, four o'clock standard war time, Eastern standard war time or whatever. So even d- during World War Two, we had a, a time shift difference. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And my guess is probably because of the plants or war plants or most likely for the farmers and probably to try to have as much daylight as possible year-round to grow. And it, it turned out, and Dan, you can help me with this. I just read some articles about daylight savings time, that the farmers, the, the dairy farmers in particular, were hurt very badly when they went on daylight savings time because the cows weren't ready to be milked when the milk trucks showed up and it, it it just it just made everything a mess well you know daylight saving time is very difficult for farmers because have you ever tried to have you ever tried to set your rooster in our head no i mean i and i under <laughs> that's funny but <laughs> i understand what you're saying no matter what the clock says the farm had to operate on the same hours according to the sun Every single day. Didn't make any difference exactly. with these, these these little things with alarm clocks on them. It didn't make any difference, but it did, <clears throat> excuse me, to the surrounding businesses, the, the associated mm-hmm. businesses, such as the trucks that showed up to pick up the milk. And the rooster is still crowing at 5.30 in the morning. I mean, it doesn't matter. The rooster doesn't read the he clock. He doesn't know how to tell time, No. Exactly. Now, Dan, so. I remember reading a few years ago an article about, I think, people who go to school at the uni- in Nebraska at, on a university uh-huh. level. They almost, mm-hmm. like, they almost suspected that they shut down the university during harvest time, for especially for, mm-hmm. you know, for families who got kids and they need them home. 
it's almost like colleges are on suspension. You know, just pretty much shut the whole school down and let the kids go home to help mm-hmm. the family. Is, is that pretty standard throughout the Midwest? Is that, would, would school sort of much, you know, realize that they're not going to get much education done during harvest time? Is that pretty standard? I don't think that's done anymore, but I have heard that happen uh, in the past. But I think there's so few farmers anymore that they don't really do that. But I did hear that happening up through like the 1950s. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could, you could have used that in a school, Patricia, to skip school, right? <laughs> right. Oh, sure. <laughs> I have to go home and help my mother pick the lilacs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She, my duty she, is called. She, she's a lilac picker, huh? Oh, I like lilacs very much. <laughs> and lilies yeah. and roses and stuff like that there. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So, well, Dan, yeah. we are going to scoot a little bit early tonight because we do have, Walden's got his cue lined up. And we do have an interview to play, and I am so thankful that you hate daylight savings time. Thank you. That's right. Can I schedule an appointment for next week? Can I have twelve fifteen for Ab- next week? Absolutely. I'll put you in the book. <laughs> I'll put you in Patricia's date book. Anybody, anybody who likes to be in Patricia's date book, email me at waldenshoes at yesterdayusa.com. I keep, tra- I keep track of all Patricia's dates. If not, email Patricia at floridawriter at hotmail.com, and she'll forward to them, and I'll keep them at the date book. And this is true. Now, wh- for, John, for John in Maryland, would you put him down, please, before midnight okay. for next week? Alrighty. We can do that. Okay. And now, when is our next Super Saturday? Look like Thanksgiving weekend. Patricia Thanksgiving and I, weekend. If, if, if Patricia and I are... Negotiating. I yeah, Walden sent me an email, but I haven't read it yet. So you're starting at 4.30 Friday morning. Right. I think I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this and I said, it cannot be. It cannot be. Yes, I did read it. I, I didn't do anything with this, she but, verb- I, she but verbal- I read it. She verbalized. Uh, yeah, she just had to respond in each. So we, mm. we don't have a... Con- we don't have a... a, a Tenure on paper yet to negotiate this, mm-hmm. but we're, we we have no commitment. We have discussed no. we have discussed this verbally, but you, we know how Patricia likes to do for Black Black Day shopping that weekend. We have to negotiate her Black Friday shopping schedule. You know, Black Friday. My gosh, I need to hear from people who know. I I have to think about this. I think I you should do a marathon. I think you should do a marathon of Jack Benny. Uh, Christmas shows, you know, with uh, Frank Nelson, you know, uh, oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I can announce a couple of special programs. We'll definitely do a holiday express, probably Thanksgiving weekend and one December. And then our, and then our, uh, then our two weeks after the live show, after Bill and Mike go to bed, we, we wall in again and take over like we always do through the holidays. But we're going to do something a little special. Uh, because December 7th and December 8th <laughs> this year falls on a weekday, and this is the 75th anniversary. I'm going to break into the Blue Network and uh, 
keep sure to follow those days close to the hours as possible and add some special programming during the week. So yeah. So we'll keep everybody posted good. on that. Good, good, good. Better, and we have some, better we, watch out. And we have some upcoming good. interviews. Patricia is going to have Leo Jordan, uh, Jim Jordan's nephew, on here in a couple of weeks, in two weeks. We're working on one of Jim Jordan's granddaughters from New York. And Don DeFord's son, we're going to record an interview. So we got some interviews tucked away. And for people who are fans, this year on Friday, December 30th, will be the 80th anniversary when the B, played by Stuart Keenan, happened on the Fred Allen show that caused the Benny Allen feud. And Stuart's been playing at Carnegie Hall this year at 8.90, so I'm planning to give him a, a call in December and book him on the, on the anniversary, the 80th anniversary, so we can uh, kibitz with, with Stuart a little bit about the Fred Allen feud. So, so I think that would be fun. So that's sort of on my wish, to-do list, and stuff like that there. And stuff like that there. Sounds okay. exciting. Yeah, it is. Sounds entertaining. All right, well, I'm going to let you all go. I'll get Fred next. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Good night. Sure, bye-bye. Okay, I guess that means I still have to start talking. Professional Patricia <laughs> oh, my Skype trademark app. Online app. Okay, Walton News app. Search edit. Active favorite. <laughs> Carol, Leo, and Joe Page Down. Oh, Gary oh, from Page Down. Martin Rex at Clue. Martin Rodbot. Mike from Open Red Messages. Oh, Fred from for Applications. Contact Send. Invite the Grantor. Leaving Menus. Patricia from Unloading Job. Cancel. Okay, enter. Too cool. And of course, we've got Tippecanoe and Tyler too, except that Tippecanoe. Uh, was a tragic win um, against Native Americans. Now, hello. Hey, Fred. How are you? Let me turn my radio down here. That, that, that might be helpful. Okay. I think I'm still on dirty toothbrushes. I think I got it. Hey, good. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. Good. So how's everything in the great state of Vermont? Oh, it was a great week. Well, it was a fantastic week. Fantastic week. You know, if we could have gotten any better, if we got any better, I might have had to pinch myself. You couldn't stand it. Make sure I was actually living. Well, for starters, I took some steps Tuesday. Excellent. Wild, pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I took. my left leg, the leg didn't, wasn't broke. I can take full step to that now. Uh-huh. And then the right leg is still short and choppy, but they're there. So I'm starting to wean off the walker a little bit. Not much. I'm still needing it. I still need the chair. But I did take my first unassisted step since the day I broke my ankle, so that was pretty cool. That was well, good. Gosh, you are you are just, you get gold stars all over the place. And <laughs> there's a PS in here. You have quit uh, well, smoking well, now. How long? How that? long ago? How long has it been since you quit smoking? Oh, almost three years. Three, three years in September. Are yeah. you serious? I yeah. have. Oh my gosh, where yeah. did the time go? Oh, I know. 
you're amassing gold stars here. Just thought you're going to have to have a special bulletin board for them. Hey. Oh, that's cool. I, 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 went <laughs> to, I, I heard something I want to share bo to, with both of you. I just heard. A friend of ours, from my mom, she went and visited her granddaughter in North and uh, on the East Coast and fell down a, t a flight of ten steps and Ooh, broke oh. her her uh, back, her, she, her spine. Ooh. Oh. Okay. She's going to have, can you believe that what they're doing? They're, she's going to have outpatient surgery for back surgery now. What they're going to do is just pour cement into her back and it's in her home. Oh. That's how they're doing back surgery now with the spine. It just pouring cement into you. Glue? Okay, I wow. Never, yeah, I, I get thought. I, 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 I got glue in my chest. You know, when, when yeah. I opened my chest, yeah. they glued it back yeah. together. They glued me together. Yeah, well, that's, Elmer, why, Elmer. that's why you missed it. Is it Elmer's glue? I don't yeah, know. Elmer. That's a lot of, you know, no we stitching. don't know about glue and duct tape. They should have asked us 30 years ago. We oh, couldn't go. Oh, my God, it's glue. They don't even have any stitch marks to show off. But, but cement, that's how they're going to do back surgery now, with cement. Well, I, I was thinking it really hurt. It's not, it's not the kind your sidewalk is made out of, but that's, it, and it would have to be, I mean, it doesn't work universally. So it would make a difference what kind of fracture she had, but still, outpatient, holy cats. Outpatient cement. Incredible. Anyway, I just wanted to pass that along. Considering I'm, I'm glad you did. Considering we know Fred and Patricia well, can come when, when I had my, my hip done, which was, uh, oh, God, it's almost 20 years ago now. It doesn't seem like it was, but it was 15 years ago. Um I had rehab. I was in rehab for like ten days before I could come home. And uh, a friend of mine, a fellow Lions member, had his hip done. He had it done on. Oh, look at that spider! Sorry, watching the watching the best movie Dennis Weaver probably ever did. Uh, Duel. Was, you remember that movie? I do. That's a scary movie. I I remember that as a kid. Great movie. Just a truck chasing him across country. But anyway. He, this fellow Lion member had uh, it done here last week or two weeks ago, and he had it done on a Saturday. We had a meeting the following Tuesday, and he was at the meeting with a cane. Wow. Walking. Yeah, it's like, that's like, wow. You know, he had it done on Saturday. He goes, yeah, he had it done on Saturday. He was home Sunday. Total hip replacement. I got two trivia questions Fred, for you on the duel, the movie. Well, I should probably answer. I've been watching this stupid thing here for an hour. So. <laughs> for people who may or may not, may, that, that hit the movie where Dennis Weaver is chased by this truck and you never see the driver. Right. <gasps> I remember that. Okay. A great movie. So the, my question is, this was the first big break for a certain director. Who was the director of this movie? Oh, I don't know, but he won a prize. He had to. Boy, that was one of the scariest movies. Oh, and I'm not into scary. Yeah, it's, uh... Later became oh. successful in big, big, big movies on the screen, but this was his first big shot on TV. Yeah, I want to say, uh... I want to say Alfred Hitchcock, but... 
It's yeah. Well, the movie came out by 1970, so you know, Alfred famous back in the 30s. But this, there was a young kid, a young guy. Oh yeah, so it was a Stephen King. Yeah, not Stephen King, but Stephen no, King wrote it, right? Spielberg? Was that a Spielberg movie? Yes, it was Stephen Spielberg. Spielberg. Very good. Spielberg. That was I knew it was one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he did a good job. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. There was a famous. I'm lo- getting the shivers just thinking about there it. There was a famous lawsuit. There was a famous. There was a famous lawsuit o- over this over the the writing credit. And, uh-huh. and it originally was a radio play. And the radio writer sued uh, the production, saying that they, somebody must have heard his radio play and sort of adapted it for the, the <coughs> screen. Can you, oh. guys, can you guys guess who radio famous radio writers play, who oh. is known for horror, you know, horror I'd, creepy? I would say Hyman Brown. Um... I have no Not clue. Hyman Brown? No. Somebody who specializes in horror and, and it's creepy stuff. Hyman Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what's his face? Yes, you're right. It's that oh, guy. Oh, one with Tommy Cook. Oh. That's right. That's right. Oh. Arch Oberst. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep. Oh, okay. Arch Oberst sued because he said that he claimed this was, they took it from his radio play. Even though he lost in the courts, but he, he sued over the storyline. Yeah, I, I was going oh, to say it, it sounds like one that you would lose uh, over. It's, um, it's is not there a version of that? Well? Pretty pretty common idea. It would be the way it was treated that made all the difference for Spielberg. We don't have the radio play or the recording of it, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see yeah. if we ever did. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it was out there. Mm-hmm. It'd be good. Yeah, the, the scene I just saw when, when, when it caught my attention. I'm sitting here watching, and he's, he's at the gas station, and the, the truck almost hits him. And, and he, when he's getting up, there's like there's a big spider on his leg that size of, looks like a tarantula. <laughs> oh, caught my attention. Yeah, great movie though. Like I said, when I saw it was odd. I'm watching that MeTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw it was odd. I was like, oh, cool. By the, check by the way, everybody on MeTV, they're running r- new prints of the Armist Book TV series. Are they? Yes. It's really sharp and focused. CBS gone to the vault. And they're running a whole, they're running the Armist Book TV series in really fabulous, a uh, fabulous oh, print. Oh. So, so p- people, you might want to take a peek at that. That would be cool. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I never finished too. Also, telling you, I know we're, we're on a schedule here tonight, but I wanted to also tell you the rest of the things that happened this week. Yeah, was, like I said. Oh, please, yeah. yeah but I, started, I started out with a walking deal, and then two days ago, my older brother closed on a little cottage on the right on the beach of the Gulf of Mexico in Florida. Oh, isn't that great? Do you know the name of the uh, town? Yeah, which I didn't get the name of the town. Let me see if it might, it might have it here. Let me see. Uh, I, I still got the posting. I bookmarked the posting. There is no is such it? thing as a charming anything on the beach. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you walk in and it is charming. It looks charming. It's enchanting, a little cottage, and then you look at the price tag. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, uh, oh. oh my gosh. Find it. But, yeah, I'm excited because... I get all the benefits of having to buy it. 
So it's like, yeah, I guess I, I put on, I put on the post. Guess who's coming to visit? Lots. <laughs> well, are you gonna visit? You're gonna visit your beloved Red Sox in the spring, then? I would love, love to do that. Yeah. It's always been a uh, a fantasy of mine, my wish to 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 go uh, and spend. You know, just like the first, like the last two weeks of spring training, like the last 10 days, and just follow them around. I, I want to go late enough in the season so you're not seeing, uh, you know, Joe Smith from Puke, Puke Idaho or something. You, you want to see the, the the major guys getting out there playing for a while? Yeah, yeah, when they start to play most, more, more, more and more every day. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, let's see. The says is classic Florida Beach Cottage. Just step to the beautiful white sands of the Gulf of Mexico. Doesn't, doesn't give a town. So with that, I thought he said it was. I thought he said it was near Tampa Bay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Was it? Sure. Okay. I so what, that's what, what cities? What cities are there, Patricia, from Tampa Bay down to Fort Myers? Now I know everybody. This is dangerous because it's geography, but we. It's going to be a new category for us well, next year. Uh, in, in the major department, we've got Manatee and Bradenton and Sarasota, Venice, um, Rotunda. Um, Is Vero Beach on that side? No, it's on the other side. Okay. Um, then we get down to Port Charlotte. Okay. Punta Gorda. And then into my territory with Cape Coral, Fort Myers, and on down. So I know there's stuff in between those that I mentioned, but uh, those are the ones in my head. That's pretty good. I like that. What's south of you? <laughs> Naples. And south? Um, Escaro, Benita Springs, and then Naples. And then we're into the Everglades. Oh, and all your alligators live there? Oh, yeah. Okay. We had an alligator in our little lake in the back. Did you name I named it? him Harry. Harry? Yeah. I don't know why. But was he had Harriet, to go away. Was Harriet nearby? Harry Harry was in my backyard. Yeah, but was Harriet nearby? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. I'm I'm glad he didn't invite her for dinner. <laughs> but again, it, it was so and people had been asked, please leave the animals alone. And there was somebody out there feeding them chicken and other people throwing bread. And, of course, as soon as a creature like that recognizes that people or a person is not a threat, they assume no one is a threat. And you put out yeah. your hand and they think that it's got food in it and you're missing a hand. Yeah. So, you know, they, they take them away and they have to kill them, which is terrible. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't too warm about having an alligator in the lake, but um, you know, the the officers will come and take them to a, a nature preserve. Or, but once they're accustomed to people, that's it. That's too late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a horrible job to have to do too. Yeah. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, and it was young. It wasn't a big one. It was only three or four feet long. <clears throat> well, I mean, there, there's stories down there. Of of people missing dogs and little kids too and stuff, right? Mm, yeah. Oh. So, Indeed. Do, but, 
does it make you think twice living there, Patricia, with all the little creatures down there? No. Everywhere you go, there are creatures. Yeah, but see, what gets me is, you know, yeah, we have winters here, but everywhere else, like like Florida, I'd be petrified of hurricanes. I'd be like, that would be my big thing. Exciting. I just can't imagine. Exciting. Oh, I bet they're exciting. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Some of them are pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't even. Oh, no, I mean, I'd feel so helpless. Okay. Patricia, you'd rather have do a hurricane or a tornado or a blizzard? Oh, gee. I, I have a choice of three? Yes. I'll take the blizzard. Yeah, me too. And then the hurricane, and I don't I don't even want to talk about a tornado. Well, the thing about a tornado, though, the thing is... You it, don't it, get it, any warning. No, you, you don't. You wake up in the morning, and in the afternoon, your house could be gone, at least with a hurricane. We know five days out what the projected path is going to be when it reaches the United States. A blizzard, you know, days ahead of time, you can put food away and build up your fireplace. But with a tornado, the people who get hit with a tornado, they don't know what's coming. It's terrible. But it's also, it's, when a hurricane, like a hurricane hits Brenton, Florida, for example, it hits Brenton, Florida. There's no, hits this block, doesn't hit that block. We've heard with tornadoes a lot of times. Mm -hmm. it, It can hit, it can hit a town and leave, it can damage a corner of the town, leave the other, the other parts of the town untouched. Sure, sure. It's less than, um, it's not as wide of a... Yeah, a, as a hard as it is to path. believe, the same thing happens at times with a hurricane because the gusts are so powerful. When when you see a sign or, or a notice that we've got a hurricane at 110 miles an hour, that is the sustained winds. That's... It never gets lower than 110 miles an hour. The gusts are on top of that. So your gusts can be up to 140, 150 miles an hour. And sometimes when the gusts come through, they'll take down a house, but the one next door still stands. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure. I mean, it doesn't, when, when you get wiped out by a hurricane, it's, it's pretty pretty universal in the entire neighborhood, but occasionally you'll get houses that are still standing and quite sturdy, and you know, their neighbor's uh, houses yeah. are gone. You also get all that flooding with a hurricane, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is... Makes my second floor very good. Of course, the roof is on top of me, but, you know, <laughs> I can either drown from the bottom up or get sucked out from the top down. Well, yeah, that's always terrified me. Um, and, and tornadoes, too. Uh, you know, yeah. I would want to be in the area with oh tornadoes. Oh, my gosh. My I, I don't think I'd want to look through an earthquake, either, Walton. Especially not the one you guys get coming your way one of these yeah, days. Yeah, I know, but I still would be ha- I'm happy living here, so I don't mind taking the risk. I uh, had an earthquake one time. Say again, Patricia? I'm sorry. I, I, in Florida, I mean, I had a couple up in New York, but yeah. um, in Florida, I had a... Uh, uh, an earthquake. I remember. I, remember, I was sitting at the computer in my chair. In your chair. Yeah. Well, my chair started to roll. <laughs> I, mean, oh. I, I guess. I guess when you look at it, it it's it really. I mean, it, it, it's we're all in the same boat. I mean, take a look, for example, the 
with the, the, the volcano under Yellowstone. Yeah. If that ever decides to go, we're all done. As far as the United States goes. And the, yeah. um, the geyser. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah the super volcano. Uh-huh. Oh, right, it, yes. Yeah, and it's overdue, according to scientists. Everything is overdue. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and let's face it, we hear about these earthquakes like in the Midwest, like Missouri and all these places. Let's face it, at least out here, we try to build for, for it here. When, a, when an earthquake happens in another part of the country, you, it, we don't have structures ready for that. It's just not a, you know. See, I never, I, I, I found that out two, two, two summers ago. I went to a friend's house. He had a place down on the ocean. It was like the first time I've ever been to the ocean before. Well, it might have been like seven years ago. Cause I've been there a few times since. But we're driving around this neighborhood, and I, I was like, why the hell are these houses all built on stilts? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And he's like, well, that's because when there's a hurricane or heavy winds, it keeps the houses from flooding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it, I get it. I just, I just Thank you very much. My, 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 yeah. great, my great-grandmother in Nebraska, on the Nebraska, homesteaded some property, and they were flooded out of the house twice. And my my dad remembers in the 30s, her little boy, the river was starting to flow. The house was near the river. And she said, okay, let's, move, let's put the furniture up on the second level. And let's keep all the doors and windows open. That way, when we come back, all the mud will be out of the house. Because it, it was interesting that they thought if you locked up the house, all the, mud, all the mud would be stick stick it would be a ma- major clean job. So, in her opinion, she wanted to keep everything open. That way, the mud flow would go in and out the house. And I would, uh, I thought that was an interesting approach, a way to look at that. Did it work? I guess it worked. Well, hey. Yeah, I mean, we get flooding here. We we had some flooding three years ago. We had, Our town was flooded. Uh, her, or not I three remember years ago. that. Hurricane Irene there, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some major, major flooding, yeah. Uh, but even that, it's, you know, it's not that bad of a deal. You can, but, but uh, like I, I said, you know. I, I was thinking of our family member, Rich, up in New Jersey. I mean, he went through, like, two floods. Oh, uh, my gosh. Wasn't uh, that awful? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm hit. The, the the river, which is like, like, oh god, a quarter mile from my house, did not overflow, but it's all it's all from here to there. It's all downhill, so it didn't get anywhere near me. And it, it probably it would take it would take some serious serious rains for me to get flooded out where I'm located. Yeah. Um, because of a pill. People on yeah. the other side of you were. The ones in trouble. Yeah, my, my cousin who lives up out in the, she lives in, she lives in Bristol, or oh, out in the booties of Lincoln, which I guess, I mean, we say out, if we want to say out in the booties, you know it's out in the booties. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And she, they were flooded on three sides. They couldn't get to town for like Oof. two weeks. Yeah. Well, you have more people than Wyoming? Because Wyoming, I think the population is 400,000. It's you guys have more people? Than I don't even know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I, know, know I, know a I know there's a T-shirt that says we got more cows than people, <laughs> which is probably true. 
<laughs> there are more chickens in the world than people in the whole world. Yeah. Let's see, Vermont population. Um, I also think we're also one of the few cities, or few states that doesn't have a major city in it. Oh, I never thought about that. I mean, we got Burlington, but that, you know, that's not that big of a city. Yeah, I mean, when I'm talking major, I'm talking like Boston, Portland, you know, I mean, big cities. We don't really have one. Um, Well, you have 626,562 people as of 2014. Wow. We take, we beat them. Yeah, you, 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 boy, you're you're really almost double the size of Wyoming. Almost. Oh, you gained, oh, wait, 2015. You gained a couple of thousand people here. Oh, no, you didn't. You lost them. We lost people. Now, now in in Vermont, how many congressmen? You lost more than 500 people. Right, it was more of that. How many congressmen do you have in Vermont? You have one? You know, Wyoming, Wyoming has just one congressman and two senators. Yeah, that's what we have. One congressman and two senators. Yeah, you know who our congressman has been forever? Yeah, I, I went through a list one night. We had something like seven states with only one congressman. You know who our and congressman is? Alaska was one of them. Who is our congressman? That's a good question. You should really get this notebook. get this easy. You're, you're asking who is your congressman? Well, looking it up, who's our congressman? You should know this. I know. Okay. I, I, All right. Uh, Hold on. Vermont congressman. Don't look it up. That's cheating. <laughs> oh, I thought you said look Sanders. it up. Sanders. He ran for president for crying out loud. Oh, for heaven's sakes, that's Bernie Sanders. For Sanders. Sake. That's right. Yeah, he's your senator. Well, I thought we had a House representative. We have a senator, a House representative, and a congressman. Maybe our congressman's lady. No, I thought it was Sanders. No, oh, he's your he's your senator. That yeah, our congressman, that congressman is Pat Leahy. Yeah, actually, he's that's, he's that's pretty well correct. known. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew. I thought I thought it was the other way around. I thought Leahy was senator. <laughs> oh, isn't that, oh, isn't that something to be to be such a small state that the congressman's more famous? It's tougher to be a congressman than it is a U.S. senator. That's just it's. It's amazing to think about that. Yeah. I know. I know. Got a good guy up there. Yeah, we got we got some good people here, but we you know we got some. We, there's a there's a very. It's a very us and them state. Um, and it, it's like that politically too. It's it's. it's if you if you're, if you're folk if you're born and raised in Vermont you're us. But there's a large, large population of the state that people have moved here after they they worked, they made their money, mm-hmm. and now they moved here. Are mm-hmm. they are and, they, they considered outsiders forever? Um. Well, they don't. There's not a lot of crossing of lines. There really isn't. You know, a lot of the the people that that come here. That were for somewhere else to come here. They kind of, they tend to associate with other people that were somewhere else and have come here. Mm, okay. And so, there's not, so when I mean, they, I have so yeah, when, when they settle in a certain yeah. part of the state, then maybe or like all all together in one area or not necessarily. Well, no, they're all over, and a lot of it is 
you know, and and I I I have friends from both groups. I'm just a I'm just a likable guy, but you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's you know there's a lot of it is the politics politics part of it. There's people that are here that that well they're trying to raise their family. They've been here forever. They don't want a lot of taxes. They don't want you know they want to be able to raise their kids and 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 and. and and, and have some kind of future for their kids and good-paying jobs. And then there's the, the group that wants to turn it into like a little retirement community. Yeah. Okay, so you want to have a lot of taxes. You want to have, because you got to have taxes to build like really cute little parks and beautify it and make it this pretty little state so that people will come visit you and, and you get a lot of tourist dollars. And so there's that faction. You know, we have it right here in this town, Brandon here. Yeah. You know, there's a group that wants to turn us. There's a town called Woodstock, Vermont, which is a pretty rich little town. It used to be just a little small country town. And now it's, you know, if you don't make six figures, you can't live there. Is it a good, ch- is it a good chance? I'm sorry, go ahead, I was gonna ask a question. Go ahead, Fred. Go ahead and finish your thoughts. I, I, I was gonna ask a follow-up question. Go ahead. You know, if you don't make six figures, you can't own property. You can't own a house in Woodstock now because you can't pay the you can't pay the taxes. Wow. It's turned into a little rich community, and it's a tourist. You know, it's it's a beautiful little town. Don't get me wrong. They got all these beautiful little shops and parks and all this stuff, but you know, you don't find a lot of homegrown Vermonters there because they can't afford it. And there's a big push to do that in other communities. Um, and our, our community right here, our little town of Brandon is going through it. We had a, we had a, uh, well, four years ago, it took seven times to pass the budget. People were, and the thing about it, they didn't change the budget at all. They, they just, there was a couple of things that people didn't want, and they wanted it. And so what they did was, whenever they proposed a new budget, they would take away from stuff like sidewalk repair. Mm-hmm. And they said, eventually, you, you'll get sick of, eventually you'll get sick of coming to the polls, and eventually we'll get our budget passed. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The sad part is they were right. It took six times, but they stuck by their gun six, seven times. Eventually people got sick of it. And they stopped showing up, said the hell with it, and the people that wanted it showed up, passed it, and that was it. But it's, yeah, there's a, there's a big, and it's always been like that. I noticed it in this town, this town, my town's been like that, too. Either you were from Brandon or you weren't from Brandon. And my parents were always treated differently, and people like my parents. They came here when they were younger. Um, they were 20s, you know, and they, they bought their house here. They raised their family here, but they weren't from Brandon. Whereas me and my brothers were, were born here. Mm-hmm. And there was a difference. There was definitely yeah. a difference yeah. in how people accepted us. Um, and and, and they, my mom always said that. So, yeah, you guys are always you're more accepted than we are because you were, you were born here. Um, and it just... It's just the way it is. But, yeah, there's definitely that going on in the state. Um, it's it's a big state. 
for people who have retired. And that's the other thing is that the company, they're, they're buying all this land and then they're posting it. You know, so people like, there's less and less land people can hunt. There's less and less land people can go snowmobiling and stuff on. Yeah. Because it's getting all bought up by people and, and, and hosted. Yeah. I, I think that's a universal so, problem. Uh, there are, of course, pockets in the country where that doesn't happen. But you know, I, I like to tell the story. When we moved from one part of New York to another, we moved uh, uh, to the West Point area, and it was an older town with older houses. There were some newer developments, but and, you know the people in the development stayed where they were. And we bought a house that was built in 1929, and we were only the second owners. So it, it, when I say it was an old town, it really was. And the owners had died. They were quite elderly. Yep. And for the entire time we were there, we did not have a name. We were the people in the Custer House. Yes. That was the, na- the name of the couple who built the house. Yes. And oh, yep. in 19, yeah. And yep. that was the Custer House. We were the people in the Custer House. We did not have a name. I mean, that was fine. It, it, it didn't, it, I'm, I'm not saying that as a, a point of sensitivity. It's just what was. That right. was the culture of the area. Yep. We yep. were the people in the Custer House. And, and, and you know, it's the same thing with my parents. They, they, they were accepted in town here. It wasn't, they were Vermonters, so it wasn't like they came from Florida or something. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, yeah, okay, you're here, and you're, you're making a bakery, and we love your bakery, and Everything's great and wonderful, but you know, just we all we grew they up in Brandon. They were the newcomers we forever. They were the newcomers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's just you know that's what it was, yeah. and and it's uh, but it's it's you know and, and like I said, I'm I've got friends on, on all sides. You know, being a teacher and a coach too, you 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 work with kids. For, you know, so you have kids whose parents have come here recently. I don't see a lot of retirees. You know, we had a, uh, of course, he got put in this place. It was kind of a nice, it was kind of a cool thing. You've probably heard of him. We got a famous artist. God, I wish I could remember his name. That was horrible. <laughs> really famous. Oh, man, yeah, he is, too. He's, he's, he's you know, His work is everywhere. I bet if I said Willie Kimball, um, not Willie Kimball, Willie's a friend of mine, uh, Kimball, uh, I mean, you can Google him and find his work. Uh, Look it up, Patricia. Kimball. I can't remember his first name now. It's horrible. But he moved here. And he uh, he thought he was something else. Yeah, you know, right and he was going to, you know, tell us Hicks how to live. And, you know, he uh, he yeah. got put in his place by us Hicks, put it that way. There was, there was a couple of incidents where he... Well, he, used to, he, he started up an artist guild in town, which was actually a pretty cool thing. A um, bunch of local people, you know, got together. They did arts, artsy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, they put it, uh, and one of the things that they would do is they would they, they raise they would raise money. They would do uh, uh, like animals and stuff, and they'd paint them. Mm-hmm. Ceramic animals. And they put them all over town, and 
I don't know how, but somehow they raised money for cancer by doing this. And uh, there was this owner. I grew up with a girl. I grew up with her husband. They're both, you know, grew up in Vermont. They're two years younger than I am. Um, and she ran a local hair salon. And she agreed to have one of these pigs at at her at her business. And, you know, to help raise money. And so they brought it in to put it up or whatever. And apparently, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, but he did not like where she put her pig. <laughs> and he went in in front of her customers and had her in tears, from what I understood. Really lit into her. Well, um, her husband paid him a visit. And um, I guess he was back at the salon apologizing because Ken, Ken's a good friend of mine, and, and Ken's a nice guy. But, you know, I don't care who you are. You don't verbally insult somebody like that. It was horrible. He <laughs> verbally accosted her in her, own, in her own business, you know, had her in tears. Not, and not so he, he basically went in and uh, um, told, him, told him off, you know. But, yeah, she, she had her. Yeah, the only artist I can find on Wikipedia is Charles Kimball. That's not it. Warren. Um, His name is Warren Kimball. Warren Kimball, yes. He's, I that. And that's who, I'm, that's who I'm trying to find. But, yeah, that's the guy. And then we had this. <laughs> We had this thing where he, uh, we're a local Chinese family. These aren't local people, but they're a great group. They're great people. They work Mm -hmm. hard, and they had a Chinese restaurant that they had, and it was kind of, uh, it wasn't quite downtown. It was, we're we're in a small downtown district. It's very small, but it's very distinct. All these buildings are right next to each other. And their, their business was a little bit further out than that at one point. And then a building came open downtown, right in the business district. So they bought it. And they moved in there, and they started to have, they started, they moved, they moved their business there. Well, he wrote this letter to the paper. You want to talk about bigotry. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, like how horrible... You know, people should not have to smell that in the downtown. It, it takes oh, away boy. from businesses. If these people want to have a restaurant, they could have had one where they had it before. It, it, it was horrible. It was it just uh, it was it was awful. It was awful, and and the whole town got taken up. My best friend wrote a letter that got all kinds of. Well, her whole family sat down and wrote a letter that that really really ripped into him about it, but. But yeah, and then he is a really, he's kind of shrunk from the public eye after that. He's still here. Why? He's still here, but he doesn't run around stopping around, you know, but it, it was that whole, like, you know, I'll show you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, this I'll is, show you. This is how, this is how civilized oh, wow. people have kind of say. It's like, you know what? No, you don't need to come here and tell us how to live. We've been doing just fine without you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, and we're accepting, almost, yeah, we accept almost anybody, but there's, 
there's just there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. you know the guy I bought the jobs off of, great guy, but again yeah. I'm probably one of the few homegrown Vermonters that he that he deals with. He just doesn't know people who are from the town, you know. Um, oh dear. I don't know. Oh dear. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. My other good we news is that we are my other good world. news is my great I had a great nephew born today too. Congratulations to mom and dad and to uncle yeah. and everybody. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, technically technically bloodline, I just figured literally she's not he's not my great nephew. But it's my brother's stepdaughter. From her mother passed away. Well, I think I think you can. I th- I still think you can adopt that Fred into the family line. I, anyway. I think that's well. Cool. She calls Angela calls me Uncle Fred, so that's good I've always considered her my niece. That's good enough. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's a sweetie too. Oh, he's adorable. He is adorable. That's little DJ. Oh, wow. Yep. That's good. Healthy baby. That's all we need is a healthy baby and then adorable on top of it. Ooh. Well, yeah, it's my third what one. Combination. It's my third one in the last six months. Uh-oh. There was Frankie was born. That's my youngest niece. Had her first mm-hmm. when I was in rehab. Uh-huh. Her name is Frances. They call her Frankie. And then my oldest niece, who is over 40 now, she's following my mother's footsteps. Her oldest, her, her oldest and my oldest great niece started college this year, and she just had a baby three, four weeks ago. Girl, oh, and then the DJ today, yeah, yeah. yeah. For a long time ago, I was going to stop asking people, "How old are your children now?" I don't want to hear it. Oh, it's scary. I don't want to hear it. Thank you very it's scary, much. Yeah, I'd like to think I'm going to be around another 25 years, so I'm going to have I'd great like things. for a while, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Keith, uh, you, know you know what that means? What? What's that? You got three more Christmas presents to buy this year. Oh, is it great? <laughs> yeah, but no, what happens is I, I don't work that way. Oh. The, moment, the moment, see, I, I told Madeline, I said, that's last, you know, last year's last Christmas present you're going to get from me. Cause I bought her one last year, and she goes, well, why is that? I said, because as soon as I start buying for your kids, honey, you stop getting. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way life works. <laughs> that's the way it works. Christmas is for kids. You're right. That's right. You're right. Uh, okay. You had your daughter, so she gets the presents now. That's, that works for me. Okay, yeah. I have one question before you go. Okay. How does daylight savings time, or the clock change, not daylight savings, how does the clock change twice a year affect you, and which one is worst? I think it's the stupidest thing ever. Oh, boy, do I have compatriots tonight or what? Oh, I I just don't. I mean, I understand when they used to do it and why they did it, but I just think it's it's kind of like the electoral college. It's, It's beyond its purpose. We don't need it. For saving fuel and oil, I I I I just don't buy it. And I think it I I as far as which one's worse, mm. uh, I don't like it getting dark early. So probably I'd say this one's the worst. This one is the worst. Okay. I don't like I don't like getting out. I mean I I don't work full time anymore, so it's not as bad. 
Well, I used to hate getting out of work at 5 o'clock and having it be dark oh. already. You got to work in the dark. You come home in the dark. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like that. I do like I do like tonight where you get the extra hour of sleep. In the dead of winter, Fred, what's the least amount of hours of light you have? Just we had this discussion before. Right. Remember you saw we had like two hours of daylight or right. some stupid right. thing? That's right. <laughs> well, that's a little bit not um, right. <laughs> I think, oh, God, as far as, you know, I'd say probably, I'm guessing, uh, 10 hours. Really? 10 hours, nine and a half hours of daylight. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the sun's usually up by 7, and it don't get dark much before much later than, much earlier than four thirty, five o'clock. I ever. feel like my answer of two hours. I think that sounds more romantic to me only having two hours. <laughs> right. I'm afraid you're going well, to I remember the first time you asked me that. Canada like, or Alaska for that one, Lois. Think I'm in Alaska or what? Like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm way down here in the southern part of the state, you know, Fred. I mean, we're, we're going. We're going to send, you know, North Pole. That's where we need to get you is the North yes, Pole. Yes, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine being in that part where it's like, Sunlight, like sunlight forever, and then darkness. I couldn't take like two or three months of perpetual darkness. I would have trouble with perpetual lightness. Would you? I'd be. I'm the other mm. way. Well, I, I know my our friend up in Seattle, Brian Hager. They that's why they go to Hawaii all the time because they they get, they say it's, it's depressing in the winter for them because they don't see the sun. Yeah. You know. I can, I can see where that would be. I, I got a question for you, Alden. Yeah. I've often wondered about this. Okay. And I don't know too many people who are blind. I right. know a couple, but did you ever experience that, like, awake at night, sleep during the day syndrome they talk about? Oh, the, the 24 hours, but I don't know what they call it. Yeah. 24 yeah, hour syndrome or 25 hours. Yeah. I, I, I probably, should, the issue is probably yes. Um, there are sometimes my whole clock system is off, and I, I I do either two ways to break break the cycle myself. I either stay up as way as possible to reset my clock, or I take okay. a, a short nap to reset during the day to reset the clock. And so the answer I probably do. I I, I don't know how you test for it, but I I probably and, and I think for a lot of blind people I think it is a it's a battle uh, for them. Uh, I can see where it would be. You know, because mostly the, the, the sun is supposed to regulate your sweeping, the light in your mm-hmm. retina is supposed to regulate your sweeping pattern. And, you know. I wonder, if, I wonder if people who we're just talking about, too, who are in areas where it's perpetual daylight, perpetual night at certain times of the year, I wonder if they get screwed up. I bet they do. Oh, Boy, I'll bet they do. You know? In, in my know. case, and I'm, I'm unusual in that I sleep very well during the day. I sleep well at night. It, light doesn't bother me. It doesn't intrude on my sleep. So uh, I'm the odd man out when it comes to what we would call normal sleep patterns. Walden tends to sleep when he needs it. Right. And, I mean, that's not all right. the time, but... It, you you do that. I know you you said right. you know I got I only had four hours last night, but right. I had a nap this afternoon. Right. I was really tired. Right. So you've you've got some 
control over your schedule that I think probably a lot of other people don't. Like John and Larry, for example, Correct. are locked into the, the, the framework of what we would consider a normal work-to-work -work day, whereas you've got... Flexibility. You, you, that's the word. You've got some flexibility, and you can put yourself into a time schedule that's right for you, or you can adapt yourself to a very strange schedule. Correct. Um, the, worst I ever, the worst I ever had is, and this was only because I mixed my work schedule up, but I used to work, I used to tutor during the day. I tutor from 9 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. And that was Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would work at a runaway shelter overnight. I'd work from... Uh, oh, wow. It was like seven at night till seven in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't one of these jobs where you could sleep. You had to stay up for it. Sure. So Monday, so, Monday must have been a really long day for you then. Oh, Mondays were Mondays stunk. But I would I would go home at three o'clock or one o'clock. I got to work at one, and I would sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I got screwed up. If I if, if I learned after a while I couldn't do that. I shouldn't do that because I would sleep, but then I'd be getting up at one in the morning. You'd, you'd be awake at all I'm awake, hours. Uh, you know, and I have to mm -hmm. be back at nine o'clock, and yeah. So I learned, you know, to try to at least stay stay awake at least seven that night. But when, when you're staying awake from seven at night until seven the next night, that's quite a my brother has done the, the graveyard shift for 20, straight, 28 straight years now. Uh, he works in the grocery business, and right now he's scheduled working six days a week. And, wow. And typically, and you know, when you're in the grocery, you're on your feet for those eight to ten hours at night reloading shelves. Uh, yeah. Typically, I can always count that he needs about 10 hours of sleep every day. Um, so I always figured I was always up a day and a half more than he was during, during a, a work week. I was awake. And generally, right now, Sunday night, Monday, is terrible for him because in order to save money, you know, generally in a grocery store, everybody, they pay time and a half on Sunday and triple on holidays. Okay. And to save money right now, they're having an overnight crew go in at midnight on Sunday, work 10 hours, come home, crash for three or four hours, and then go back early on Monday night, you know, at 9 o'clock. So right now, mm -hmm. his, wow. his, his shift, we hardly get to see him for a couple hours on Monday because he, he, he likes to get his sleep. His shift is all... Screwed because he got to work late, yeah. get in late, right. crash, and go back. And it's just a, yeah. you know. That would be hard. Yeah. And but with him, what we have done for years, we have his room really, really dark, you know, with the bl with the blinds and everything to try to shut out light. And yep. that's how he tried to operate, trying to sleep during the day. Yeah, I have a housemate. I run a room to a young man, and he he does the same thing. And he also this this kid's a worker. He he has two basically two part time jobs that are almost full time jobs. Uh -huh. He's a janitor in the local school, and that and it depends on what time of year. See, 
this is where he's his schedule is screwed up. But he basically, there's he isn't like it in my life. When he's not working, he's basically sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, he has, unless he has something to do. So he basically goes from sleep to work to sleep to work. But he'll work. He'll work at Hannaford's overnight, usually the ten to six shift. And then he'll their school days like now. Then he'll come home here, and he'll uh, he'll sleep until you know he'll come home and sleep all day basically. And then he'll and then about three four in the afternoon he'll go into work at Nesimi at the school work from four to nine. And then go to Hannaford and work ten to six again. And then, of course, sometimes he has nights off from Hannaford's off, off now and then. But he probably works between the two jobs. I bet he works sixty hours a week, fifty-five, sixty hours a week. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think right now the way the um, so many people are working two part-time jobs um, rather than trying to find a full-time job because full-time are hard to find. Yeah, they are. I think there's a lot of overlap with, you know, like what you just pointed out mm-hmm. with your friend, that it, it, you feel like you are working and sweeping, and that that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, it, and it's not right. I mean, this is one of my big peeves. You know, these people, these companies like Walmart and stuff and Hannaford's and stuff like that, that 90% of their employees are part-time, so they don't have to pay them benefits. Yeah, it's just there's something there's just something wrong about that. I, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe unions need to be stronger than they are. I don't know. But it just seems like it wasn't. It was never that way. It seems like it used to be. You had a few part-time jobs, but you had a lot of full-time. You know, most of those companies, yeah. big companies and stores, yeah, most of the people split. were full-time. Mm-hmm. And you had and, and you got your benefits and you got you know. I mean, I know I know Walmart and stuff like that. I know people that work there. They work thirty-seven and a half hours a week. You might as well Just be full time. Yeah. Out of forty, they um, get every 40. second out of them they can get. To, but they don't. They don't have to pay. You know. Then they say, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, go go to your go to your taxpayer to get your insurance through them. Go through the state. We're not. You know. We don't. We don't need to pay. We don't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but." Yeah. Uh, well, Fred, I'm glad that you had a good week. You got a happy oh, week. You got a new member of your family. Yes. Starting you got to walk. No snowstorms. Yep. Things are good. Starting to walk. So, yep, we're we're good. And and you really did have a good week, and I'm so happy to hear that, boy. You've been through the mill in a couple of areas, so you did good. I'm glad. I'm really happy for you. And I'm looking forward to this interview. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Dick Judd. He is one of the old-time radio co- uh, dealers, collectors in the country. He's just turned 90. And Patricia uh, got an email from one of our listeners that suggesting that we should have him on the show. And I dealt with him over 25 years ago uh, with some of the stuff on Kitty Callen and the Sinatra family. So we talked about how Radio collecting have changed and dealing and and the whole the whole hobby. So it's it's a good. Cool. He was good a fun person to yeah. talk with, and I thank you, David. Thank you for giving us the heads heads up on him and suggesting that Walden give him a call. It was great fun. Cool. Well, I'm going to hang up and listen to it then. All right. Uh, am, I, 
Is it next, or is there that's more next. people in the queue here? Nope, that's next. Yeah. I, I figured anybody, okay. any, anybody from this point on, we're going to play the interview. If you want to come come on, you'll be after the interview. It runs about 50 minutes, and so so plan accordingly. You know. Okay, well, I will hang up and let you get to it then. All right, Fred. Talk to you soon. Have a good night, guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are we here? Say. We are here. That's Patricia. I'm Walden. I'm, I, I'm over yes. here. I'm over here, and she's over there. You know. We did not identify our locations tonight. One day we're going to meet at the Mississippi. That's right. Yeah, but right now we're not. No. I'm in Florida. I'm in California. And in between. And the station's in Texas. Texas. And we get to And to all of you everywhere. are everywhere else. Oh. <laughs> All right, Carl. I'm gonna. I will pick up the phone, and, we'll, and I'll talk to you off. I'll talk to you off air in a minute. Okay, we'll play the interview next. And uh, you want to say anything before we go to the interview, Patricia? <laughs> no, except that uh, you you gave a good introduction to Dick Judge. Mm -hmm who was a delightful person. Now, he's 90 years old. He, we had to do this during the week because his 90th birthday party was coming up, and he was 90 years old this week. He didn't have, If he had not told us, nobody would know. But um, I was going to say something. What did I want to say? Oh, I know. Uh -huh. he, we got all finished, and he said he was you know, kind of antsy, like, did I do a good job? He said, nobody ever interviewed me before. And I just could not believe it. He had so much great information, and we've had the privilege of being the first people to interview Dick Judge. So that's my comment for right now. All right. So Patricia's going to grab a cup of coffee. Yes, she is. I'm yes, she is. I'm going to talk to the, to the listener. And okay. And we're going to play the interview now. And you... And you will call me back. You right? Want me, you, you want me to call you back? I want you to call me back. Okay. I'm not finished oh. yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You <laughs> okay. Talk to you in about 51 minutes or so. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. All, right. All right. Call stand by there. SoundForge Pro 11.0 Tab. JAWS Professional Windows M. 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 Windows M. Desktop. Full M. Microsoft M. My Conference M. My Document. Enter. Document. 111D. Dick Judge Interview edited with Patricia 11-3-16.SF. Dick Judge Interview edited with P Unloading JAW. Can't. OK. Enter. Document. Hi everybody, I'm Walt Hughes, and hello Patricia, how are you? I am fine, hello Walden, and hello everybody, and we sound like we're live and we're not. Um, this is November 3rd, 2016, and we are recording this interview. So no matter how excited you get, you're going to have to save your questions for emails because we're not able to take live calls today. Before I introduce our guest, Walden, do you want to jump in with anything? Uh, you are so good, I don't have to say a thing, Patricia. 
Well, I thank you very much for that. We do have a special guest today. His name is Dick Judge, and some of you may know him already. Most of us did not, and so this is a joy for me. He's a very well-respected collector of high-quality old-time radio, a former radio host. He is located today in Rochester, New York, and I'm guessing that's a long-time residence for you because I found a note about you with your address on the Internet, and I'll bet you didn't even know it was there. So here we are. Welcome, Dick Judge. I'm so happy that you're with us today. So am I. So am I. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Dick, I would like to start, and and my questions are, are going to seem like they're hopping around, but I promise they will all come together. Would you tell us a little bit about your personal background, where you grew up, your family, radio in your home? Just give us a snapshot about you. Well, let's see. First of all, I'm 90 years old. I turned 90 a couple days ago. Happy birthday. I knew that, yes. Thank you. And I first started listening to radio when I was a little kid, and with the the era of Tom Hicks and Orphan Annie and all that. And that lasted for a few years, and then... uh, as I grew older, uh, other things happened. I left the area. I went, I went into the service. I went to college. But I came back to Rochester in the 1950s and been here ever since. And I picked up the hobby of old-time radio in the early 70s. And uh, I, it, there's just something about old-time radio that, well, you know, the nostalgia, that's, that's the best way I can explain it. It brings back fond memories. We are in, yeah, we are in the process of building memories for some of our listeners who are new and relatively new to old-time radio. I think I mentioned before we got on the air, I'm in babyhood compared to you and so many of the others. I discovered this by accident. So, so talking with someone like you is a, uh, just a wonderful experience for me. You began collecting. You just said the 70s. I have learned from other sources that you began collecting as early as 1964. Am I on target? No. No, uh, Here's what happened, to be honest with you. Uh, There was an office picnic, probably in 1971, and at that picnic, somebody brought along this strange-looking little box. I had no idea what it was, took the lid off, and there were two round things going around and around, and it was my first experience with old-time radio. I had thought it had disappeared for years. Now, this is in the 70s when radio really wasn't that good. I mean, there's no radio shows you can speak of. And yeah. that, I got stuck. I got really, I just couldn't stop after that. I started buying <laughs> it, uh, on uh, 8-track cartridges, if anyone can remember that, years and years ago. And then from there went to open reels, and I ended with a ton of open reels with old-time radio shows. Would you explain what – go ahead. What did you say? I was going to ask you to explain what open reels is. Oh, okay. Um, Originally, uh, the collectors uh, took – in order to collect the shows – you had to have a, an instrument, and the instrument, instrument were these seven-inch reels of tape. And on these reels of tape, someone who someone who had the original recording, which often was a disc, 
would record that on his tape, and the tape would hold anywhere from four to six hours of material. And they would play, they would record, we'll say, Amos and Andy. They would record uh, Boston Blackie and fill up the reels with uh, these particular shows that you wanted. And mm-hmm. uh, that that's how I got started because I bought, I started buying the reels and bought reels and all of a sudden I uh, discovered there were other people just like me and there must have been maybe 20, 30, or 40 of us guys around the, the country swapping reels back and forth. And that's how we got started. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like a very, I don't want to say complicated, but a long process. We can go to the Internet and say, oh, isn't that a wonderful show, and listen to it. You could not do that at that time. No, no. The only way, no, you had, you had to have your your open reel recorder or tape deck and speakers and all that to do all this. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, like you say, uh, the Internet is there. You type in uh, gun smoke and out come this uh, several series, several uh, outfits that, that offer gun smoke, like OTRR. You can listen to the shows. You can, you can make copies of the shows. It, today it's so easy to listen to these shows. It, it's, for me, it's sometimes incomprehensible because it was so difficult in the early days because you had to take out your big machine, fire the thing up, find the show on the tape that you wanted to hear. Now it's so simple and it's so enjoyable. Really, right now, it's so easy to get into old-time radio. It's, yeah. it's out there on the Internet, available, free. And here I am, uh, living proof of, of how wonderful it is because I can go up and select anything and say, uh, I don't think I want to listen to that and move on without having spent half of my allowance on a single show. Uh, right, right, right. So, right, so right. this is good. I, I want to ask you, because you are a collector of high-quality material, when we go to the Internet, and listen to some of these shows. They're fine for me because I listen for pleasure. You listen for pleasure and quality. What are your thoughts about what we are able to get on the Internet and even buy from people who have recorded recordings, recordings, and put them on CDs? What are your thoughts? Well, right now, there's a lot of stuff on the Internet, and the quality is uh, spotty. Uh, yeah. You may find a series with, let's say, a hundred, a hundred shows, let's say, a hundred shows of uh, Boston Blackie, and mm-hmm. of the hundred shows, ninety-five will be perfect, but five won't. For some reason, when they're recorded from the disc to tape, or in tape to uh, CD or whatever venue uh, you got them on, there's a loss of quality. But there are a lot of good stuff, out, good stuff out there, and some is questionable. You, you just gotta accept the fact that, and, and these days, you can't expect 100% quality 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I look, I look at it this way: if if I have a collection, someone sends me a collection of 100 shows, and four or five are bad, it's okay as long as I mark it on my collection. Or whoever wants a copy of what I have, that there's a problem. You know what I mean? Because yes, so you flag it for them. Yeah. Yeah, there is no yeah. way anymore 
to get perfection because there's the discs, the discs are gone. They're gone. I don't know. They're just gone. There's no way to replace original shows anymore except from collectors like myself, and there's a lot of guys out there who have good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and some that don't. Interesting. Interesting. Now, we have heard the term air check. People who recorded directly from the radio, and some of them are questionable. Um, these are the ones you, you might have to bypass, not only because they're not good quality, but because sometimes you can't even understand what's being said. Would you talk about Air Check, who did it, and how, and why? Oh, boy. Well, again, the, the, the Air Check, the, the quality right off of that is the equipment that's used to record it in the beginning. If you had shoddy equipment, or if you were if you were copying it onto an open reel, if your machines were dirty uh, or 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 off kilter, you would have a lousy quality show. I've I've recorded many many air checks. I mean maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand air checks, and and any any bad ones are my fault because I did something wrong when I recorded them, not because of the quality. That, that, that was evident uh, as they were being aired, if you know what I mean. Yes. It's just that matter of equipment. Yeah. Physically, how do you do an air check? Well, I haven't done it in a long time, but usually I, I would have these, uh, the uh, program wired into one of my uh, open reel recorders, and I would just record right onto right from the We'll say the, the radio station right onto the uh, reco- uh, mm-hmm. tape. So it was not a matter. Of, go ahead. No, I'm good. Not a matter of what. It was not a matter of holding a microphone in front of the radio and hope you captured oh, the sound uh-huh. you actually connected. <laughs> yeah, some of those. Yeah, there are some mic recorded shows like that, but there's luckily there's very few of those around because in those the are early days, yeah. no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I haven't I haven't heard about that in years. Yeah, right. Oh my. Uh, oh, I just don't. <laughs> because you could hear you could hear mom in the other room saying, "Dad, you want to come in for breakfast or something?" And there'd be exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh yes, oh yes. I heard one where there was an entire conversation between a husband and wife in the middle of Fibber McGee and my one for the whole the whole show. They talked. That's what I mean. <laughs> placement. I got oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm taking a right turn here. One of the things that I do with the show, and, and bless Bill Bragg, who has Yesterday USA, he's the founder of the program or the uh, station, allows me to do this on Friday nights, and it's pre-recorded. I pick the worst radio shows I could ever find. I mean, really bad ones. And it's usually only one or two that are available, and I typically know why, because nobody wanted to record them. But some of them are absolutely dreadful. So, And most of them are in the earlier days of radio. It improved the further along. Yeah, I mean, some of them are, were still really terrible. What is the worst show or shows you have ever heard for any reason? 
when you say, oh, for any reason at all? For, oh, for any will. reason I, at all. Script, acting, um, well, maybe anything want, at all. Maybe you want to give just a couple of your, your ideas that what you've done. Patricia writes a little script about it and analyze it, and then we play the show. You want to give Dick an idea or two, oh, maybe? Sure, sure. When oh. I listen to a show that I think probably never should have made it to the microphone, I do some background checking to see if I can find out where and why the show originated, who the actors were, um, just anything that I can find. And sometimes the actors were actors whose names we recognize for really quality work, and somehow they got roped into these terrible things. Um, many of them were 15-minute serials. Some of them were terrible, and occasionally I will pick on what the guys call a sacred cow. <laughs> I just... Yeah, okay. I yeah, I did a Mr. and Mrs. North that he's either played last week or, or will be coming up, and it, it was just the, – the show was fine. People enjoyed it, but this one was particularly awful, so I picked on this one and had lots of things to write about. So it, it's an enjoyable thing. You can get into trouble when you say these are the top ten shows because someone will always argue with you. But when you have an awful show, it's hard to argue with something that's terrible. So – so yeah. I'm 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 asking you for any reason acting script um, quality of interaction of the actors does anything come to mind that made you wrinkle your nose and say oh my goodness God off the top of my head I I I don't know I can't recall any I, I some of the scripts are terrible I'll put it that way but then you overlook that because the next one we the next the next in the series would be much better. Sometimes yes. the scripts are off. I agree with you there. But not I don't think that often. It's, it's, again, it's personal taste. You know what I mean? It's, it's how you a person feels about a particular subject. Yeah. I, I, I know a lot of times Patricia winds up picking shows from the 30s. And let's face it, that, those are really early in radio development, like Black and Blue, Detective Black and Blue. or Okay, yeah. Yeah, some yeah, of those shows, you know. today, but it was part of the culture in the 30s and 40s. It was simply accepted, uh, right or wrong. It was simply accepted, and yes, I do talk about that. We don't take anything out of the radio shows because somebody might be offended by it today. It, it was just part of our radio history. So, yeah, we, we leave those goodies in, but we had Tennessee, Jed, and... Um, as Walden said, Detective Black and Blue and Cy and Elmer, some of those were, they well, were stretches. But yeah. Patricia loved Basil Rathbone. But she could, when she heard the Fatima, you know, the uh, Tales of Fatima, Tales of, yeah, yeah. Patricia couldn't understand why did, Sherlock, why did Basil Rathbone leave Sherlock home and, get, and got this show. You know, different, different things that Patricia liked to write about I, and, and talk about. You, you you wonder why was it for the money or what? Yeah, I I, I agree with you about tales of a demon pass or Rathbone. What a what a letdown, right? Yeah. But I know. it was so peculiar. Yeah. 
show, the, 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 the series that he was in, everything else he did was wonderful. Just, just Sherlock Holmes is great. Who else could be a better Sherlock Holmes? I don't think anyone. I had read a biography about him, and there were times in his life because of his personal circumstances that dollars were very important. So I, I cut him some slack, thinking that that might have been a period in his life when he needed to pay the bills. <laughs> that, could very, that could be very well the, true. And these other instances where you think an act, particular actor took a series that he should never have been in, right, or her. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about what inspired you to begin collecting. When you heard in 1971 this guy showed up with his goodies and started playing old-time radio, did it bring back any memories of the childhood shows that you had listened to? No, because all he had was adult shows at the time. No kitty stuff. Was, uh, ah. you, got, you know, I, I listened to the, the Tom Mixes and Orphan Annies maybe five or ten years after all that, maybe in the, in the mid-70s when I acquired them because I wanted to listen to them again. Superman and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But in originally, this, this guy named Jack, he had this stuff, he had a collection. He was into comedy and music, and uh, that left a, a big, big variety of things that he didn't collect. But that's why I wanted because I said, well, maybe there's stuff I want to collect, I want to hear. And that's how I got involved with these other collections, or the other series. How cool. And when you were growing up, clearly you had a radio in your home. You listened to things like Tom Mix and Superman. What did the rest of your family listen to? And did you have brothers and sisters listening with you? No, I was an only child, and uh, it was late in my life. Uh, I thought we got a, I, I probably was about eight or ten before we got a radio. We were, we didn't have a lot of money in those days, and uh, my dad bought the radio mostly because he wanted to listen to the news. So I was, I, that's what that's what the radio was on news. And once in a while he would listen to something else, but not that much. The radio was not on that much. My mother, however enjoyed, for one thing, the Lux Radio Series. Ah. Lux Radio Because I remember her on Monday nights, because she was a working lady, she would wash on the weekend, and Monday night she would iron. She'd be standing at the ironing board listening to the Lux Radio Theater while she was ironing. That's what I remember I'm... about my mother and, and radio. Yeah. And your dad was, as was typical, it was a guy thing to want to listen to the news, especially right. at that time, at, it, particularly at that time in our growing up years and our history. You were post, um, when, when you're telling me that you started listening to radio, post stock market crash in the middle of the Depression coming up on World War II. These are areas that we concentrate on in old-time radio and actually learn about what happened from things like Fibber McGee and Molly and the Great Gildersleeve. They talk about rationing. They talk about recycling. They talk about cleaning out their closets and making sure that all the metal goes to the guys and they save fats. What do you remember about that time in our history? Oh, uh, boy. Mostly, mostly the gas rationing, 
and the rationing of food, like butter and coffee and all that. I was still, I was maybe what ten or twelve at the time, and uh, I, 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 I remember there was a shortage of meat, and uh, I, we, we, it was okay, but there was uh, there was a lack of things to do. I guess I had played. We played a lot, a lot of uh, sports outdoors with my friends, and so and listening to the radio was was something I did when I came in after school and all that. Like to the mm-hmm. cereal, all that. But at night, I, I didn't listen to the radio. It wasn't on. It wasn't on. My father was not allowed to go on. I don't know why. Who knows? It's like parents in early television go out and play. You can't watch Howdy Doody until you come home. <laughs> That's cute. We are talking with Dick Judge, who is a longtime collector of high-quality old-time radio. He got into the collecting part of this in 1971, and um, you were a dealer and also a former talk show uh, radio host. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, Back in the heydays of when radio made its comeback, probably in the early... 80s, late 70s, early 80s, uh, I guested on a show, when, well, it was a talk show, and I called in uh, just to talk to the guy, and he invited us back to uh, to appear on the show. It was my uh, friend, my partner at the time, uh, Jack McKinney. Uh, in fact, he was my boss where I worked. He's the guy, he's the guy that started me off at Old Time Radio, and he and I uh, had a talk show for about three years or so, we made uh, oh, 18 or 20 shows, and uh, it, it, it was very enjoyable. It, it was at, like a talk show. People could call in, just like this one. People would call in and stuff like that. And was, but then again, the, the station that we were on uh, decided to go a different direction, and off we went. Bye-bye. What kind of topics did you talk about on your show? Uh, we had we'll, we'll take a, well, one day we we talk about big bands. Then we do something on uh, Al Jolson. We did one on Jimmy Durante. It was something like we did, we just took a theme, and uh, we played the Lemon Abner. We played some of the shows from the series, and then we would talk about the show. And then the people would call in. Most of them, the old timers, remember the shows and just brought fond memories back. I I think they had a good time too. I had a good time. I know that. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Sounds like everybody had a good. Yeah. Well, you don't get callers who hate the show, of course. <laughs> and, and you gave yeah, you gave them happy times. So that's that's really fun. Um, then and now, um, I, I want to ask you a question about your early years in radio when you were a listener. And by the way, before I even go there, you're talking about eight to ten years old. And then later on you went into the service. What happened between 8 and 10 years old and going into the service in terms of radio? I, I, I don't know. I just think there, there, there were so many other things that I did as a kid. Uh, all I remember about listening to radio uh, when it was, say, 12 and 13 and 14 were the comedy shows like Jack Benny and Fred Allen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember anything else besides that. I, I I don't know why. I don't know. I right now I can't recall what what kept me going in those days. I had hobbies. I know that. 
that kept me busy. I knew mm-hmm. that. And, and I played, you know, played sports with the kids in the neighborhood, you know, football and baseball and all that stuff. But uh, there just wasn't, and I didn't, didn't listen to radio at all until back in the 50s or so. I came back, I came back to Rochester. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, radio as we knew it in old-time radio, the golden age of radio, I'll call it, evaporated in 1962. What do you recall about that? Say that again. What was the question? In 1962, the golden age of radio, for all intents and purposes, just stopped. What do you remember about that? I I was sort of disappointed because I I felt that there was something that that was lost, and I couldn't... I don't know what else to say about it except that it, it was a terrible thing. The, the TV was taking over the country, like it is now, and the internet and all. It just, I don't know. I, I can't explain why what happened. You know. were disappointed, obviously. Oh yeah, I was disappointed. I had, uh, I don't know, were other things going on in my life. I guess I don't know. I didn't think listen to much radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, uh, and it's and especially it's it's particularly interesting to me that radio was not an integral part of your life at that time in your life, and yet in 1971 you were so enamored that you wanted to go out and start getting more. I think because of the nostalgia, I wanted to relive, relive, and I wanted to listen to the stuff I didn't listen to in all those years. Like the comedy shows and detective shows and drama and all that, which I somehow did not listen to because of other other things going on in my life. Now I can do all that. See, I listen to old time radio every day. Do now, you really? Do oh, you really? At least an hour a day, I squeeze something and something. And right now I'm on the X minus one and suspense, two series I just love. Oh, that's great. Tell me, that, those are very different shows. X minus one was a kid's show that adults loved, I'm assuming, because I listen to it and I enjoy it, but I know that kids loved it. Am I on target with that? I don't know about kids, but, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> kids loved because it was a worldly, it was about space. It was about the future, and I guess as a kid you want to think about the future once in a while, growing up. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if kids who listened to shows like that thought that they were listening to reality. So when somebody said, we're making a moonshot, they'd say, well, geez, these guys have been around forever. What do you mean it's brand new? What do you think? I think you're right there. Yeah, right. What's new, right? They've been doing it on the radio for years now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And Flash Gordon, too. (laughs) Gee, they've been on different planets forever. This is good. Right, right, right. Am I correct that you also wrote a blog for Internet? I don't know what that means. Uh, that you posted or gave people articles or um, short pieces about particular shows that they could use on on their own internet pages. No, no, you did not. No. You did. That's that's I, bad I, information. I devised, many, I devised many radio logs, but not but not blogs. No, ma'am. 
Okay, well, tell me about the logs. This is interesting. Well, uh, there are uh, maybe probably 15 or 20 guys that are uh, making up logs for radio shows. And uh, by whatever means, whether they go and check old newspapers or use the shows themselves to fill in the names, the titles, and the uh, the uh, storylines and all that. And it's an ongoing thing that logs are being published almost every day, uh, upgraded and all that. And uh, I've done maybe 15 or 20. A friend of mine in New Jersey, Frank Passage, has probably done 50 or 75. Uh, that is that's a, that's a very, very interesting and intricate hobby to have working on logs. It's like you're, you're a detective and you're, you're filling out some gaps in there. And uh, it, it, it's amazing. It, it, I haven't made it. I haven't worked on a log in maybe four or five years because it's so time-consuming. Dick, where did you get your information from? Mostly my collection. I would get a series and have almost everything. Let's say, uh, I don't know. Well, I know it. I, I did a log for the uh, CBS Radio Mystery Theater because mm-hmm. I had all had all 1,399 shows here. So it was very easy for me to, to go show by show, get the titles and the actors and all that, and come up with a log. And that's on the uh, Internet. It's all over the place, that, that log. Uh, uh, that, that's real. And obviously you shared it. How did oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, how did you know there were 1,300,999 shows? Because I taped each one. <gasps> Every one? Yeah, your air check. Yeah, I did that. 1,399 times, yes, ma'am. How long did it take you to do that? Well, it's seven or eight years, or as long as the show was on the air. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Yeah, oh, my I, heavens. And to think about it, Patricia, sometimes that was on seven nights a week or, yes. or, or five nights in replays. So yep. constructing a log like that, it, it's a bit of a job because, you know, then Hyman Brown would... <laughs> Would recycle them years later. It was, it, it, you know, creating a log of that series is no easy task. And that, and that was just one. Dick, talk to me. Uh, what ahead. I would do, I would write as each each show was aired. I'd write the title on a piece of paper. I still got the original sheet of, of all oh the shows that was on. And they, like like um, Walden just said, they were repeats. In particular, they ran 31 or 32 straight shows for the Missy Theater, and then they start repeating maybe once a week or twice a week, and then on the weekends they would have repeats and all that. And that's, it ran more than 1,399 nights, but there were just 1,399 original shows for the series. That's, in fact, that's my favorite show anyway, my favorite series. <laughs> it was, it was, bar none, that's it, that's the one. Really? It, yep. it would have to yep. be special in your heart for you to put that much time in. Now, that's really interesting. You talk about uh, that number of shows, but in between you had repeats. Did you record the repeats? No, no, I did not. No, no, I did when not. When they repeated a show, was it a recording that they played? Was it transcribed, or was it a new presentation? No, a transcription. 
it was a transcription. Okay. So when you did your logs, you made notes in there that this particular date was a transcription of X, Y, and Z? I would just put, I would put R for repeat. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, you just stimulated another question on me. Not only the amount of time, the number of years it took you to record all of these shows and put together the log, what kind of cost are we talking about in terms of the recordings? Well, there's what? There's four shows on a reel. Divide four into, let's say, fourteen hundred. You got what? Three or four hundred reels of, of one particular series. And the tape, the tapes were maybe a buck, dollar and a half, dollar, dollar, dollar and a half, something like that at the time. That's that's the problem. It does get costly after a while, and then your equipment breaks down. And uh, that's where my friend Dave Manchella, he repairs. Mm-hmm. And all my machines for every, for years and years and years, and then he shares the same affection and love for old time radio, because we share uh, my collection. Because uh, I have a hard drive with everything on. Uh, I, I think there's over 900, 900 or a thousand titles now in the collection, and he has a copy of my hard drive, and all the shows are there. If he wants to listen to something, he gets the hard drive open, boop boop boop, and listen to what he wants to do. 900,000 shows. Oh, no, no. 900 to 1,000 titles. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 not titles, <laughs> titles. My, my, my little heart just went kathunk. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. We are talking with Dick Judge, who is a very well-respected collector of high-quality old-time radio. He's a former talk radio host about old-time radio. Um, And just a heads up for our listeners, this interview is being recorded on November 3rd, 2016, which means you'll be able to hear it later, but it also means that we're not able to take phone calls with questions. So if you have questions, you can email me, and I will pass them on to Dick. So I mentioned before, Dick, that our audience at Yesterday USA ranges from listeners who are new to old-time radio, people like me who just happened into it, and I'll tell you how I did that in a minute, Um, and some of them, like Walden and the Gasmans, are serious collectors. Let's concentrate on the ones who are relatively new to old-time radio. Which five shows would you suggest they listen to that would give them a good overview of what happened in old-time radio? Well, we'll say Jack Benny. Jack Benny. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, God, for comedy. That, 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 yeah, that and, uh, oh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Ah, okay. Three. We're talking, see, these are my favorites. That's why I'm saying all this stuff. That's what I'm asking for. Uh, music. Anything, uh, big bands. I don't know how you, you, you can't say any more than this big band. Music got a, a swing error of the uh-huh. 30s and that you got to listen to that. And um, I'm thinking of another genre that I can't think of right away. Well, X minus one. X minus one is a great series, yeah. The, the, okay. How did they find things? That's what I'm wondering. How did you? How do? How did you find these things? I'm asking you a question, mm-hmm. Patricia. Huh? 
Well, yes, and I'm, I'm going to ask you for a fifth show that you absolutely love in just a minute. I okay. was, I am a talk show junkie. So I went out on the Internet one night and put in a search talk show. Live 365 came up, and yesterday USA, which is the station we're on right now, was part of the lineup on talk show. And I thought, yesterday, isn't that interesting? And I clicked on it, and I was fortunate enough that a Fibber McGee and Molly show was playing at the time. And I heard the closet. It was one of the... <laughs> you know, we, we talk about limited shows by comparison to the number of shows that were done in Fibber McGee and Molly. It had the closet in it. And I thought, that's what my grandmother was talking about when she would come in and say, this thing looks like Fibber McGee's closet. I had no idea what she was talking about. And from that moment, I started listening to the old-time radio shows, and here I am. So that's how I found it. It was absolutely by accident, and it was the right show that I discovered at the right time. That's very interesting. Yes, yes, that's a good way to discover radio, full-time radio. Yeah. I know, and, and as I say, I was looking for a talk show. I was not looking for anything new. I wasn't looking for old-time radio. I didn't even know old-time radio existed at the time, and that's the truth. I really did not know. Um, but I learned what Fibber McGee's closet meant when <laughs> my grandmother would walk into a room and say, this place looks like Fibber McGee's closet. And then I understood. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, uh, the, so the fifth one, yeah. Vic and Sade. How about that, Vic and Sade? Ah, okay. Um, David mentioned that one. Tell me what you like about Vic and Sade. Well, it's it's like you're sitting right in the living room with them. You you feel like you're part of part of the family, and uh-huh. uh, they 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 or you're or you're eavesdropping. You're looking through the window and you're watching these people and you're hearing what they're saying. It is so homey. Uh, it is uh, so good natured. No swearing, no cuss words, nothing like that. It's just a sweet sweet program. I've I've listened to those more than once to all of them. It's just just great shows. More than once. That's interesting. I have listened to many of the shows, probably when I say many, not by comparison to how many were made, but at least 50 or 60 of them. It's not my favorite show. There are people who are married to it. We have a listener in Chicago who thought he had opened the gates to heaven when I sent him a couple of CDs loaded with (laughs) with Vic and Sade. one thing that struck me about this, and maybe you can talk about it, is that so many of the characters were never on the show. They came through on the phone. On the phone? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that kept so that Paul Reimer, the, uh, the, the writer, didn't have to write parts and they just mentioned their names. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the odd names, the people on the phone, or Vic's, uh-huh. uh, Vic's friends and all that, right? Yeah. Uncle and they Fletcher. would come home and talk about, yeah, talk about the friends yep, they met yep. during the day or had interactions with, and yet all of those characters seemed real. They had a life of their own, even though we never saw them or heard them. That's, uh, there's something about that vacancy, maybe you're hit, I don't know, that is so entrancing to me. I just, just so great. It's, it's like I said, it's a sweet show. It's not harmful. They're not trying to be moralistic. They just, you're just listening to 
their troubles and all the things you're going through in life. Yeah. Are there other shows that gave you that sense that you were part of a family? No. I think that's the only one. That, but that, no. It's just Vic and Sage. Nope. I don't know. That's the one. That's really interesting. There were other shows that had um, eavesdropping. That was a great word, that you were eavesdropping. But this is the one that really grabbed your attention. That's interesting. When did you discover Vic and Sade in your collecting since 1971? Oh, not, not until I was in my 50s <laughs> or 60s. Yeah. That was something I never heard as a kid. It, it just wasn't around as a kid. And uh, yeah. I uh, I went to a convention in uh, Chicago in the early 70s, and uh, there was a woman there talking about Vic and Sade, and, and from then on I said, oh, i got to listen to this stuff, and I was hooked. was hooked. <laughs> that was your Fibber McGee's closet. <laughs> That's right. You're right, 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 right. That, that one was yours. Which two shows really surprised you the most when you were able to listen to them for any reason? Oh, boy. Well, I'd say CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Uh-huh. Uh, the quality, the writing, everything, uh, at least for the first five or six years was above par. And mm-hmm. after that, uh, probably Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I remember uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes when I was a kid growing up. That's that one series I... With Basil Rathbone, of course. And okay. I always remember that series. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the various actors who played Sherlock Holmes over the years, but Basil Rathbone is, is up there. What about Nigel Bruce? Oh, yeah, I loved him, too. Right. right. They went together. They had to be together. And so, after so they him, worked. It was, Tom Conway took over, and it was my, Nigel Bruce. And the series still was pretty good. It was still pretty good. Pretty good. I have tagged Conway as my least favorite. Of all the Sherlock Holmes guys? Uh-huh. Oh, and it, okay. it, it's interesting. It was not because of the acting. I think it was because of the script writing, which surprised me, unless he stuffed a couple of his own comments in there. But he used to tell, <laughs> he used to tell poor Watson to shut up, and that, <laughs> and that yeah, really that's, that's, disturbed me. Right, that, I got that, you. That right, dis- right. Yeah, that disturbed me a lot. So it was more the show than Conway. I think his acting was okay, but it, it just disturbed me that he took the liberty of telling poor Watson to shut up every once in a while. Right, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. We have been talking with our guest is Dick Judge, who is a longtime collector of high-quality old-time radio. Is it okay if I repeat your birthday? Birthday? Yeah, sure. All right. His birthday this week, and this is November 3rd, 2016. He had a birthday this week. He is 90 years old. He is collecting. He's still active in all-time radio and obviously has a great deal of information to share with us, and I'm just so delighted that you're able to do this with us. Would you tell me, uh, we, we have a topic of discussion that comes up periodically, and we really haven't come up with a definitive answer. What can we do today in old-time radio, in the hobby, that would encourage newcomers to join us? Wow. Boy. The, the, the one thing right now, the biggest thing is the availability of free programs. 
and if, if we can induce people to turn on their computer, type in a, a series, and then listen to listen to some of these shows, maybe that's that's the way to do it. I mean, you've got the OTRR series, uh, that, that website. There's tons mm-hmm. and tons of shows. And you, if, the, the trouble is to get them started because they won't know what titles to type in. Yes. You know, and, they won't and, know they're going to get Molly and all that. So someone has to tell them that. Yeah. And making connections. One of the things I've talked about occasionally that I'd like your opinion on is taking a dog and pony show to grammar schools and introduce kids to history from the perspective of the shows that addressed history along the way. So I'll pick on Fibber McGee and Motley because they did devote a fair amount of time to war efforts, for example. And my thought is that it would put some life into what they are learning from books. What do you think? I wish you a lot of luck. I don't think the kids <laughs> got a, I don't think the kids got a sense span for more than eight seconds. I mean, uh, uh, my, you know, we talked about Dave Michelle, but Dave uh, takes it upon himself to uh, take the radio shows to the senior citizens in this area, and he found out that after a few minutes they're dozing off. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that's take that and reverse it to the kids. I think they. The kids, I don't know, there's too many too many uh, outlets for the children these days. Uh, the Internet, uh, tweets, and all that stuff that I don't care yeah. about. That, yeah. I don't think they have the, they, they can't sit. I, I, today I was talking to a guy at the post office, and he, I was car- carting some radio shows in a box and was shipping out and all that. And I, he asked me what's in the box, this radio show, he oh, what's that all about? And I said, it's like television, because when I was a kid, we had a radio, and we would stare at the radio and listen, but there was no picture. So he couldn't get over that either. And that's, can't <laughs> do that today. Could they, could they stare, at, stare at a radio? And I don't think so. I don't know. There's too, too many things available for, for everybody. The Internet, yeah. the sports, television itself, it, do you still I, have I, Do you still have your company, Dick? Can people still buy tape from you? Is that still available? We might, if you are, we might give you a nice plug for that. Not really, Walden. Uh-huh. Uh, what I've done is uh, the collection now is on MP3 format. Yeah. yeah. And if someone uh, somehow through OTR Digest or, or says if you got something by something, I'll send it to them. But, uh, right. Free. I don't. I, I, I don't want to go back into business again, Walt. Yeah. I dropped out about 15 years ago. It got to be too much. Because I got thinking in my head of the old dealers. There's just not that many selling it from the old, you know, from the, you know, from the Larry Kiners and yourself to Don a- all those guys. It's just There's just not that many people even selling them anymore, really. It's just a, I know. It's but the, the reason, too, it's free. Yeah. Everything is free. Yeah. yeah. If, if, like I just said, go to uh, the internet, type in the type in the title, yeah. you get free shows. I'll send anybody anything you want, what I have, and if they send me a, a couple of bucks to cover the postage, that's fine. But I'm not, I'm not actively, you know, going out uh, trying to solicit business. Right. 
That's interesting. I don't want to give your address out over the air. Sometimes in this day and age, you wind up with people knocking on your front door. But if our listeners are interested in contacting you, is it okay if I email them your address? Sure, absolutely. Or you can give Dick his email address, too, either way, however we want to do it, so... Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. Your email would probably be better. I will, if it's okay with you, I will share your email with them, and then the two of you can communicate. If that's all right with you, be sure to have mentioned that you guys too were escaped from. <laughs> I hope I don't get deluged. <laughs> no, they they know my e- yeah. They know my email. We we give our email addresses out over the air, so. <laughs> They'll know where it came from, I promise. They'll say, okay, you did it. You did it. Uh, All right. We have been talking with Dick Judge, who is up in Rochester, New York, in cold country. Have you had snow yet? Well, one morning a couple weeks ago we had about uh, dusting of snow, but not not, not any since then. Nope, nope. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. It's coming because... You are in snow territory up there. My goodness, my goodness. It's, this is uh, Dick is a longtime collector of high-quality old-time radio, and he has just offered to send uh, shows to our listeners. If you contact me, we'll exchange emails and make sure that you get in touch with him. This interview is being recorded on November 3rd, 2016, which means you'll be able to hear it, but you cannot make calls, and I just want to make sure people understand that, because typically if we have a live guest, our listeners are invited to call in and ask questions. Most of them just listen because they're having a good time, but occasionally they'll call in, so I need to remind them of that periodically. Dick, I am at the end of my questions here, and I have barely touched the surface. What would you have liked me to ask or expected me to ask that I did not? I think... You covered a lot. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, this is my first interview, so I don't know what, I, what, I, what I've missed. I, that's why I'm counting on you to ask the questions. <laughs> well, you, you did one. I cannot believe that, that we are the first people who called and said, "My gosh, would you please talk with us?" So I, I feel very special that you're doing this with us. That means somewhere down the line, Dick. If I come up with a new set of questions, would you come back and answer them? Yeah, sure. yeah certainly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. No problem. No problem. Uh, that, that would be great. And I thank David. Would you pronounce his last name? I said Minchella. Did I get that? Minchella. Okay. I thank David for putting us in touch with each other because this is, it has been such a joy for us. So we have to get people out to listen to CBS Radio Mystery Theater and the Sherlock Holmes series with Basil Rathbone, and both of them are available. Yeah, both of them are available online. So I will make sure that people know how to get to individual sites. So I am finished with my questions, Dick. This is Dick Judge. We've been talking with, and I thank you so much for spending time with us this afternoon. It's been very kind. I've been. Uh... It's very enjoyable on my part, too, share some of what small knowledge I have of the craft. <laughs> small knowledge. Oh, my goodness. And you even listened to my Fibber McGee and Molly Closet story. Thank you. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, 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 everybody knows about the closet, right? Now you know. Uh, sure. Well, I, 
yes, I, I didn't know about it. I had just heard the phrase. And once I learned about it, I thought, well, this is really good. So, well, Dick, thank you so much. You be safe. Have a good weekend. And, my gosh, be safe in the snow when it arrives. Okay, good night, Doug. All right, there are an interview with Dick Judd. We'll get back to Patricia here next. What's your prayer, dear Lord? Thank you for the blessings of the country. Help us choose the right leaders and choose the proposition that we'll be working on this Tuesday. Look after the homeless, the needy, the poor. Help our allies and friends around the world, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. Let's walk over here. Alright, I saw a little music on. Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring-a-ling. Ring-a-ling. Hear them ring. Ting-a-ling. Soon it will be Christmas Day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style in the air. There's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And, and on, on every John's professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Brad, plus one two oh tab, Skype trademark, left tab, online, Silver select the tab, Walden News Dollar tab, search edit. Actor Pop Favors, Carol and Cleo and George Page Town, Gary from Page Town, Martin Grandsell, Ed Booth, Bob Martin, Ron Bond, Ron Martin, Ed Booth, Patricia from FL Home, phone number favorite, application, contact, send it, invite the group, enter, leaving menus, Patricia from FL Home, unloading jaws, cancel, okay, enter. of street lights, even stoplights, blink a bright red and green. As I bet you have no idea what I'm playing for you. Oh. I think I'm having an anxiety attack, but it's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> this is Santa's big day, and above all this bustle, you Silver bell, the corner Santa Claus. Silver bell is busy now because it's Christmas time in the city. Ringling, it fills the winter air. Hear them ring, you hear it everywhere. Soon it will be Christmas day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday styles in the air. It's Christmas time in the city. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. 
very soon it will be Christmas Day. And there she is. She's back. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Was that for me? That was for you. That is my very specialist, bestest Christmas song in the whole world. Boy, I was just lucky to pick that out, wasn't I? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What are you trying to do to me? Getting you into the spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit, he said. Oi, oi, oi. I better find out who uh, wants us. You, you, you blabber for a minute. <laughs> Am I really all by myself? I guess I'm all by myself. Oh, my gosh. I have to get over to the computer and tell you what dirty things we have <laughs> in our closets. Okay, well, the first one, and Walden will be back in a moment, is your toothbrush holder. That is one of the dirtiest things in your house. Actually, not dirty. It is full of germs. And they are suggesting that you put it through, <laughs> through the dishwasher once or twice a week. Now, I have never put a toothbrush holder in the washing, in the dishwasher. Let me know if it works. It might help, huh? It might. <laughs> it might. <laughs> what have you got for me? Well, Paul's going to join us in 10 minutes. He just called and said, nobody heard of me? He said, no. He said, will you give me 10 minutes and call me? I said, yeah. So we'll give him a 10-minute wait, wait time. So if you want to so, be in so the, then I, hmm. you be in the queue, the queue yeah. number is 714 2071. That's 714 545 2071. I mean, it was crazy at the beginning of the show. Bam, bam, bam. Five of them. Just right away. So Just all of us. You know, all of us. You know. And for anyone who has joined us late, Walden's equipment is still in the intensive care unit. And therefore, he cannot put calls directly through like he usually does just pick up and say hello caller you're on the air he cannot do that yet so we're asking you to call the regular number Walden will take your phone number down and call you back and then the three of us can be on the phone together and it's working really it's working so well maybe you could just leave your equipment the way it is well, it's nice. As it, they it, say it, in New York, forget uh, about it. No, it's what? nice. We'll, ha we'll be able to have the flexibility to do both. Because I, I know there are some people who like to call us on their cell phone. And sometimes, uh -huh. sometimes those are not the most clear contacts. So, because now we have several family members landline phone, and that way it doesn't cost them any money. Uh, we can always keep that option available if they like, you know, so... We'll, we'll be flexible, we'll, you know. We'll be flexible. We're, you are. You, know. you are. You really are. I, 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 I sort of my motto in life, you know, because stuff happens. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. Things hit the, it does. Things do hit and the, your poor equipment. Things do so hit sick. the fan. Ah, so somebody wants me, so bye bye. So keep going. I'm on germs right now. Can I keep going with germs? I'll keep going with germs. Okay, the next item on the list is, for the ladies in the house, your handbag. Can you imagine that? And I never thought about this. 
it goes everywhere with you. It goes to the supermarket. You throw it in the basket. You have no idea what's been in your basket. You put it on the floor. You go to the doctor's office with it. It's full of germs. It's full of germs. And they tell you, use your hand sanitizer. Well, how am I going to get my hand sanitizer back into a dirty purse? I do not know. But anyway, that one kind of made me sit up and take notice. Well, the next one on the list is cars, especially ride shares, rentals, and taxis. It says sanitize your hands after riding in the car and avoid eating in vehicles. Now, I don't know a lot of people who have their dinner in the backseat of a car. However, if you do, <laughs> make sure you use your hand sanitizer and um, don't touch anything. Someone for This one... Hello? 714-545-2071. You want to put your name in the queue as Patricia talks about <laughs> germs. I'm almost finished with the germs. We have to hurry up. All right, germs. And this is germ talk by Yesterday USA. This, this, is, this is germ talk. <laughs> <laughs> they went around and tested they, the big they, and so, you know, these scientists and people with little Petri dishes, ran around and they tested the contamination level of various things in life and one that made the list is a gas pump handle when you buy gas in the gas station can you imagine it says 71 percent of the gas pump handles were highly contaminated with potentially illness causing bacteria escalator rails were on there atm buttons were on there as well and it says i can't believe this it says, keep disposable vinyl gloves in your car and use them for pumping gas. Now, I ask you, it says it may look silly, but it can reduce your risk of colds and flu. I think I would just go wash my hands. The next one on the list is your office desk. It is filthy, they said. I don't Mine looks pretty good. I wash it down every once in a while, but... It says your office desk is filthy, and it's got all sorts of bad stuff on it, and then you rub your eyes and stuff like that there. And, of course, the last one, it's not, of course, the last one. The last one is gym equipment. If you use anybody else's gym equipment, the courteous thing to do, they say, is to wipe down your equipment after you are finished, and you know darn well the person ahead of you didn't do that. So bring your own little wipies with you. I, I heard one of places that you that you really should do it's at a grocery store when you go exactly. the grocery court it's, it's another example it, i i have my little hand sanitizer mm -hmm. in the in my purse seriously i do have a little bottle of hand sanitizer when i get out of the supermarket the first thing i do is rub the stuff on my hands you have no idea where that grocery cart has been yeah you just don't and when I do that, then I rub some on the steering wheel. I mean, I'm not crazy nutsy about germs or anything, but that that stuff is really filthy. And my supermarket has containers of wipes at the basket where you pick up your basket. Yeah. So you can actually wipe down the basket and wipe down the handle before you even use it. You know, I so thought that was a nice courtesy. It's a little scary right now. I don't know if anybody's been following the news, but up in Washington... There are eight little guys who have been s feeling the symptoms of polio. Of polio. I read an article yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. And they, it and they it think it's a neurological yeah. um, issue right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and the, the, the little ones, are, it's just like polio symptoms. Yeah. They are sometimes paralyzed on one side, one limb, the entire body. It's, and it's showing up in emergency rooms and pediatricians' offices all over the place, international. Scary it's stuff. So sad. It, it is really scary stuff, and they, they truly don't know yet what they're dealing with. One of the theories is that it's, it's um, a mutant of the actual polio virus. What what a gift the the team Jonas Salk and the others gave the world to think about it. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And Sabin was it the Sabin vaccine I think and Sabin, the Salk yeah, vaccine? Yeah. 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 My goodness. My. I mean, where? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Where would we be? And we where? we need to tip our hat to truth or consequences. Okay. Because. You know, Ralph yes. Edwards was really was, was he used the, his radio show to help different raise funds, and thanks to the Truth and Conscience Radio, they start up the the funds to start the American Heart Association. So, Is that true? I yeah, did not know that. It, it's all displayed in Ralph Edwards, uh, Martin Graham's latest book that'll be coming uh -huh. out the first part of the year on the history of Truth and Consequences. It really all the the different funds have started, the uh -huh. health funds. And so I bet I'll when the book comes out, we'll make sure we get a PDF to Patricia. Maybe you like to interview him about all the different good good deeds that the radio show did, raised millions and millions we, of dollars. Uh-huh. We have not talked with Martin. We, meaning on Saturday nights, we have not talked with Martin for a long time. So, Martin Grams yeah. is probably the most prolific old-time radio writer of all time. Yes. And after he gets to be 140 years old and he retires, <laughs> there still isn't going to be anybody who could come close to what he has. So you can visit his website at martingrams.com. And he's got all sorts of goodies up there for you to take a look at. He's got two new books in the work that will be probably out around Christmas. One on Tallulah Bankhead on the big show, on the big show, radio show, and the other one on Truth or Consequences. So both of them will be fun. Very. 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 He doesn't do anything unfun. I know. The research is just staggering that he puts in here. That is true. Yeah, I know he said he has people working with him, mm -hmm. putting putting together information, but he does all his own research and does the the basic copy. He has, fortunately, oh my good fortunately, I'm sorry, Celeste, it is to our good fortune that he has people to do proofreading. Yep. We have to. I, we, I, we I cannot tell you how many books are out there, self-published books, that have good kernels and they're reasonably good to read. They're usually first and second books. The proofreading is horrible, just horrible, and people can't get past the first chapter when they've got grammar errors. I mean, blatant grammar errors and punctuation errors, and oh. And not Martin. His his books are squeaky. They are so squeaky. Show that. The end. 
<laughs> by, by, by the way, he, oh, he's working on a four-volume four set on the Lone Ranger. And the first one's going to cover the first five years of the radio show. And he was thinking he had to come out to the state of Nebraska because uh, Nebraska was one of the areas where the Lone Ranger got started. In terms of, you know, where they started to syndicate the show and send out the script and had his own cast. So I said, oh, Mark, I don't think you need to do that. So I hooked him up with Chad. So Chad's been doing a lot of research and finding out good information that will be in Martin Graham's book about Nebraska's connection to the Lone Ranger radio show. Now, why would Nebraska be important to you? I have no idea. They lost tonight, <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> they what? They lost oh, no. tonight. I, I heard the word. I didn't think I'd ever hear you say What are. happened? How bad was it? 62 to 3. That's pretty bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're going to lose, do it right. That's right. They did it right. Yeah, this is like Lucy Van Pelt from Snoopy. Yes. Her expression is, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong at the top of your lungs. That is true. Um, boy, in a political year. <laughs> That's the kind of advice oh. Lucy would give. Oh, my goodness. It's almost over. It's almost over. Almost. All right, family. We, we have three people in the queue. Let me give mm. you the order of them. That way Patricia can jot her notes. Uh, first mm-hmm. one's going to be Paul from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. next one's going to be Russ from, from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then the third and final one, mm-hmm. Ron from Hawaii. <gasps> You're serious yes. you're going to get to talk to Ron tonight. Yeah. So oh. those, those are the three next. So so that way the three of you just stay awake. I, I know it's so. <laughs> so I I have to I have to talk again, right? You, well or else wiggle your ears. Well, I can do that, but what I put together or found mm-hmm. was a list of campaign slogans that have been used from the mid eighteen hundreds. And there are a couple that um, are a little rough. <laughs> if we think we've got it rough, hello. Oh, yeah. Grover, y- keep talking? No, I'm waiting to you. I'm waiting to you. Oh, what okay. do you want me to get to the people? You let me know. If you want me here to oh, answer you? questions, whatever you need me to well, do. Yeah, while you're, while you're doing okay. that, I'm going to be talking. But you might want to listen to this one. Grover Cleveland and James Blaine were up against each other in 1884. Uh-huh. <laughs> James Blaine, uh, apparently it became relatively common knowledge, it certainly was after the election, that Grover Cleveland had fathered a child. Right. Yeah, that's pretty and common. And it wasn't though. his. Yeah. yeah, when I say it wasn't his, it wasn't part of his marriage. It was outside his marriage. Right. And James Blaine's slogan was Ma, Ma, where's my pa, gone to the White House, ha, ha, ha. That I, was his campaign slogan. I, 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 knew, I knew it was both been a rough campaign. I didn't know it that was going to be that dirty. It was down and dirty. Wow. Grover Cleveland came back with Blaine, Blaine, James G. Blaine, the continental liar from the state of Maine. Now, if that wasn't a down enter. This was in 1884. And in the the culture of the time, I would have expected something a little less 
Jeez. Gutter stuff. Why didn't we have why gutter didn't, stuff? Why didn't we have campaign songs this year? I mean, they, they could have used all the, the repartee and campaign songs this year. What do you think? Well, I should have dragged out the campaign songs and sent them to you. I should have done that. I do have. I don't. I, I cannot tell how legitimate these are. There's one that goes all the way back to George Washington, and that poor guy didn't even want to be president, so I can't imagine that he had a campaign song, but it's there nonetheless, and some of them are really good. But I thought that one... Jaws Professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, plus one old app, Skype trademark app, online app, Walton Hughes app, search and access, favorites, Carolyn, Leon, Jim, Kate, Edsel, Ryan, and Ralph Swope, Bob from Roland Kenner, and Gosef, and Harwood, John from M, Gary from Perry, and Shanti from Barbara Smith, Seth, Unread Messages, P. Wright, Perry, Paul from North End, phone number, fave applications, contacts, send Invite a group call. Enter. Leaving menus. Patricia from Meta. Unloading job. Can't. Okay. Enter. He's absolutely right. I have a child. And that was the end of it. And I thought, how cool. (laughs) That is really cool. Hello. Walden and Patricia. Hello, Paul. I think we have Paul from California. Yes. Oh, I could tell you what's been in those shopping carts. You have. Right where you oh, put dear. your purse. Right where you put your purse is where the diapers go. Is where the diapers go. You got it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thought. Mm-hmm. That's where the kids and, sit. And, and and their feet, the little feet, while they're standing up there yelling at mm-hmm. mom for the, you know, Cheerios or you don't know, Captain Crunch. And you don't know where mom's hands have been either. So. And, and, oh and, and, no! And, and let's face it: if, if the baby suck on anything, it, it could. Who knows what the saliva or that that poor mom oh. had to clean? I'm just thinking of. Well then, my stomach just. I know, <laughs> but it's it, let's face it: it's all that true. It's possible. Well, me, me, and my little hand sanitizer go everywhere, and I don't remember to use it often enough. But really, we we get into some. Pretty awful stuff, and not know it. Yeah. By the way, this, yeah, is, this, is, a, this is a good thing for um for people to think. My my dad, general, GP General Practitioner, generally tells my dad he doesn't want to see him now until the spring because he's trying to mm-hmm. prevent him coming into the office when people got cold or the flu. That's right. Or something. That's so right. When they- when they've got contagious illnesses, you keep the people out as much as you can. So, so Bless just, his heart. So just in case, everybody, if if you can schedule your doctor appointment, if you have any flexibility, and if you understand your doctor might schedule you away from the flu season, just because, uh, possibly, I remember, what was it, you, doc, our late friend Dr. Dale said you, you were always... You almost you almost picked up every sickness that every patient came in with the office, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were lucky, you had two in a row with the same bug, so you only got it once. Yeah, yeah. But, oh. Gee, gee whiz. My stuff is my stuff is command performance, so I don't have liberties. But you know, I'm I make sure I'm up on all of my vaccines. Though, so, wow. Yeah. So you've done the pneumonia one. Oh yeah. It's pretty standard. Uh, are there? Oh yeah. It's pretty standard. Are there a couple? 
let's pray standard. Go ahead, Walton. Yeah. Let's pray standard operation out here in California, at least for my dad, the last couple of surgeries, to get an ammonia shot in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. It's sort of pretty standard now. I don't remember mm-hmm. that yeah, years ago. Yeah, the second one out, I did not realize that we have two pneumonia vaccines. And I the first one, just yeah, gonna... and the second one a year or two later as an almost a booster. But huh. they last five years. You get a five-year window in there, which is really Oh, nice. I was going to ask you if there was two different ones. Yeah. They're and not they two different ones? This week. It is two different ones? They're two different ones, and they tell you to get them in succession. Okay. So you have to get both of them, but I've had my, my tetanus yeah. and my whooping cough and all sorts of stuff like that there. Yeah, I need to get those all done. Um, I, you know, I, I've just been sensing my wife um, changing her view towards them because I've always, I've always told her that I want um, her and my daughter to get the flu shots too, mm-hmm. if not for them, for me. Yes, you bet. You yeah. know, because I have asthma and I'm not a well sure. person and everything, and now this last year. I've sensed some resistance there, you know, mm. and uh, it's just going to be a conversation, yeah. you know, because yeah. we have a lot of friends that are in the other camp. Right. You know, that, you know, they don't have to do any vaccinations for their kids whatsoever, which I think is crazy because he, here you talk about this polio, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe and it's being seen because of. Them. In Disneyland a couple of years ago, the measles went nuts. Yeah. One kid showed up, and every kid he came in contact with who had not been vaccinated went home with the measles. Is it um, was it measles or chickenpox uh, uh, um, that you can get it in the brain? Uh, a girl in my town years ago died from it, from one of those two. You know, however, it I, I, does with the German, it, what, I think, Was it the German measles? One of the measles could get into your brains, I think. I don't remember. No, that's, that's the one, The what they call the German measles, is the one that will severely damage a fetus if the woman is pregnant okay. in the first three months. Yeah, and, and, terrible. And, there, and there's, a red, there's red, right? There's a red measles, German well, they, they both come out with spots, yeah. yeah they, they both come out. But the um, the one that we call the German measles is milder. It doesn't last as long. Okay. <coughs> and the lesions oh, aren't particularly now, itchy. Here's another thing I did not know. You can get the, you can get the chicken pop twice. Uh, oh sure. Yeah. I, so I guess. Yeah. Oh, sure. And shingles. When adults get shingles, that's, that's the, the other one virus. I want to get. Yeah. Your yeah, that's virus, the other one I want to get. Vaccine, yeah. Yeah, that I, 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 our friend, our friend Ray Bream, the talk show host. A lot of times you would hear him. I run his interviews over the years. That's why he suffered late in life with shingles, and I guess it's almost Horrible. like it's almost like feel like needles in your skin. It uh, is. It's it's chicken pox along the nerves. So it, it it's just a. It's horrible. The pain can be just horrible. And we've got vaccine, vaccines to at least limit. It, 
will not prevent it in all cases, but if you do have shingles after a vaccine, it will be less severe than it would have been without the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big proponent at this point of, um, of vaccines. It's just, as, as you say, Paul, it's not only for yourself, it's for the people around you you come in touch with if yes. you get sick, well, for you, meaning the for, person. Yeah, for you, I didn't get the flu shot, but the last several years I'm getting it because Living here with mom and dad, I, I don't really mm-hmm. want to have them yes. exposed to anything. Yes. So that's and the vaccines have been improved. Awesome. Well, that's uh, that's uh, what I remember. Uh, so my wife was saying, well, you know, it's just a gamble at best. It's a crapshoot. They just, you know, try to do a guesstimate of which ones they decide they want to put in it for that year and it might be good and might not that's what she was saying so that way she wrote it off and i'm like mm. Mm, i don't think <clears> so. <throat> so no i yeah. don't think so they, well they do well they do have they, to make that decision they right. do have to you make know. that decision but it's not a willy-nilly throw the dart either and they don't always make it it's she's right they don't always make it but right but they but, look at trends right Yes. Around the they world, look at trends. They look at the bugs that have emerged over different years and whether or not they're patterns and uh, what people are coming down with already and had during the summer. And so they, there are a lot of well, factors that they take into consideration. And if you figure, I don't know how many vaccines are there? Three, three different kinds. I don't know. Let's say three. And they say, okay, it's strain A this year. So automatically, even without any scientific research, if you put three vials in front of you, you've got one-third of a chance of picking the right one without any research. Why would you not do it? Yeah. Well, I I think they have a lot more than three. I mean, I think there's even even more than three in the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think think the needles have gotten so much better, too. Compared to what forty years ago, I seem like the needle uh, are so oh, more fi- fine-tuned. I think it's easier to take take them. That's just a, it's just an observation of mine. It's not really yeah, a big deal when when you yeah. think about the consequences of the flu. What the consequences could be of the flu, including death. Yeah, a little needle prick is not a big deal. Yeah. I do That's it six true, times eh? a day. Right now, you are amazing, Patricia. I'm so good. You do uh, six. You do six a day for. Who diabetes? Insulin. Yeah. You actually okay. You are insulin dependent. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a, oh. I'm a type one kid. Mm-hmm. Type one's the worst. I think it is. <laughs> My doctor thinks it is. What is it? Debatable. Yeah, yeah. It is. Well, it's it's not one that you can diet away and exercise away, whereas type 2, with um, proper diet and the right amount of exercise, mm-hmm. you can actually bring your blood sugars down and in line. So most people, I say most people, many people don't even need medication at that point if they start doing the right things with their diet and exercise. In my case, it doesn't make any difference. I don't make any insulin, period. If I don't take it, I die. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. So it is a it's mm-hmm. it's a different type. It's a different type. And when we talk about type two diabetes, people make their insulin, but they can't use it. Their bodies are not using it properly, so their blood sugars go up. And when they start paying attention to the factors that are influencing it, 
they can bring their blood sugars back in line. I don't make any insulin at all in my body. So I have to take it from the outside. I have to um, use insulin injections for it. And, of course, I'm not so all is that here. The mm-hmm. little micro needles that are subdermal? Yeah, very small. Very small, yeah. Yeah, I, I for uh, 17 years now, I've been um, doing an injection once a week of this Avonex. Mm-hmm. And she did it last, she did it last, uh, day before yesterday. Boy, <clears throat> and those, um, I, I did them myself for years. Mm-hmm. And you, I'd have to go through this routine. Um, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm all proud of myself for being able to do it in the first place. Uh, and I'd like watch one movie uh, on the injection night, and then I would do the injection, which uh, you had to. Um, the stuff was freeze dried, and it was in these little teeny wafers in a little vial. And then you had a vial with sterile water, so mm-hmm. you put this short, fat, stubby needle, strong plastic needle on a syringe, and you'd stick it in the sterile water and suck it into the syringe, and then you'd change needles and, and then squirt it into the, the freeze-dried wafer one, and then you had to move it around in this big circle without mm-hmm. shaking it up to put bubbles and everything in it, and then let it settle if it needed to and go yeah. get the it's right amount. And yeah. Yes. And then though after I, I might've been four years or five years, I, I started finding myself getting more gun shy. <laughs> not, not quite in, you know, not comfortable as it. eager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then I tell my wife, well, if you if you would just sit across the t- table because she didn't want to do it, and <laughs> said, if you just sit across the table, well, I'll work on a macho thing, you know, like I I I, uh, I have to do it because you're sitting there, you know, kind of a thing. Oh yeah, because I found myself uh, I found myself hesitating, and I was like moving it towards my leg like I'm g- gonna throw a dart, you know, and sometimes yeah. I would actually poke myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, and then that would be a big bleeder, whereas the injection wouldn't be, you know, and it's like, yeah, I just hurt myself, and I'm going to have to do it again anyway. And you were know, doing this in so, your thigh? Yeah. And yeah. it's got to be deep muscle. So she would do that for a while, and it would be like she'd be falling asleep there and everything, so that got to be too much of a burden on her. So then um, I asked my oldest son, because I knew he wouldn't be squeamish, I had him uh, watch as my ankle got sewed up in the emergency room one time after I cut it from aquarium really bad. And um, so he agreed and he did it um, for some years. And then that started becoming a problem for him. So uh, then I I have one of my magic secrets that I'd be happy to share. Anyone who wants to give you an injection, you slap the skin. Frozen bag of peas or something? No, just slap it. I mean, really give it a hard slap. You'll never feel the needle. It'll be in and out before before you even know it. Well, the only problem is it's got to be sterile, the surface, so. 
you know, when you go to put the alcohol on there, she just has to stare at this one little spot where she put it so she knows right where to just make sure your hands are clean. The, just wash your hands because you you can't sterilize the skin. Actually, what you're doing with the alcohol sponge is rubbing um, the surface dirt and skin oil out. You can't sterilize the skin. So just make sure your hands are washed. Give it a good whack, and you'll be fine. Well, if they're saying that we're not able to sterilize it, then what are we doing trying to sterilize it? Well, you're not sterilizing. You're wiping the surface dirt off the skin and some of the skin oil that holds onto the dirt. That's all you can do. You can't sterilize skin. Are you disappointed? Oh, there's a trick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you're using this alcohol wipe and you're mm-hmm. doing yeah. it in a spiral so you're not continually rubbing the dirty stuff back in. So, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I've always kind of figured that more alcohol would be better uh, than even is there. It's actually the friction. The alcohol alcohol breaks down the skin oil, and it does retard bacterial growth, but you're actually wiping the skin. You're rubbing the, the bad stuff off the skin. You can't sterilize it. If you did better dying, then you could sterilize it, huh? No, you can't sterilize skin, no. Well, then did, how can they be operating you on it. you at all? You can clean it. How can, they be, hmm? how can they be operating on you at all if you're not able to sterilize with the better dying that they put all over you before they cut? They, they how can they operate you on you at all? Yeah, it's um, it's a bacterial deterrent. And it will kill bacteria, but you can, can killing bacteria and sterilizing are two different things. Yeah. Okay. So it's a re- I'm sorry. bacterial I should, reduction. I should not have disappointed no, you. No. 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 I'm not. I'm not an unrealistic person here. I'm not going to all of a sudden freak <laughs> out. Uh, you know, education is good. Education is. from Indiana often says, "This is just an educational show, and we learn something <laughs> every different. day." It is different, <laughs> and David, our our um, listener who contacted me for the first time, and maybe David will call in one night, the person who put us on to Dick Judge, uh-huh. who suggested Dick as, a, he said, we have a folksy show, and I just love that word. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, we got a folksy show. Uh-huh. Well, let we me tell you what, 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 you, what came along as a good thing. That enabled my wife to do it now. Okay. Ah. You know, like the ep- EpiPen? Mm-hmm. You know, the EpiPen automatic yes, injector? Well, yes, they finally got around to doing it for Avidex. That is great. So, since she doesn't have to look at the needle, mm-hmm. she's okay with doing it. But Excellent. I still get gun shy. <laughs> I still no, get gun shot. Really I, I didn't I, realize that they had done that. Now I know you've got also Copaxone, and there's one with a B. What what is the one with the B? Beta Theron. Beta Theron. Yeah, Beta something. Um, beta Theron or Theron. Yeah. And there's uh, I do need to look into. I I think there's actually two new ones. Uh, I know one is an oral one, but the other ones that you mentioned before because they had um respiratory type um how, how did they put it terrain 
uh, or something like that, uh, you know, it tends to cause uh, problems like that. And since I have asthma mm. already, that I don't need to be uh, using that. So, yeah. and since my my brain MRIs haven't shown a worsening, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's no reason right. really to switch it. Although, no, no. I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to read. I'll tell you though. Here's the thing that that I can't figure out. Okay, they make first they 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 make this stuff out of Chinese hamster ovaries. Yeah, maybe that's why all my hair is falling out. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I don't know. I hardly have any hair under my arms and my chest, and I used to have a nice, respectable amount, you know. I still have hair on my head, but (laughs) yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so this stuff. I've been doing it for 17 years, and they say, "Oh, you may have the symptoms for a year or two." Not so. Who said that? Here's the thing, though. Like the other night, who says that? The company. The 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 other night I I fell asleep. Oh, actually, while I was eating what I call my brunch, I fell asleep, and I and so I slept through a little alarm that I set to to take Norco for what I'm uh, trying mm-hmm. to um, you know expect that it might be a really bad one, and I slept through it, and I woke up in excruciating pain. I mean, oh, just like all oh, your bones hurt and your muscles, and you just all. Twisting, I was rising in pain. I knocked the food tray off to, onto the ground and everything, and I was miserable for the next eight hours or so. Mm. Oh man, because you know it's better to take it before the pain than after. Yeah. yeah, and when your body's accustomed to a regular schedule, it reacts. The rebound is worse than the original. Mm. So, yeah. So, but one time, I will do it. And there will be no symptoms. So mm. what is it in their manufacturing process or in the way that your body possibly reacts to it that makes it so one time you could be in agony and another yeah. time yeah. you don't have any symptoms? I, I haven't got an answer for that yet. Well, although Maybe, maybe the body has a, uh, it builds up a little bit of residue. I'm just guessing here, it builds up a little residue, so when you're taking it, that one time you don't feel any symptoms, it, it's it already got it already got some working already, so I, I, that'd be my water yeah. shoes, I don't know an answer, I don't know a better answer idea, <laughs> that'd be my guess. Patricia, what do you think? Well, I've got a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. None, of them, none of them will help make it any better. It's it's just something that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depends on how your body yeah. is responding so I, that particular day. Yeah. <coughs> You're right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, what, one of the things that they say is to uh, go to sleep on it, so you won't be as bad. Well, I just blew oh, that right out of the water. I mean, you excuse know. me. How do you expect me to go to sleep if I can't even breathe? Good grief. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, I remember having a wisdom teeth 
my brother and I had our wisdom teeth pulled out fairly close at the same time. I, I sort of suffered by staying awake. You know, I was just still the after effect. My brother would get angry and then fall asleep and still be suffering, but he would be sleeping it off. It, it, it's interesting how the body uh, adjusts to pain. Some, mm-hmm. some people can sleep through it and some cannot. It's, it, it's just a matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, your you brother's and your pain is not necessarily the same. Yeah, that's true. That could be a good no. point, Paul, you know. Yeah. But you you know, with your wisdom teeth. I had one removed. I never grew oh. any in the bottom. And I had two on the top, and one had to come out. And, and the dentist said, well, as long as you're here, I'll take the other one out. I said, it doesn't bother me. Don't you bother it. I had <laughs> I had all four taken out at the same time. Oh. Me too. Yeah. Were they impacted? Yeah, they were. Oh, oh man. That oh. was the worst pain in my life up to that point that I had experienced. Yeah. I was in so much pain that I I cried. I, I was a teenager, yeah. and and I I I cried, and oh man, yeah. And and I, I got to say, I was in my early days of smoking marijuana back then. I don't do it anymore, right. but back then, <laughs> and I was so miserable that even though I had pain medicine and it wasn't doing the job, but I decided, oh, I got to try this out too, you know. And then I I was in the shower and just trying to just take a you know a hot shower and try to feel better and and then I, I learned, that was a bit too much there too because I ended up having to you know get down to my knees so mm-hmm. that wasn't a good thing to do so whoever's listening to and thinking they're gonna tell somebody to you know smoke a doobie after <laughs> that's not a good idea. I'm sorry for laughing. I never heard that term before. No, that's okay. But you know, doobie. Doobie? No, I never heard that. Not in relation to. Oh man, that's a. Oh yeah, a doobie brother. Thing. Either that or I'm. I'm you ever I've heard never... the? Have you ever heard of the Doobie Brothers? Yeah. Name of a band. Yeah. Okay, well that's what that means. A joint. I'll, I'll a be doobie. Gone. Well, mm-hmm. I don't even know what this stuff smells like. I am such a goody two-shoes. Oh, my gosh. No, I do not know. Seriously? Seriously. I mean, because, my gosh, I, I I could spot people smoking in their cars fairly regularly. I haven't in a while, but, you know. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can of course, detect cigarette smoke no matter where it's coming from, but I have no idea what marijuana smells like. None. Well, you'd be smelling something different. I suppose. Maybe if if somebody said, this is what it smells like, I might recognize having smelled it in a different place, but I I don't know. I I have sweeter smell. Just never used it, never smelled it, never. I just, and I'm, when I say I'm a goody two shoes, I mean, I'm, I'm not hammering at anybody else. I just never had the experience. You never, in your high school, there was nobody around that? None. I, well, I don't know. I say none. I didn't know of any. I went to an oh, all-girls school. I went to oh, well. Yeah. Well, still. Man, yeah, my whole front of my school, the whole yeah. front of my school, that was where it would be going on regular. <laughs> it was 
crazy. Well, my school was up on top I of had to eat. I had to anywhere. eat one one time. What? I had to eat one one time because the dean instantly showed up, and he he was an uh, ex highway patrol guy, and he wore the mirror. You know, oh, the Air Force. highway oh, patrol type oh, yes. sunglasses, you know, mm-hmm. big old broom mustache. This guy was Dean Williams. Dean Williams, yes. And he made uh, you uh, He was just, he no, 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 I did it. I did it. He, he all of a sudden was, you know, two feet oh. behind me or so, and I just turned 180 and popped it into my mouth because, you know, if he was just looking, I couldn't be dropping it on the ground or anything. So I, I put in my mouth. You don't? Well, I did. Well, then, this is not it, educational. It wasn't this easy. scary. I know. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Pretty well, can we move yeah. to daylight savings time? Well, <laughs> 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 oh, that's tame. I won't tell you. I won't tell you much more then. Uh, I mean, I wasn't seeking to tell you no, anything no. by that. I am, I, am, I am so... Ignorant. <laughs> I'm so ignorant. I don't know any of this stuff. Where else would I learn it except on Saturday nights? Well, if you had any outside friends that were alive in the world, you might. <laughs> what about your sister? Did she she's also go? Is, no, is, she's. Is she she's as sheltered as you? She's a squeaker. You mean squeaky clean? Yeah. Okay. I gotta say, uh, you know, it was <clears throat> the '60s. I grew up in the '60s, you know, in the Bay Area. Oh dear. Okay. okay. And it was all just <laughs> going just fine in the '70s. And it was all going around in the '60s. I wasn't all around it. Uh, no, I witnessed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, oh dear. I guess <laughs> 72 or 1 or so was about the first. My goodness, it was grammar school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 okay. I, I, stole, I stole a joint from my – I knew that at Boy Scout camp, my brother and his friend that were sharing a tent had some. And uh, another friend and I, I stole one out of my brother's cigarette pack, and I rolled one out of horse crap. (laughs) Terrible job. (laughs) Terrible job. I couldn't roll, you know, and I witnessed from, you know, a listening point of my brother jumping all over his friend for, you know, ripping him off one I think I'm going to be ill. Pardon me? I said, I think I'm going to be ill. Yeah. Yeah. Daylight saving time. How about that? These guys. Yeah, can we do daylight saving time? You're serious. All right. This is fun. There's nothing wrong with the conversation, Paul. This is not a criticism. I just need it in smaller doses. Okay. Remember, remember, Patricia's in babyhood. I'm just. I'm staggered. Uh, I need to get well, out of this even... stuff. No, not like that. Well, I don't think like that. 
I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, you might have some other friends that were alive in the world, but but well. but not if they're not if they're still that way. You see, cuz I'm not still that way. Yeah. I I just all of this is new to me. A doobie. My gosh. Okay. Well, we have this really benign subject to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. Which is? Which which is? Germs. Germs. (laughs) Germs. Yeah, just think, you know, you're passing a joint amongst all your friends. You're all swapping the same spit. Germs and tokes. (laughs) What a combination. One toke over the line, sweet Jesus. One toke over the line. See, you heard that song. You know that oh, song. That's a great one. That's a great song. Yeah. One toke over the line. Yeah, you know what? Oh. I'm. I, let me. Let me. Let me end it with this. I am so, so grateful that that isn't my life. That I didn't end up, you know, becoming an alcoholic. You know, uh, yeah. because we abused that in high school too. Uh, you know, I'm just so grateful, and you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, the same Savior as Walden, He's the same guy that has changed my life. And I just try to stay sensitive towards. I know where people are coming from that that still fail. I can't understand it when they're in their 30s and 40s and 50s. You know, I have a nephew who's He's, he's like 34 or so, and he's one drug program after another, and there's mm-hmm. no yeah. excuse. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that yeah. is so, that's a hard no hurt. No excuse. So much promise. And that's a hard hurt. Now, He'll make it. If he keeps yeah. going back, there's going to be one time where it catches, and right. and he'll do it. He'll do it. He's got to get it. sick of himself. Have he's got a son. He's got a son, he, and he's most recently spent time with him while he was under the influence. Oh, so, dear. Yeah, so oh, his fiancé he would have had is now, you know, there's no way he's, yeah. I'm going to be filing suit for sole custody, and I'm like, do it. As much yeah. as I love him, it's like, you do it. <laughs> you take care of the, the little ones first. They yep. always come first. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we are moving into a benign area. Mm-hmm. You sure? Okay. And then, and then, yes, I'm, I know this is benign. <laughs> I just know it's benign. I'll try to keep and then it we there. Have two, and then we have two more in the queue. Okay, we are changing our clocks tonight. We are turning the clocks back. So Walden and I have an extra hour to look at with the show. Do the clock changes affect you in any way? <clears throat> Patricia, can I just say one thing? It's not. It's it's only sure. one thing. Is that <laughs> it's, it's really when I was okay. a when I was a when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. my oldest sister got killed, and oh. I was so so close to her. I loved her so much. She loved me so much. I got a big stack of letters that she would write to me, and. After that, you know, I was 
pretty much in the mood for anything that would take away pain. <laughs> sure. So it made it easier to do it. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have necessarily tried it anyway, but I did um, end up, after my freshman year, stop going to the um, the Goody Two Shoes High School that I was going to, <laughs> and went to the public high school where my friends from around my neighborhood um, went. And it's at that point that I really delved into that. Yeah. So that's all I'll say on that. But I bet you if other people were to be, to want to say anything, you would be very, very surprised at our folksy people, how many of them actually come from similar experiences. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So what is it now that you were saying (laughs) before I so rudely interrupted? We had the clock change tonight. And we do this to ourselves oh. twice a year. We change the time on the clocks, and we have it's to tonight. adapt to what goes on around us. It's Does, tonight. 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 Yes, it's tonight. Oh, gosh, um, cross my fingers. I'm, I'm yeah. having Walden plays Christmas music. I've got the clock changing. It's all coming at me at once tonight. Does the clock change affect you in any way? <sighs> Let me tell you, I'm so messed up. As I was listening to you talk about it earlier, I was at the point where I was falling asleep and pushing myself staying awake. The research and uh, a case for my new cell phone that I still haven't gotten into use yet after like a month and a half or more. And, and fall asleep, waking up, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm in such a bad way, but I need to shower, too. Oh, my gosh. And I'm listening to you talk about that, and I think I was listening. Yeah, I guess in some ways it does, probably less in spring, more now. More now? Isn't that interesting? Huh. I, I don't think I have any kind of lasting thing because, really, I am so all over the map with it, you know? Yeah. Without having, without having any like big responsibilities and just kind of dealing with however I feel and mm-hmm. whatever I feel like at the yeah. time. I was just going to say, you it know, sounds like you, yeah, you and Walden are at times on the same page, where he he will say to me, uh, "Yeah, I'm doing okay. I just took a two-hour nap. I was tired," and. He can, when his body demands something, he can frequently accommodate it, which makes me very jealous, Walden. Yeah. You know, my wife would laugh at me by saying, (laughs) if I said, well, I did sleep, you know, for a couple hours, and it's like, yeah, well, that don't count. I said, well, I I, I realize, like a real health standard, it doesn't. However, it does make it so actually I am able to be awake for a certain amount of time. Of course it can. You know, so. Of course, it's different, but it counts. So. I, I think it's, it's called listening to your body. And when mm-hmm. I, I think so many people force their body to do something else. Mm-hmm. And when, but if you can give it sleep, it's one sleep. When it, you know, when, yeah. it's, when yeah. it's hungry. And you're much, food. I mean, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect on it, but you're much better at doing that than the average bear. Mm-hmm. Just have the flexibility to do it. You do, but you still do it. 
also, even people who have yeah, like, also, yeah. I also feel I'm responsible for the show on the weekends, and I, I, I always figure it's better to be on my game much I can, so even though let's say I can be on no more hours, I said, I'm going to lay down anyway because I know my body, I got maybe a little less sleep, and I think I could be fine through the whole day, but time we do the show, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I, I feel like I owe it to the listeners and to myself and to everybody else to be as, as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as possible. So. And you have to contend with me. And that's adorable. That's a big job. That's adorable. You are a handful. That's a big job. That's a, you're a handful, <laughs> but that's okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Well, Paul, we, we have to... I, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm cutting you short. I, I hope I don't sound that way um we've got a couple of other people who are waiting for phone calls so we, we need to do that well thank I you paul for giving us a call and thank yeah, you for my education you know, I, I, oh my gosh and i believe me i bit my tongue because that's not oh it's not like what i wanted to be i don't even know how i brought it up but um I was say, oh, as much as I needed that that sleep earlier, and I was doing this nodding in and out. Yep. When I turned the program turned on and it came on, and I'm listening to it, then I'm like, I do want to talk tonight. See? And then <laughs> I, I, I just I just texted my wife. What I really need the most is to sleep right now, and and she's going to hear me talking. She's going to be chewing me out. <laughs> <laughs> do it quiet. Please tell her yeah. that it was it was my turn to be educated, so I appreciate that. Well, she's upstairs, so hopefully, they tell me all the time how they can hear me talking on the phone, uh-huh. no matter where they are in the house. So, well, go forth and have a good week. Maybe we'll get to talk to you next week. Okay, I'll shoot for it. All right. Okay, Take thanks, care, Paul. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Okay, what am I supposed to be doing here? Oh, you, oh, you slogans. Talk, you talk. Okay. Okay, slogans. Yes, campaign slogans. We have got. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Who is who is James Polk? Would you believe? Okay. Now I have. Ooh, ooh, there's a really good one. Jaws professional Patricia from FL Home Bill Bragg plus one old app Skype trade my app online app Walton Hughes app search edit app see updates app call mobiles and land space call phones enter number edit Pierce two one set four cellist from Dallas mobile plus one two one four five two six six four two eight three three nine who was running against Mr. Polk said you have been poked four, four, three, for the last two. four years and we're going to pierce you. Enter plus so one two there, one four three app insert a mode app call button app add the proof call button enter okay. Patricia from FL home Bill Brad unloading jaws cancel okay enter. A car in every garage we have heard that one that is a Herbert Hoover and Herbert Hoover got hammered on that one. Hello. We- Hi Rush how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, the first thing I can do, I can tell you, I can wiggle my ears. You can. You and Patricia yeah. share something in common. Huh? You and Patricia share something in common. What can I say? Uh, I can't. <laughs> wiggling your ears? I can't yeah. wiggle I've always, my ears. Yeah? Yeah, I've always been able to. 
Hey, uh, are you are you totally blind? I, am. I mean, have you been no, you've been I, blind all your life? No. You've been blind all your life? No. I, I lost oh. it. I lost it when I was nine and a half. Okay. Well, I'm I was born that way, so I have real good obstacle perception. I had friends. I had friends that way. We used to win bets in school when we used to have a substitute teacher. There was, yeah. one, there was one girl in our class that could hear poles. And the could way hear it, what? Po- like, like a fifth pole or a uh, metal oh, pole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I can do that. And I guess it's by the echo. Every time they took a footstep, they could tell when something's in front of it. So, yep. I, yeah, I can do that. It's like sonar on right. the bed. Right. So what we right. used to do? Wow. What we used to do when she's out of the room, we used to put trash cans and everything in front of the doorway, and she would come in yep. and walk around everything. So oh we, yeah. We, wow. always, we always had these little wagers with the with the substitute T-shirts. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I want to tell you. Well, there's one uh, one thing I want to tell you first. There's a a deal for blind people. Uh, uh, fill your syringes with it's called a counterdose. Okay. You ever heard of it? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. Well, it's uh, a deal. If you have to take two uh, insulin shots at one time, it's got uh, two deals that'll hold your bottles of insulin. Mm-hmm. And then you. Uh, um, you slide your needle in, in this uh, deal, and uh, it's got a um, thing that holds the back, you know, the back of your uh, where your needle goes and everything. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. got a little wheel, you got a little wheel-looking thing that turns, and you can count uh, up to how many units of insulin. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, you can buy those things from uh, Maxi Aids, and there's one other place you can buy those things from. I think they cost about, seem like about thirty-four dollars or something like that. If you if you think well, you what might. What a neat little instrument. Some nurse out in California invented the thing. Leave it to a nurse. Way to go. Huh. Patricia said, B. leave it to a nurse. And Way pa- to go. And Patricia B. In a, uh, uh, went to nursing school. She's all for nurses, right, Patricia? I am all for nurses. They're yes. wonderful people. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, I'll tell you, i got a special Perkins Brailler. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of Heloise? I have not. No. She's mm-hmm. the one that... Uh, uh, tells you about different things to fix and do around your house. Okay. Oh, the household lady. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Okay. When I was living in San Antonio, I, me and my wife, both of us were blind. And it was Christmas Eve. We called into the Allen Dale show and told her what we was doing and everything. And uh, Heloise's mother called in and said, if that guy will call back and you take his number i'll order him a uh, uh a perkins brailler which she did and on the front of it it says um with love from heloise oh wow. how sweet 
And I found a, a regular case you can carry the thing in from mm-hmm. somebody. So I, I've got it sitting over there on top of a Dearborn heater, which is not lit now. And, and I've got it in that case. Patrick, do you think a man like Alice Steele? I mean, you what? The, the brailers, you know, they're almost like you you could break your foot if you drop these things. It's just it, these are, you know, really heavy. They're made to last. I, I, you've talked about that at different times. You could you could break your leg if you were in the right position. Yeah. And, and, and I got wow. a I got a friend, uh, a blind ham friend, and that went to, up there to Hal Press to learn how to fix work on them and fix them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and oh, sometime back, well, I've had it fixed years ago, but I, I mean, cleaned up. So he took it and cleaned it up for me. He only charged me uh, twenty dollars, which is good. Now he said, now the like the state commissioner, places like that, I'll charge them a whole lot more. And and in in the, the mid seventies, when my grandmother bought mine, it was a hundred dollars. I think now bills are like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, well, when they first came out in the 50s, they were about $53. Okay. Did it take take a year to order it? I mean, I I know in the 70s, you could put a year, it would take a whole year before you would get one. You know, once you put the... Oh, no, I got mine a whole lot quicker than than it took. I think it was about a month or two, something like that, when I got mine and... uh, they used to sell them at some of the lighthouses. My a good friend of mine, he, well, I went and got him one, and it only cost $90 at that time. Uh-huh. So that's uh, the deal on that. Now, tell me about your, have you ever been in an earthquake out there in California? Uh-huh. Yep. Um, what is it, was it very severe? Depends on what earthquake we're talking about. I've never been like right in the right in the smack, uh, the center. I've been yeah. when, when we had the big ones, the really really big ones that hit the news. I, I'm I, I'm a probably about two hours away, and you can feel yeah. it. you can feel it. There are two different types of earthquakes. Um, there are one that goes up and down. Yeah. And there's one that goes side to side. Okay. And the big one, the last big one we had, the Northridge one in '94. Um, yeah. That was like six point seven, I think, something like that, four thirty in the morning. And, yeah. And we're talking about three hours away, driving distance. We felt it here, and I was up. My mom was up. My mom beat us all to to get in front of the doorway, you know, and uh, it was like a steady rumble. And some earthquake can last about 30 seconds or so. Um, yeah. The ones that sort of surprise you are the ones that are like a jerk. Like, like it goes side to side. And that that can be um, that quick. It's not a uh-huh. it's not a up and down slow motion. It's a big jerk to the side. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what. How big that one was in 1906? Yeah, the one in San Francisco. I have a great yeah. Story. I have a great story about that one. Um, Carlton Morris, you know the the writer of One Man Family and I Love a Mystery, 
he was born in Louisiana in 1901, and yeah. his family was moving to Oregon, and so they went by boat. And in 1906, mm-hmm. they were anchored in San Francisco, and the plan was they were going to go into town to spend the night in San Francisco. Well, he was five years old. He convinced his mom and dad, let's don't go, let's stay on the boat. And they did, and that was the night slash morning of the earthquake. And it's yeah. in, in that day, there was so much damage with the fires and everything that broke out yeah. in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had to dynamite a bunch of places. You know, so, and so nowadays out here, a lot of our big buildings have only six feet give. In other words, if there's an earthquake, they can, they'll they move. The buildings will actually on rollers, and they'll move six to, up to six to 12 feet. They'll sway back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, okay. In the Midwest, and where you are, buildings are not built that way. So an earthquake in the Midwest would cause a lot more damage than it would out here, just because of the building structure and the building code. Well, I think they've had a few around here because of something about oil. Uh, they were doing doing something about oil or something which caused uh, a few around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine, I can't think what he said uh, they were doing. That uh, I think they were doing seismograph studies or something like that. Yeah, it's called fracking when they yeah. inject. Yeah, yeah. And that's caused a few earthquakes around here. Not very severe, I don't think. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a, a, sev- a real severe one back in the uh, uh, lower 18th century that that caused the water in the Mississippi River to run backwards. I remember reading about yeah, that. Yeah, I think you're right, Russ. That's, that's a pretty famous one. You're right. You know, um, scary. Huh? scary to think about. I didn't yeah, know, I didn't know the big, bigger quake in the 1800s in Missouri. Um, oh yeah, there was a big one there, and as we were talking earlier, Patricia felt one in Florida a few years ago. Really? Yep. She mm-hmm. sang, she sang and I didn't realize that we apparently have regular ones particularly out in the Gulf, and that's where this one was. It was over 6. It was a 6.5, which I guess is a pretty powerful one. Wow. Yeah, it was 250 miles out, and I'm sitting here in my computer, and my chair started to roll to the left. (laughs) Your chair did? On the second floor, and the the building was swaying. Yeah. Oh, wow. My sister, when she was out in California a few years, said she felt a few of them. She said... There was one that came that even knocked her out of bed. Woo. They say in California we have a thousand earthquakes a year. But a really? lot a lot of them we wouldn't mm-hmm. feel because they're not of they're not over three. They're in two or less. And so we yeah. we were not we're not noticeable of those uh-huh. of ones. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. You know? I've never been I've been I've never been in uh an earthquake. I've been in a few hurricanes when I lived down in Houston. Uh, uh, there was a real big one in 1962, I believe it was. Uh, Carla, that was a big earthquake. Uh, 
I was, I was through, not an earthquake, but a hurricane. And, uh, that probably was pretty ugly. That probably was very scary. Yeah, uh, ugly. Whew. Yeah, they even have tornadoes and uh, hurricanes and stuff like that. That's right. And, and, and let's face it, when you're in Texas, you guys also have tornado sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know? They had one, they had one, uh, in 1957 that came through Dallas and uh, it picked up railroad cars and threw them around just like they were little matchboxes. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh my gosh. That, 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 nature can be powerful. Yes. Don't mess with Mother Nature, that the old saying? Don't mess with Mom. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with, don't mess with, don't fool fool around with uh, Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You don't mess with mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was something happened one time. Uh, something they fooled her about, and she they said, "Don't fool with <coughs> Mother Nature," and she caused a, a big thunderstorm to happen. <laughs> That's she, pretty she funny. Could, yeah. 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 She could be fussy at times. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She can be fussy at times. Oh, yeah. Great. great hey, did you hear about the two little dogs that were watching their uh, masters uh, do the twist? One of them told the other one, said, you know, if we was to do that, they'd want to have us wormed. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I heard another story. Oh dear. <laughs> two, <p> <coughs> <coughs> right, two pussy cats were walking along the board fence, and one of them asked the other one, and "said What do you want for Christmas?" She said, "Oh, I want two little kittens." About that time, a big tomcat jumps out of a garbage can and says, "Here comes Santa Claus." <laughs> oh, Robin, help me. <laughs> I'll still be glad when y'all can send me those shows. Uh, I'll ask you about sure. it here a while back. Well, down I think you all caught up. What did you ask for? Uh, Big John and Sparky and uh, Let's Pretend and I think there was about 85 uh, shadow shows you had. I, I had that on, on my personal list, Patricia, so it's not, okay. it's not you. So it's, it was a future wish list. So I told Russ, right now we're doing everything on Dropbox. So right now, right now, everybody, if, if, when, when you want a show from Patricia, you got to set up through Dropbox. And so if you want to know any more about that, it's very simple. Send Patricia an email, floridawriter at hotmail.com. So for right now, until we get some funding in here, Yep. You know, we're, we're going to do everything by Dropbox until, until the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to set up a Dropbox. Well, the best thing to do is go to Dropbox.com. Yeah. And it's a free download, so click on... Uh, you'll put in your name and your email, and then click on download, and it'll set it up. Oh. And then th once you have it, once you have it on the computer, on your desktop, then we can send an email... And then we can 
when we yeah. take it to the next step. If, if I mm-hmm. send an invitation, Walden, then it will automatically connect with my computer. So yeah. that that might be better. I'll, I can send Russ an email, and he can click on that link and go to Dropbox and sign up. Okay. But when he does, that means it'll automatically be part of my system. Okay. I, I oh. thought he had to da- download the system on his on his side. It, it, he probably does. It yeah. probably will do that. I think it, it behaves exactly as you have described it. Okay. But if he goes through my link, then we're automatically connected. Okay. Well, what is your link? Well, I'll, I'll send an email to you. Okay, that's fine. Have you got my email address? I, I do not. If you could send it to me. Well, I can, give, I can tell you it's real easy. Um, well, all right, if you don't mind doing it over the air, sure. Oh, it don't bother me. It's K5HAT at... K5HAT. It's K5. Okay. You know, Kilo 5, Hotel Alpha Tango. Okay. Uh, was H A T at mm-hmm. S B C Global dot net. Okay. R A R R L dot net. Mhm. So that's it. All right. All right. I can do that. I will send you an email, and when you click on that link, it will automatically bring you to the sign up page where you put in your email address and. A password. You create a password for yourself, and yeah. we will we will be connected then. Okay. All right, and then I can send you goodies. Sounds sounds good to me. All right. Okay, Russ. Well, right, you, you you have a good week, and it's good to talk to you again. Okay. Well, I'm gonna when I hang up, I'm gonna turn y'all back on my computer speakers and listen to y'all. Thank you, Russ. Okay, that's great. Thank you for being with us, Russ. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. And now, and now we get to talk Jaws with professional Ron. Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, plus 12178757399, dot, 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 okay, and call yeah, button. Sounds like we're getting... Okay, Alt H down, menu bar, Alt H down, leaving menu bar, Skype trademark left bracket 40, Alt H down, menu Alt tab, leaving menu bar, cancel button, Alt H down, menu bar, Alt H down, leaving tab, do not ask me again, checkbox not tab, leave call button, tab, cancel button, enter, leave call, cancel button, Alt H down, menu bar, system, Alt tab, leaving menu bar, cancel button, Enter, leave call, cancel button. Enter, leave call, cancel tab. Do not ask me a tab, leave call button. Tab, cancel button. Enter, leave call, cancel button. Enter, Patricia from FL tab. Do not ask tab, leave call tab, cancel button. Enter, and call tab. Screen up tab, check settings tab. Show I am but tab, Bill Brad tab, plus one two one tab. Turn on video but tab, mute button. Alt page down, alt page down, leaving alt tab. Patricia from alt tab, plus one two one alt F4. Patricia from FL alt F4, mute button. Tab, dial pad but tab, add participant tab, and call button. Enter, leave call, cancel button, enter, and call button.
Enter. Leave call. Cancel tab. Do not ask me a tab. Leave call button. Tab. Cancel button. Enter. End call button. Enter. Leave call. Cancel button. All tab. Skype trade. All tab. Plus one two one four three three nine four four three two. Leave call. Cancel button. Search the tab, account tab, most new tab, show jump tab, suggested lit tab, places list tab, show jump tab, power enter, context, shut down, restart, enter, power button, leaving menus. Block shutdown, cancel button. Alt tab, Windows sign dash in, wind, alt tab, block shutdown, cancel button, enter, start. Escape, escape. Windows M, Desk S, CK S, Sound for S, Spurtvac S, Sports Night S, Spotify S, Skype check, enter. Skype. Skype trademark left bracket 41. Carolyn, Leo and Joe Page down, Perry and Shanti, Barbara Smith, unread messages, P right, unread messages, Celeste from Ron from Dave K, unread messages, Dan from unread messages, Fred from Ver, Mike from Ron Ma, Martin Ed Clue, Patricia from F, Bill Bragg, Frank Bragg, Bill Bragg, Bill dot Bragg 3, enter, Bill Bragg. All tab, Skype trademark tab, online, select the change status button drop down. Tab, search edit, active favorite, Carolyn page down, John from Gary from Perry, Shanti, Barbara's unread messages, P right, unread messages, Celeste from Ron from Dave K, unread messages, Dan from unread messages, Fred from Verm, Mike from Ron Ma, Martin, Ed Clute, 
Patricia from FL Applications. Contact Sendet. Invite to enter. Leaving menus. Contacts list box. Patricia from FL Home. Phone number favorite. 28 of 248. Patricia from FL Home. Bill Bragg. Are we back? Uh, in a minute. I'm going to get Ron from Hawaii. Then I'm going to put it back on the air. Because I need to get okay. rid of I had to get rid of Ron's phone. I don't think he ever hung it up right. It, doesn't, it didn't sound like he hung up, yeah. And so I decided... And I was trying to do all the magic tricks to try to disconnect, and it wasn't working. So what I, did, yeah. what, what I did is just shut the whole computer down. And that way, oh, and that way I switched back to the automation system. And I said, I'm going to start getting you clean. I'll get wrong now, and then we'll go back on the air. So stand by. You're magical. You want me to hang up or stay on? Just stay on. Stay on. Okay. Count the number of beans in your coffee cup. <laughs> Online tab. Walton tab. Search edit. Active favorite. Carolyn. Leo and Jim Tetzel. Brian and Ralph Bob from Nolan. Ken Ghost. Ken Go. Harwood. John from Gary from Perry and Shanti. Barbara. Unread messages. P. Right. Unread messages. Celest from Ron from Maui Home. Phone number favorite. Applications. Content. Send. Invite to enter. Leaving menus. Patricia from unloading job. Cans. Okay. Enter. In one minute, but I just thought we'd do a sneak preview show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you really? I think yeah. you would tell me that. I would think you would tell me that even if you weren't, but it's so good to hear you say that. Well, I'm doing fine. You're doing okay. Yeah. I'll bet you have done more of your exercises than I have. No, I haven't. Uh oh. You have. <laughs> Neither have I. I gotta get more than program. Okay, ladies. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going on here. Stand by. Okay. He will let us know when we're there. And we're back, everybody. Patricia and Ron. This is the Ron and Patricia show. We're back. I know. We're back. I know. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. This is our Ron in Hawaii. And we don't hear from you often enough. I'm so glad we got to connect tonight. Well, I get to listen to you guys. Do you really? Do do I put a smile on your face sometime? What? Do I do we put a smile on your face sometime? Oh, you put a smile on my face. I'm glad. Oh. A giggle here and there it helps. <laughs> this is my Ron. Yeah, my I Ron. I get I get to I Patricia, I yeah. didn't know you even some. It's the sixth time a day. That's a lot of, that's a lot of things <laughs> time. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, have you 
Have you been able to listen to any of the Duke Ellington recordings? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I find it very, very interesting. Do you know, I had never listened to jazz, any, any kind of jazz. You'd say the word jazz to me, and I'd say, no, thank you, I'll go somewhere else. Because of you, I have learned to appreciate so much of the jazz. I love Duke Ellington, the earlier ones, when I put together some early and progressive jazz for you. I loved the earlier stuff. I would not have that except for you. Good, good, good. I'm glad. You, you did so, yeah. You, that's really a gift, and I thank you for it. Is it because you have uh, a love for the piano, Patricia, and Duke Ellington I, was a great piano player, and you just appreciate that? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the music. The earlier ones that I enjoy so much, a lot of it was big bands, so right. it wasn't necessarily piano. I mean, the piano is wonderful. Um, but the the breadth of what I've listened to, the more, the more modern jazz is... It upsets my brain. I well, can't you know make who, sense of it. You know who else it bothers? Who? Louis oh, Arm- Frank? Louis Armstrong. No kidding. Yeah, remember, and I remember, love Louis Armstrong. Remember, uh, Ron, that Louis Armstrong, once Bebop came in, he he didn't understand it at all. That was not... Bebop and yeah. all that was not his cup of, yeah. you know? Can't, can't make any sense out of it. No, but the earlier stuff, Ron, that you introduced me to, wonderful. Just wonderful. Good, good, good. You did good. You did good. You know what I've been doing once in a while, Ron? I've been playing your music box dancer song. <gasps> I have it on my oh. I have it on my desktop, so I, I like to fire up your little your song once. Oh, in a while. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have it here on my desktop, so you know I I click on that and say, "There's Ron." You know. So thank you for sharing oh, yeah. that. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd say I'm listening to you guys, and I find it to be very entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> and stuff. And, um, well, you are a big you. part of us. You know that, Ron. You know, you, you are a big part of this family. So if we can put a couple of smiles and giggles on your way. Well, we love you too, Ron. Same here, Ron. I have, I have something, I have something to tell you, Ron. I don't think I ever shared with you that when Walden asked me to be a regular, you know, spend time with him regularly on Saturday nights, you were the first person who called in. You were the first oh, yeah. person I talked to. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. How about... Yeah, that's how special you are. Mm. You were number one. Well, I guess... That's a That's a milestone. We've got to put into our... Our, um... Memorabilia. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The Patricia Hall of Fame. That. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You're number one. And, you and the Cubbies. Who? 
something. The, the Cubs. The Chicago yes. Cubs, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. They won the World oh. Series. That's right. That's right. Well, one, I got some stuff that, that I, I got a request. Okay. And I'll call you later. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Sounds good, Ron. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, huh. You know what I want to do right now, Patricia? What? I want to play Ron's song. <gasps> so I'm gonna walk. Please? Yeah, I'm going to walk over here and turn it on, and that way we can all join the music box dancer. So stand by, everybody. Okay. Do I still have to keep talking, or? No, you can sit there and be beautiful. So you can stand there. <laughs> Or something. Okay. Ron is our resident musician. And he's just professional Walton documents. Documents. Explorer pane. Full Windows M. Desk S. Skype S. Sound Force S. Sound Force Press. Skype S. Snapfish S. Saturday Nightmare. Saturday 11. M. Michael James M. Mills Brothers M. Music for Radio Folder M. Music Box Dancer dot Unloading Unloading job can't okay enter Saturday playing the keyboard. All right, are we ready? Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? All right, here we go. We're ready. a beautiful song played by a very talented person. Oh, I think that is one of the prettiest 
songs that was ever written. And Ron, your delivery of it is the prettiest I have ever heard. Amen. I just, I just love it. Just love it. Thank you for doing that for us. Well, it's fun to have it on your desktop, you know? It's fun. And, you know, by golly, I will do that too. Yes. I will. What a great idea. I will just pull out the CD and pop it over onto the desktop, and I will have to play it too. That's true. And thank you, Ron, for sending that to us. What a gift. What a wonderful gift. Just a wonderful gift. Okay, what do we have to do now? Well, I I put the phone on the hook, on the, on the do not, you know, you can't get a hold of me, <laughs> number one. You hung up the do not disturb sign. Yeah, I, I put the little <laughs> sign up right there right now, figuring Patricia might want to start working on her questions right now. Patricia would like to start working on her questions yes, right so now. Yes, so it's going to be just Patricia and Walden, the Walden Patricia show. Mm -hmm. It's been mm -hmm. a busy family. It, it, it didn't go by plan. I figured Patricia and I thought, oh, we'll get an interview in a half hour, but the family <laughs> had other direction for us tonight. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's okay. Okay. Are we ready? We're ready. Because my brain says it's quarter to four, not quarter to three. I haven't moved my clock yet, so I don't know yet. I'm confused. Um, my computer automatically did it, and it says it is 2.41, and it lies. It's really 3.41. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so messed up already, <laughs> and it's only been in effect for 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, then. I know. Oh, do you really? I'll give you a big hug. You'll be okay. Uh, you'll be okay. Oh. You're going to get through this. You'll, you'll, you'll be ejected on, on, on Tuesday. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Nobody's going to be ejected on Tuesday. <laughs> Nobody will be ejected on Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Hey, Patricia and so I have one political statement to make. Yes. And go vote. Go vote. Please, whatever you decide. Please. Doesn't it, 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 yes, it's important to you to choose the person you think is the best candidate, but just do it, just please. Be the, please be the good American and go vote. Patricia did hers. I'm going to do mine on Tuesday, so the family here will be representative. So we want, we want as many of you who made up your mind, or if you haven't made up your mind, Go do it. Do it by Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So please. Please do. Please. It, it's, it's people died for us to be able to do this. Yeah. And it's it's more than a privilege. It's a duty. That that that, that political statement has been fostered by Patricia Walden, not funded by any uh, PAC or anybody <laughs> else. No, we do not have any political dollars behind us. Just vote. And and truly, that's you, you'll never hear, vote for this one, vote for that one, with anyone, I don't think anyone on Yesterday USA, and certainly not on Saturdays. But you will hear, please do it. Please vote. It's the right thing to do. Can my, somebody made a statement, and it's probably it's a, it's a good way to do it. You can't complain until you go vote. 
once you can vote, you can oh. complain. You know, that's it, right. It, I always say that you can't complain unless you've you've done your share. That's right. So, yeah. So if you want to gripe, go do your duty first. That way you you mm -hmm. have your yep. two cents. I don't in. I don't want to hear any complaints unless you are part of the process. That's right. Okay. Good reminder. Thank you. All right. And now. Can I go to bed now? And now. <laughs> And now here she is with all of Walden's questions and then some. Please, like, please, please, please. <laughs> like the alphabet soup. Oh, I have one trivia question I saw Wink Martindale post uh, about a week ago, and I want to throw it to Patricia. Okay. Wink put this on Facebook. There okay. was one rock and roll song in the 60s, the decade of the 60s, that hit number one tw in two years. What song was it? The Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. No. It is, but 1965 and 1966, it was number one on the chart. Coin the Wink Martin there with a song in 1961 and 62. Well, then there was a second one. <laughs> it, it, it really, no, truly, it really was. The Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel hit number one in December of 65, and January of 66, it was still there. Right, but that, that's, that's, that's probably the same... It, the sound that never went off the chart. It just, it was continuous. Oh, See, he's one, one of uh, those. He, want, he wants one of those that actually hit number one, disappeared, and made another run up. <gasps> oh, it reappeared. Yes. Oh, well, let me think. I love Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> um, um... I know. It's a funny question. Besides White Christmas, I don't know. It's Was it an Elvis song? No. Shelby Checker. The Twist? Yes. You're kidding. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Wink, wink Mike, they'll post this it. Is, up. This is Gene Autry. <laughs> <laughs> you have been doing this to me. Well, you might as well continue. We're almost to the end of the year. Just keep these things coming, okay? Isn't that a hoot? Isn't that something? I did not know that. I never knew that Ian until we posted it up on Facebook. So, so uh, I said, this was the only song in the 60s that made number one twice. I'll be darned. Yeah. <laughs> For decades and decades and de and the twist, the twist, the twist. Gene Autry didn't sing it. No, no. He's he is a standalone amazing <laughs> per Gene Autry. Uh, you know, I I look at my notes every once in a while, uh -huh. and I sit here all by myself, and I say, Gene Autry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's what Charlie Temple used to say. Oh, my goodness. Okay. When you write your memoir of My Years with Walden, that would be, be, <laughs> be a title in your chapter, Gene Autry. That would be you know, chapter yeah. 38 yeah. or something. Well, if I write my memoirs, nobody's going to believe it anyway. So we can have our way with what, That's true. whatever we want to write about That's ourselves. True. That's true. We can, we can come out. Shiny and sparkly. 
across the well we are shiny and sparkly we are i'm i'm the one who has no idea what marijuana smells like (laughs) (laughs) i truly don't oh Oh. gosh oh my goodness well that's that's an okay thing to talk about i mean i'd rather be able to say i don't have any idea what it smells like as opposed to oh my gosh i bathed in it when i was growing up yeah i i didn't but, so. and, and, but you know, but you've had experiences that none of us had. I mean, this is true. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, I'm thinking all the critical stuff you saw at the nurse. Yeah. I mean that a lot, a lot of that would would still traumatize people, and there probably there are times yeah. you think about it once in a while that you know you saw. That, yeah, there that, are there are a couple you know, that will be there forever. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Don't go away. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, marijuana was not one. No. <laughs> no. It was. I was a standalone out there. Oh my goodness! You know, I was. I was the stupid. I'm telling you. I keep telling. I, I keep saying I'm gullible. I'm not really gullible. I'm trusting. If you tell me something, I believe it. So that's why I would never make a good juror because. Whatever you tell me, I say okay. Well, you wouldn't say that unless it was the truth. I, you know, I, you so. know, you know who else? I, I think that way too. I, 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 I have uh, maybe it's a mindset you come with in life. I, I have a. There are people who go with you. You don't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. And there are people you trust everybody until you, you know, and. And until proven I, otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm always the one you trust. And I always figured the way I get through life, there are, can't, there are times you're going to get burned. That's just the facts of life. But Yeah. But that's yeah. how I, that's, I've always looked at the world that way. So I would say you and I, I are very similar. I think we're better off for it. I think if, if we have less stress in our life. I agree. Yeah. Well... Well, yeah, we've eliminated some of that. Yes, Correct. you're right. It, it's very draining to be angry. Yeah, I when you were posting this thing about people that hold their anger forever, it's like it's a bu- it's bullying inside you. And that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and it uses up energy that you could put to use with other people, with right. yourself. There's just so many things you can do with all this energy and and mind troubling and you just let go of it yeah it's hard it, it, it's hard to learn how to do that but you know it it goes back to my southern preacher i heard i know yep. i've said this before and i just love it yep. and he was teaching people how to pick their fights and mm-hmm. he said <clears throat> a bulldog can whip a skunk any old time but there are some things that just aren't worth it worth it and, you know, and, and, and I think for some people, that is the hardest thing, it's the hardest lesson they learn through life is how to forgive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we all, we all, yes. we can all count, we can all keep score. I mean, I, and I imagine each one of us have heartaches and brokenness mm-hmm. in our lives, and some people have been able to navigate by be the act of forgiveness, and others still are working through those issues, and mm-hmm. that's... Yes. 
that's a big yes. that's a big thing to to navigate mm-hmm. and and keep things in perspective mm-hmm. like the bulldog and the skunk yep. i i just love that some things just aren't worth it i can do it yep. but just isn't worth it and when you can let go of that it really makes a difference it does Okay, I've got all of your questions here. Well, then, it's yes. really coming up on three, on four o'clock. It's four o'clock. My <laughs> brain says it's four o'clock. It took me six months to get used to this, and now they're taking it away from me. <laughs> I think it was eight months. Eight months. Cause I went Is it really? Cycle. We yeah, went from March, April, yeah. May, June, July, August, September, October. <gasps> we're into November. Oh, dear. No wonder I'm wrecked. I know. I know, but you're the most adorable wreck I know. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's the nicest thing anybody <laughs> said to me all day. <laughs> I'm a nice wreck. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we have Walden's your Stump Walden question, mm-hmm. a brain teaser, mm-hmm. colonial question, mm-hmm. your presidential question, your presidential quote, your first lady question or quote, and today is a question, okay. and your base- and your baseball question. I would like to start off with the first lady. Is it question today or a quote? Question, right? Today is a question. Okay, yes. let's go with the mm-hmm. question from the first lady. Okay. All right. Who, which first lady was also known as Mrs. President, and it is not Hillary Clinton. Shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. And maybe they did it behind her back. How about uh, Edith Wilson? No, and I, I would have picked her too. Now, for people who might have forgotten, Wildwell suffered a stroke and she sort of navigated the, the whole White House and sort of helped. She took over. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she was the guard at the door nobody got in to see him or talk with him she would take and say okay i'll talk with the president and of course very few people knew whether or not she actually did um but my goodness no she was not that's a tough one because you gotta think of somebody who's a a strong woman and maybe a weak man but as soon as you're president of the united states you are not a weak man no and he wasn't Okay. He was he was physically in a weak position. I don't think he was. Was he a weak person? Who would have? No, he was an ide- yeah. He was an idealist. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking uh, the one uh, I was going to nominate, I, uh, Abigail Adams, but her husband, I would not call him as a weak man, a weak leader, John Adams. He, you are absolutely on target, yeah. Abigail Adams. And not because she was taking over from him, but because she was so politically active. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of respect for her and talked about these things in great depth. And I think she was uh-huh. able to speak languages. She was very intelligent. If you look at the Adams family, what a tree. From John Adams, to their son John Quincy, to mm-hmm. his son Henry Adams, who was a historian. You know, it's, it's sort of right up there with the bushes. If you think about like the family, the political families of America, sure, um, sure, that that the bushes is somewhat getting close to that realm, and and uh, but the Adams are definitely um, 
and even Sam Samuel Adam was a cousin. So I mean, to think about that whole tree, it's mm -hmm. pretty incredible. It it is, and according to the information I pulled down, she and John Adams were third cousins. Oh wow! Oh wow! So they, they really it, the whole Adams family pulled together. It's amazing. It really is amazing. You know, if you think so, about okay. e e t uh, Eleanor and Franklin, or some They were cousins, cousins, yes. I think they were fourth. Does that sound right? I don't remember, but generally with most states, you, you can't marry your... you got to be beyond first cousin. I think maybe... Correct. Second? Is this okay? I don't... Yeah, I second second cousins are okay. I'm, they weren't that close, though. I, I think they were... F all right, keep talking. I'll yeah. look it up. <laughs> people who may, uh, always sort of one, I, I think a lot of it deals to the bloodline because, you know, we always worry about hemophiliacs or different lines, and that's why, for health purposes, that's why we sort of maintain those um, those traditions of we being we second cousins or beyond. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of the royal family of Russia, uh, mm -hmm. Rasputin, and, you know, he was sort of the mystery behind that, and, you know, the, yeah. the, um, the offspring of the royal family with, with a hemophiliac, so. Also in consideration, I think, is that there is a family mindset that frequently comes with a familial group, so that their children are raised with the same standards and attitudes and drives, and their children get it. So I think a lot of this is is passed down. It's learned behavior as opposed to genetic. I think I don't know. We need we need to be geneticists, Walden. Ah, that's an interesting thing. You know. That's a good, that'd be a good topic for us to figure out one night. What's a geneticist? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a scientist who studies genes. Ah. And gene yeah. DNA. Yeah. R that RNA. Kind of stuff. DNA, RNA. That's about all I was able to study in the protein, the protein molecule, and that's about all yeah, I really stuff know. Like and stuff like that there. Yeah. Franklin and Eleanor were fifth cousins, and it says once removed. I don't know. Give me a break. They both have the name Roosevelt. But anyhow, um, fifth cousins. So that that's a, a pretty far yeah. distance. Yeah. Absolutely. But still, came came from the same tree. That's true. Okay, so what what do we have next? My presidential quote. Your presidential quote. I have never advocated war except as a means of peace. Now, I understand the message. It sounded like an oxymoron in the beginning, but it isn't. I have never advocated war except as a means of peace. I almost sound like a Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick kind of approach. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, good old Teddy. I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. Big stick. Let's see here. Uh, How do you follow that, too? Woodrow Wilson, maybe? No, one more. 
Read the quote one more time. Sure. I have never advocated war except as a means of peace. Let's try a shot in the dark. Abraham Lincoln. No. Let's oh. try Ulysses S. Grant. Oh. Boy, a man, a man who saw the, the up close of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, considering his role. Yeah. It, 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 it I don't know. It, <laughs> I just, I never saw the Civil War as a means of peace. But yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Um my presidential question your presidential question which president won an Emmy award uh was that John Kennedy no now I should have looked up to see if he was the only yeah. president how, how, about Joe, how about Joe Ford no Ronald Reagan Death Valley Day, huh? I don't know that. <laughs> it was Dwight Eisenhower, and he was given it in 1956 for what they termed his pioneering use of television. Huh. It was his final presidential address. Go figure. Okay. I don't know. Let me see. Uh, you know, I haven't I watched it yet, but I think... I hope it's on YouTube. It's the famous time when uh, Walter Cronkite, who just would have been 100 the past Friday, everybody, and Dwight D. Eisenhower walked the beaches in Normandy in 1964 to discuss Ooh. all that. And I did not know about that. Yeah, that, I guess that was the 20th anniversary of D-Day, and that's what they did. And I, I'm hope I've never seen it. Um, so I'm assuming it might be up on YouTube. So... I, I wouldn't be surprised ah. that would have been nominated for an Emmy. My goodness. Nope. Well, that's what it says. And but it came yeah. from the History Channel type joint. I bet it's pretty so accurate. Yeah. I have to trust it, I think. Okay. We'll do that. We'll trust. Unless otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> unless otherwise proven. Okay, what else would you like? My colonial questions, my dear. Your colonial question. Now, I may have messed this one up. Let me see here. Oh, that's okay. We love well, I've got so much. <laughs> it's, it's I've got such messy. great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. All right, let's see. Colonial question. Here we go. I, I've got a whole bunch of information in different categories. Let's see. Okay, what was the Currency Act that went into effect in 1764? Actually, that had been 12 years before the revolution. We know about the Stamp Act. We know. I don't think I really, I don't know if I can spell it out, my, my dear. I think you got me. I, I got myself. I did not even know it existed. It prohibited the colonists from issuing any legal tender paper money. Ah. Uh, so, so I guess in a way we didn't want to have 13 different currencies, I guess. Mm, it looked like, I think this came from England. Keep talking, I'll look it up. 
makes sense. This is yesterday USA. And <laughs> in two weeks, yeah. Patricia is going to be interviewing Leo Jordan. So I hope everybody tuned in on the 19th. The day before on the 18th, we're going to have an off-air interview with, with Rhonda Ford, Donda Ford's son, Sally's dad. And fairly soon, if everything works right, we'll be talking to another of Jan and Marion Jordan's granddaughters. And this time, from the daughter's side of the family. And mm -hmm. that will be a, a lot of fun. So, those are some of the treats from Patricia and Walden to you. Yeah, we got good stuff coming. Yes, it, it was an act of parliament in Great Britain ah. that regulated paper money, and it prohibited the colonies from issuing their own paper money. How about that? Very no good. one gets a colonist. The colonists were, they kept getting poked. It was like a poker, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> and eventually, you poke too many times, and the whole world stands up. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? Well, let's see. What are we down to? My brain teaser, my we stump wall, and my baseball. brain teaser, stump Walden, and your baseball question. My brain teaser next, please. Okay. I have two of them. I will have to pick one. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this one, I will read it to you twice because it's, it's long, but it's in reasonable pieces. Okay? All I'm ready. Uh, you leave home and go to your right. You reach a corner and turn left. You reach another corner and turn left. You reach another corner and turn left again and go home. When you get there, there's a person with a mask waiting for you. What's happening? one really stinks and yeah. when you get to the end you, yeah. you just slap yourself on the side of the head and say duh well my first inclination my dear I walked around the block that, that's like my first inclination that's your first inclination yeah. um, but how would you explain the person what a wearing mask. a mask at home I don't know you got me okay and I will Read it and then give you the answer. Okay. You leave home and go to your right. When you reach a corner, you turn left. You reach another corner, turn left again. You reach another corner and turn left again and go home. When you get there, there's a person with a mask waiting for you. You're playing baseball. Oh, very good. Very good. And I, I mean, good. I was... <laughs> I was going to say I was out in left field with this one. I didn't mean that as a joke. No. I had no idea until I looked at the answer and I thought, oh, gee, of yeah. course. I wasn't thinking of the, I was not thinking of the term. I was actually thinking of the physical jogging uh, the around. The physical walking yeah. around yeah. the block. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, no, how, how do you explain a guy in a mask or a person in a mask? And, of course, it's the um, it's the catcher and the umpire. So it should have been two people, two people wearing masks waiting for you. So anyway, that's my fun for Very tonight. Good. Now, we have your 
your Stump Walden and your baseball question. My baseball question, please. Your baseball question. It's a simple answer, and I'm going to have to pick through paragraphs of stuff. What is dubbed, it's, it's an error, the $30,000 muff? I do not know. It happened in 1912. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, they gave me the first answer in the first paragraph. Okay. I can read the whole thing, but we'll be here until next week. On October 16, 1912, New York Giants outfielder Fred Snodgrass uh-huh. dropped an easy pop-up in the 10th inning of the tie-breaking eighth game of the World Series against the Red Sox. His error led to a two-run Boston rally and cost the Giants the championship. And they called it the $30,000 muff because $30,000 is what the New York Giants would have gotten if they had won the game. Wow. Poor, poor. Fred. Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy, can you imagine? And we're still talking about it. Yeah, I mean that name is still familiar. It's still recognizable to me. I couldn't tell you why, but Fred Snodgrass, really? I seem to remember f- running my he head died, anymore. Yeah. He died in 1972. He I was said, 62 oh years God. old. No, it was 62 years after. Wow. He was 82 years old. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it was 86. It was 62 years after he made the error. He died at age 86. In 1974. Wow. That poor guy. Can you imagine? No. Oh. No. That, that That just makes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now we've got your. My yeah, stump Walden. The question I did. I just there's your stump Walden. My stump Let Walden is ready. Let us see what. And listen, if you got last week's, there is nothing I can give you. What, what was the question last week? Oh, it was the um, the scripts being sent in by the audience after they fired all of the writers. Uh huh. And I don't even remember the show. I think you. I think it was. I think it was Dr. Christian. Yeah, after what Sherry started in 1942. Yeah. Yes, and, and that's correct. Yeah. <coughs> and I do remember that John Dunning, in two different books, had a different date in each of the books. And then I, I depended on you, and you told me it was 1942. Okay. This show's opening included battling the raging elements, fighting the savage wilderness, striking at the enemies of man and nature, guardian of the forest, protector of wildlife, champion of man and nature. What was the show? Mark Twain! <laughs> You didn't disappoint me. <laughs> this is good. And our friend Ben yes. Cooper was Scotty on that series. And ben, That's right. Ben, ben That's right, and we yeah. talked with Ben. That's right. What a nice man. Very nice. He, he Very was nice. such a nice man. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I think that's that's the end. All righty. Patricia and I it's are going to... Uh, Patricia's going to go cry in the corner because she's got to get adjusted for another four months spread of... Yeah. Changing. Yeah, except except for the darkness 
the, the clock says it's one time and I look outside and it's so dark and, and it's such a sudden change. This end of the change is not nearly as rattling to me as the springtime change. So, no, so by next week, good. I should stop crying. Yes. Yeah. And so now <laughs> i got to move my clock back before I go to bed, so I, I will do that. I never it knew that. I thought it was interesting. Dan said he starts his on Fridays. That's pretty good. That, uh, you know, if, if I had had a half a brain, just a half a brain, <laughs> I would have... What a great idea. Breaking you your body in slowly. Early. Yeah. Just kind of work your way into it. Uh-huh. Too late now. Well, just start now. Oh, well. <laughs> it's too late to ease in. <laughs> it, it, and this one doesn't need really easing in for me. But in the springtime, wow, that one's hard. Maybe, maybe one. you can try that method. In the spring. Next year, yeah. In the yeah. spring? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I do think that's a great idea. Now, it will take me, my computer automatically changes. The rest of the clocks, I, I have one on the coffee pot, I've got one on the microwave. The rest of them will stay for a while just to remind me that I'm either tired or wide awake for a different <laughs> reason than, than my body in full-time revolt here. So, anyhow, that's it for this week. Well, Patricia, I and I'd like out to, of Patricia hmm. and I like to thank the family for being with us. It oh, gosh, a, yes. It was a busy night for all of us and stuff and, like that there. And stuff like that there. Tuesday is vote day. Please, please vote. That's are it. Are you ready to say good morning to the family? I am, I am ready to say, oh, my gosh, look at the time. <laughs> only 3.15. It is not. It's 4.15. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Good night, everybody. We love you all very, very much here on Yesterday USA. JAWS Professional Saturday Night Live Show Folder Saturday Night Live Show Folder Explorer Pane Folder Layout Alt-Tab Document Alt-Tab Sound Forge Pro 11.2 Point